episode 136. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace it. Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Pushovers. Pop culture. Leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. You're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bite a radioactive spider. It's Pop Culture Leftovers. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm Jason. I'm Jake. And And we're we're the the Leftovers. leftovers. All right, yeah. Hey guys! Hey, it's, hey! Uh, welcome back, Jake. Thank you. I miss you guys. How was it last week? It was nice. You just took it off so you could watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I can't. I can't lie. That <laughs> was that was definitely a, a, an was added a bonus. It was an added bonus. I knew it was a fucking factor. <laughs> hey, Aaron, could you come down and visit me? He's also coming to visit in eight weeks, so I'll be taking that week off too. <laughs> <laughs> Game, of, Game of Thrones season finale. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. No, it was good timing on his part to visit on that day for sure. Yeah. I was excited. Yeah, so uh, okay, so uh, we uh, we passed another milestone. Mm. Fucking uh, three years of this bitch. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, I want to, you know what? I want to commemorate uh, this uh, three year anniversary of Pop Culture Leftovers by doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself, it's that's a lot of work. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, well, like other podcasts are like, yeah, we we got something really big in store for you, and I was just like, man, it just seems like a lot of extra unnecessary <laughs> bullshit, and I got to do. Yeah, I'm not. We should have like the in memorandum reel with all the listeners that stopped listening in the last year. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> all the hosts that are gone for good. <laughs> but I do want us to. I do want us to. I do want us to celebrate this momentous occasion. Ah. Nice. There you go. Just by listening to Cool in the Gang. Awesome. That's how I celebrate everything. On loop for four hours. It's <laughs> my favorite episode yet, guys. Do some shots with me. Oh, nice. Rum chata. Got some rum chata. Hell yes. Who wants to do the... Uh... I love rum chata. Do we have shot glasses? Yeah, I'll get some. Hold on. Get up, Jay. Take the mic with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Porchata can run. Celebrate. I didn't even touch it. Brian's gone. <laughs> we lost cool in the gang, too. Oh, there they are. <laughs> the fuck? I didn't touch the mic. <laughs> All right. This is how you celebrate. Take it to the left, be right back. Hey guys, let's celebrate. Fuck your mic, Brian. Let me just slam this fucking drink down. Damn it. 
I'm just thinking about what I did. <laughs> fucking got some fucking angry barkeep over here. <laughs> Are we back? Are we recording again? Yeah. Oh, we're back. Oh, we're back. Right. We've been back. All right, guys. This Here is we go. Rum Chata, milky deliciousness. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Three, years. Three, three years. years. three years. Three years. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, cinnamony. Have you ever had this before? No. It's like a... Oh, it's delicious. It's like rum snickerdoodles, man. Yeah. I like to put it in my coffee. Oh, I like to I like to slam it in my dick hole. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. <laughs> and Can we pause the episode again? Well, about an hour later, I call it cum chata. <laughs> cum chata. <laughs> Yeah, guys, so we've been doing this for uh, three years now, man. That's crazy. Wow. It is crazy. Jesus. We got three more in us, right? And then, <laughs> and then we're out. Then we, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long we're going to be doing this shit. Episode 200. We're calling it quits. No, I think we need to thank the listeners that have been with us for a long time. Yeah. Dude, I found out, like, Brooke Smith, I totally forgot how long she'd been with us. Since, like, episode two, she said. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Pete's been with us since episode one. Pete Nane. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Super. So Dan West, I think like episode three. Dan Hunter's been with us forever. I think uh, Gus Hunteit since episode three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy, man. Sticking yeah. with us that long, huh? <laughs> we got, the, oh, go ahead, Jake. I'd say we got lots of new listeners, it seems, in the last, like, since the Star Wars episode, too. Star Wars, and even with Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Batman v Superman got a lot of new listeners, so... Yeah, welcome to Leftover Army. You know, uh, something about something about that that I want to bring up... Uh, I'll bring it up here in a second. I'll talk about something else okay. real quick. <laughs> but like, you know, I, yeah, I want to thank all of our listeners for like all the years that they've been listening to us. It's pretty awesome. And if this is your first time listening, yeah, this episode's called Game of Thrones, but we might not talk about that for another hour. Right. So might be two hours. Ma- might be two hours. Who <laughs> fuck knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. We just wing it. And you guys get all like pissy and shit. Because <laughs> like people that don't know us, they, they just want to get to the fucking content. You know what I mean? It's like, get to the content, because they don't give a shit about all this other side bullshit we got going on. You gave him Game of Thrones music. I we've we've fulfilled our contract exactly. obligations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we touched upon it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people uh some people live, some people died, uh-huh. somebody got naked. Oh. There's your Game of Thrones review, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we might talk about it later, we might not. Son of a bitch. <laughs> fucking people pissing and moaning about stupid fucking shit. There's fucking like you know what I mean? Yeah. Can't, oh, yeah. Can't. It's uh, get well yeah, get to the advertise it took it took him an hour to get to the advertised content. <laughs> it's only gonna take me fucking like uh twenty minutes to fucking ream you a new asshole, oh. you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna hear what, what's on your mind that you that you buried for a second. There. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll get I'll get to that. Here we go. Uh, whoa. Hi Mike. No, I'm gonna get to that. Um how was that shot? You like that shot? Oh yeah. dude, yeah. Round two, round Can we two. have more? Round two? Let's do this. Let's celebrate three years again. Three years. <laughs> three three years with three shots, right? There's his glass. Oh. Guys, let's celebrate three years and probably three less listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get to the content. <laughs> You're a fucking pusshole. We're like Hydra, though, right? For every listener we lose, we get two more. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, look at that perfect pour, though. Look oh. at that perfect pour. Thank you. What I was going to talk about is, yeah, we'll, do, we'll, we'll celebrate it up with the, with the shot. Look at look at you! You're pouring like like my fucking grandma over here. <laughs> like I don't know if you're like pouring Robitussin or like some kind of like <laughs> m- milk of magnesia before you go to bed. What the fuck is going on here? Speed it up there, Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 
<laughs> there we go. There we go. I'll take mine. Proper serving. God. He's got like measured out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, three years. Three years. Yes. Shot two. Oh. oh yeah. Oh. That's fucking tasty as fuck. Dude, it's yes. tasty. Mm. Yeah. So what I was gonna talk about is like um we've had Ryan from the comic slaps on like the last three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's been kinda like he was, it was almost like he was like kind of like a fixture here for those three weeks. It's been it was great having him. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to the latest episode of Comic Slobs, and they get an email from one of our listeners. Okay, and it's Eric Marable. Oh, and Eric is talking about how he's a member of the Leftover Army in the email. And anytime somebody talks about pop culture leftovers on their podcast, it's like a chorus of groans. From the slobs? From the slobs. It's like, it's a chorus of groans. It's like, and like he's talking. Those ungrateful motherfuckers. That's what what I think, man. That's what I'm thinking. And so it's like he's reading this email and basically saying, hey, guys, I'm listening to your show because of this other podcast, which I'm a member of the Leftover Army. And it's like it's received with like. Like, thanks for listening, but (laughs) total disdain. (laughs) So I wanted our listeners to do something for us to commemorate three years of pop culture leftovers. If you could please send an email to the comic slob and just let them know um, what you love about pop culture leftovers. (laughs) Just send and you can you can send that email to comic slob that's not it's not comic slobs it's comic slob at gmail.com and just send them an email you don't even have to ask them about comic books which is like the thing that they cover you can just i just want you don't even have to ask them a question i just want you to send them an email and let and tell them what you love about our podcast that's awesome awesome you just want to hear lots of groaning. <laughs> yes, I want to hear like I want to hear like a whole chorus. I want it to sound like a fucking like choir of groans. Even Ryan's groaning a little bit, little wow. bit. Most, mostly Brian and Greg. Oh wow, yeah, so. those ungrateful fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we should cut them off. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's see here. What do we got? What do we got? Hey, we got a new one-up box. Ah, yeah. Hand it over there, over there to you, Jake. One Up Box is this week's sponsor, and uh, that One Up Box is our only sponsor. <laughs> this week's sponsor, <laughs> as opposed to last week. <laughs> See if you can keep up. <laughs> last week's sponsor was my AA guy. <laughs> the next week was Squarespace. We had him on the show. He is like Brian. Keep it clean this week. <laughs> we you know, fucked up. We did shots. I know. <laughs> oh, man, your sponsor's going to be he's, so mad at us. He's horrible. <laughs> he'd be, if he was a better sponsor, he'd be here saying, Brian, don't do it. I'm not getting any texts from him or anything. <laughs> well, look at this. It's all pre-cut for me and everything. I did that. Nice. For you. Yeah. Nice. All right, crack it open. Busted it open. What's the theme this month? I, do, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out when you open it up. We will find out. Right off the bat, we've got a Luigi plushie. Baby Luigi. <laughs> yeah, you should see Brian's expression right now. It's more of a total excitement. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's a cutie. Look at that guy. Ugh. Ugh. I love that crinkly fucking 
right, let's get him out of there. He's God. suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, he's so soft. What nah. did you expect him? Like razor blades? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm cutting my hands on him. God damn it. It's like a beanie, too. He's got a little bit of a beanie butt. Uh, he seriously just grabbed that doll's ass. Yeah, he did. He squeezed it. <laughs> it happened. It happened. All right, we've got a uh, a Kirby stress ball. No, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I'm squeezing it right now. You liking that? Not as much as Luigi's ass, but it's okay. Let me feel that ass. Oh, I don't even feel the stress ball. No, I don't care about the stress ball now. Put the shirt to the side. Save it for last. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very beanie. What else we got going on here? I don't even know what the fuck this is. I think it's a backpack, right? Is it? Like one of those uh, backpacks. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. Nice call. I don't know what the fuck it is on it. Is that, That's a, is that Ant-Man? The, is yeah. that Ant-Man? Oh, it is Ant-Man. It's a very crudely drawn Ant-Man. Yeah, and there's a dog chasing him. <laughs> and a dog chasing him. Oh, man, that was that, that was a classic moment from that Ant-Man comic. <laughs> The one where Ant-Man's running away from that barking dog. Do you remember that one? I do, I do. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the movie. That's a good one. All right, so there's there's that. <laughs> <laughs> As it goes on the floor. We've got a Yoshi coaster. Uh, a Yoster. A Yoster. <laughs> I like it. It's not quite Yoshi, so they don't get sued by Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's not Yoshi. <laughs> We've got a, is that a sticker? A minion sticker huh. for, yeah. Oh, dude, he looks like he's up to no good. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he? He does. He looks like he's he's very, like, study, studying something. Oh, right? dude, I guarantee you, like, he's, like, looking off in the distance, and he's, like, he's wanking at the something. <laughs> Jay, Jay, I see you eyeballing this. I'll I hand that over to you. Put that on my car. <laughs> that'll that'll give me some action. our button. It looks like the theme is mini- miniature. I can't even say the word. Miniature? Yeah, so I don't even know what that means. Hold on. It's miniatures. Like, they're all minis. Ah. Like, we got a mini Luigi. A mini Luigi and a mini Kirby. Ant-Man's a mini guy. I've got a minion. I've got mini enthusiasm for this box. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like you could have got either Mario, Luigi, or Princess Peach as the the plushie. (laughs) We would have got Jake. I'd have really been grabbing that ass. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you can have this shirt. I don't even know what it is, but you can have it. <laughs> I can't see it. Oh. It's like a cake with a minion and Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach on it. And Ant-Man. And, is that Ant-Man? Yeah. yeah. Why is there Ant-Man so crudely drawn? I can never even recognize uh. what it is. The Please Don't Sue Us t-shirt this month from, from One Up Box. The good thing is, guys, though, if you didn't sign up this month, that's uh, you can. That's probably good. Um, <laughs> but if you want to sign up for next month, you can. Just go to oneupbox.com <laughs> and use the code POPCULTURE. And uh, your first box is $9.92. After that, it's uh, $13 with shipping. Um, and every month you get an exclusive One Up Box T-shirt, as uh, as well as a bunch of other uh, items and goodies. Uh, so uh, yeah, wow. yeah. Nice. Looks like most of this box will be mine. It's pretty much <laughs> tailored for pussies, so it's definitely all going home with nice. you. Where'd my button go? Oh, God forbid! There you go. <laughs> Can't wait to put that on. Yeah, for sure. That's the best part. Oh man. 
yeah. nice. You, you like that. You like that cute little miniature bullshit, don't you, Jake? Some of it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> little Funko shit. Yeah, I definitely like the Funko shit. I'll love me some Dorbs. You don't mind if I bounce this ball for the rest of the episode, do you? Oh, no, that's not distracting <laughs> at all. <laughs> That'll be on next week's iTunes reviews. <laughs> and the co-host was bouncing a ball the entire episode. <laughs> and it also took him an hour to get to the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it the fuck off. <laughs> Stop it. Taking it away. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Speaking of iTunes reviews, uh, we have those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're coming. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> we got some. All right, this week in iTunes reviews. Uh, first iTunes review comes from John Lee. Uh, it's uh, titled Parental Advisory Explicit Lyrics. Mm. I don't think Cool in the Gang songs celebrate <laughs> good times at any explicit lyrics. <laughs> celebrate Break. fuck you. <laughs> celebrate good fucking times. Come on. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> you don't know me, motherfucker. All right, uh... <clears throat> Jake. <laughs> You're an embarrassment. Yeah. You're an embarrassment to men everywhere. <laughs> He's wearing that minion sticker on his fucking shirt. Alright, guys, here it is. It's uh, Parental Advisory Explicit Lyrics from John Lee 17. Uh, you should seriously consider this podcast if you enjoy listening to people who love pop culture and enjoy talking about it in an interesting and thought provoking way. Yeah, and they cuss a lot. So what? Turn it up? Turn it off. You're free to decide. If you take the time to listen, you will find a group of guys who are funny, perceptive, and serious about cinema, TV, and comics. Uh, all of the participants are great and bring something to the show, but I really enjoy listening to the showrunner who manages to swing from a serious, in-depth analysis of a movie rife uh, with thoughtful... Um, and serious commentary to a searing tirade that reminds me of the kind of abuse that my buddies, uh, where are we? Uh, the fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've lost my, that my buddies and I used to heap on each other in high school. Uh, turn it up or turn it off your choice. I'm going to turn it up. Hmm. Interesting. Five stars. Uh, yeah, it was five star. I used the word serious a lot in that review. Serious? We're, yeah, ser- you should seriously consider this podcast. He used it once there, and then he used it once, Jake. It's oh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He said thoughtful and serious. There we go. There no, and then he said uh, perceptive and serious. All right, all right. I knew I wasn't crazy. Yeah, we got three times. It's <laughs> a lot of serious for once, pop culture leftovers. Once, time, once, twice, three times a serious lady. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been thrice serious on any episode. Yeah. Ah, this episode sucks already. <laughs> Three years where we jumped the shark. <laughs> it's that one. Time for another shot. Remember to go to oneupbox.com. <laughs> Use the code popculture. Yeah, you could do this on your podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. So, uh, you guys ready to move on to uh, Good Pop, Bad Pop for this week? Yeah. Yeah, why the fuck not? 
Jake, I, you know what? Let's get to the content. <laughs> you want to get to the content? What's the content? What's the title of the episode, Chief? Oh, no, no, no. We're saving that for last. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Do you want to get to the content? Why, why not? I basically forced you into it. You <laughs> said no, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no means yes. <laughs> Let's talk about some Game of Thrones. All right, sure. Season 6 premiere, man. That happened. Yeah, it did happen. Long time coming, man. Um, do you? Who do you want? To, you know what? You choose. You, pussy's choice. <laughs> nice. It paid off finally. <laughs> if you want, do you want to rate it first? Or do you want me to go for it first? I'll rate it. I'll All rate right, it first. I don't it. mind. I'm going to give it a high taste. It okay. Um, I I traditionally find the opener to any Game of Thrones season to not be the best episode. Um, you know, it's just the way it is. It's they're always a setup episode. But that being said, I think the season six premiere is the best of the premieres we've gotten so far. There was a lot of intriguing setup, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen from the setup that we saw. So if that was the, it was kind of the perfect episode of Game of Thrones in some ways. Like it wasn't like a Tupperware by any means, but it had you know the right amount of horror, the right amount of comedy, the right amount of intrigue. It was a good episode. It went by really fast. It felt like. 15 minutes that was really an hour long so i had a lot of problems with this episode yeah um and it's not the john snow stuff so you know what i mean yeah it's what was the john snow stuff well everybody wants an answer oh you know what i mean it's yeah. like the same people that are saying like you know who died who killed who negan kill mm-hmm. are the same people that are saying like you know what's up with john snow Let's let me play the spoiler bumper because we are going to be spoiling this. Yes. So. This is a pop culture leftover spoiler warning. Today's forecast calls for spoilers straight in your dickhole. You have been warned, spoiler pussies. I had a lot of problems with this episode. Really? Um, yeah, a lot of problems with it. Um, I, I feel like some of the stuff is really strong mm-hmm. and some of it was really weak. Um, some of the dialogue, um, some of the uh, – there, there's certain things with the plot that aren't answered. Um, stop fucking with that goddamn ball. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to I'll me. Put it away. I'll put it I'm going to throw it across the goddamn room. You and that fucking Kirby ball. I'm going to shove it up your ass. <laughs> We'll see how miniature it is then. (laughs) I'm pouring myself a shot. (laughs) I'm going to – I hold hold Game of Thrones to like a higher like level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As far as like those episodes. I'm going to toss this one. Really? Um, I felt like um, the – the Castle Black stuff, I'd say like 90% of it was really strong. I loved everything that happened at Castle Black. But on the flip side, like all the Dorn stuff was absolutely awful. Oh, see, I thought like last season, I thought the Dorn stuff was the worst. I, well, it carried over into this season. And I thought this was a little bit of a course correct from last season. Oh. Where they actually made like the Sand Snakes at least somewhat threatening instead of how ridiculously non-threatening they were How did they season. get on the boat? Yeah. They were waiting on the dock the last time we saw them. The next thing you know, the sand snakes are on the boat. 
no explanation. <laughs> They're not and some, good. Some of the worst dialogue too. It's like <clears throat> when she, uh, oh, who wants to kill him? You or oh, uh, you choose who kills us or blah blah blah. And he chooses the other chick, and the other girl stabs him through the head, and she's like, you know, you bitch. And I was just like. That is just horrible. It just felt like it felt like a MTV. It didn't feel like Game of Thrones. Like it didn't feel like really good writing. Yeah, yeah, I was fine with that scene. Oh, I thought it was absolutely horrible. I hated Tristane as a character too, so I was glad to see him get the spear through the head. Well, sure, but it was just like you know, uh, I thought the effect was cool. Yeah, but I just felt like the dialogue and everything leading up to it was just like okay, well. Last time we saw them, they were on the dock. How did they even get on the boat? I, I didn't. I didn't understand that at all. Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. I, I assume they had already gotten back to Dorne. There's a lot of assuming this episode. That point, There's mean, a lot the only, of. That's the only thing you can assume. I think. There's a lot of assuming this episode, though. Not even just with that scene. I mean, there's the whole scene with like. Um, um, the dog showing up with uh, uh, Ramsey's guys, mm. and after the attack, Brienne of Tarth and all that stuff. Like, where did the dogs go? Well, the dogs didn't want to kill Sansa. These are the same dogs before they got into the water. Yeah, that Theon told her he's like, "You, we need to go through the water. What the dogs will do to us is even worse." These are the same dogs that um, ripped a, ripped a, a, a girl apart. These are the same dogs that chased the Ironborn men into the to, to the to the ocean. Yeah, but there's no way that the Ramses wanted the dogs to do any of that to Sansa. Like they need Sansa. Yeah, but these dogs are vicious dogs. I don't. I, they're, uh, it doesn't really matter. They at called them off. I think at that point, right? Like once they found they're, them. They're, but but there's no explanation. We don't know that they called them off. Yeah. There's nothing there. It's just like the dogs are there. The dogs are chasing them. They get into a fight. They get their asses kicked. There's no mention of the dogs. We don't even see them run off. <laughs> and these are the same dogs that Theon's saying, like, we got to get in the water. I know the water's cold. I know, Sansa, I know the water's cold, but he's like, you don't want to see what these dogs can do. These, what the dogs can do to us is worse than this water. Yeah. He says that. I mean, these dogs are supposedly vicious dogs. And then all of a sudden they're gone. I'm like, okay, this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I can see your point there. I just, I know that, like, I was never worried for Sansa being harmed by the dogs. Like, so, I guess all they needed was... It's just the, these, it's it's these little, these little problems with the plot and the story. You yeah. know what I mean? That just kind of, like, when you're watching it, because I, I watched it twice, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, maybe I'll find answers the second time I watched it. Um, actually, I, I liked it actually a lot more the first time I watched it. it really? The, the second time I watched it is where I started having a more and more problems with some of the things that I saw in this episode. Where do you think the Dorne stuff's going to go? Do you think we'll even see much? Like, are the are the Sand Snakes going to come to King's Landing? Are, are King's Landing going to go to Dorne? Like, where do you think that's going? That's an interesting thing. I mean, I think a lot of... I, I didn't like a lot of the whole Dorne stuff because it's like some of the dialogue that was used is like, you know... Um, I, I, I think a, a lot of this is reactionary to a lot of fans as much as the writers say that they will never base any of their decisions on the show mm-hmm. to be reactionary, I felt like this whole episode was reactionary from last season. I 100% agree with the Dorn stuff. I, I think they took they took that criticism of how none of that really worked for any of the fans, and they mm-hmm. and they tried to up the game on that and kind of scale it back a bit. Yeah. So I totally agree with that. Well, and then some of the lines with like um, you know with some of the people being upset with like some of the how some of the female characters are portrayed. Mm-hmm. Some of the lines that were given were like you know like a woman will never. Um, uh, 
what were some of the lines that she said? Um, that the the head sand snake lady. Was oh, like, a weak man will never rule yes. this country again. Yes. but that, I mean that's the sand snake's mo. I know, but there's a lot of this in this episode. Yeah, not only with the sand snakes, but with Daenerys, and then also with Melisandre at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see your I can see your point there. I mean, Game of Thrones has always had strong women characters, though. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you, but you've got on the flip side of the coin, you've got people out there that are like, okay, we've got. This character that just strips down naked all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you need to tighten that? Just all, all you need to do is tighten the side of that, Chief. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> or not. Let, let me pause here. Sorry. It's been happening. Okay, you got that fixed. All right, good deal. Yeah, three years, man. <laughs> <laughs> it took that long. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, some of the Castle Black stuff, though, I thought a little bit weird. Like, I, I didn't understand why Thorne would not just bust in and kill all those guys. Oh, at the at the end of the episode? Yeah. He was yeah. like, I'll give you a day to decide. And it's like, well, just bust. If, if like, you want to kill all these people and they're, like, traitors to the fucking Castle Black. Well, I, well I'm not going to argue with you there. Um, there's also some stuff that's like, like, there's... I can understand why they want to preserve Jon Snow's body, yeah. but there's really no explanation as to why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they preserving Jon Snow's body? Well, they they said when they brought him in there, it's like we're going to guard the body. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, no, so nothing can happen to the body because if you leave it out in the street, dogs could eat it. Yeah. Um. You know, who knows what what could happen to it? So they they definitely are guarding that body, and it's like we know that. If Jon Snow comes back, of course you can't have like some fucking like you know massive head wound, Harry, some dog showing up and like you know eating his fucking brain and shit. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. How long do you think until Jon Snow's back alive? What's I don't, dude. I don't know. Really? I don't know. It's like, is it is it something that they're gonna save for like the, you know the penultimate episode? I mean, are they gonna go that far? I don't know. I really feel like <laughs> it's gonna happen within the first three episodes. Mm. I have nothing to base any of this off of because yeah. we we're past the point of books, so yeah. no one really knows for sure what's going on, but. I really feel like it's going to happen. Well, they are soon. pulling stuff that didn't make it into the books and putting some of the past stuff into this is what I've been hearing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, and then of course there are people that know a lot more about the production of this season yeah. because they never really had to follow it before, but now with like nobody really knowing, mm-hmm. production has been followed a lot more this season. So, I'm sure that if you want to find spoilers out there they're out there hmm. crazy so can't get rid of those fuckers no matter what yeah true so yeah i'm surprised a complete toss it from you though were you that way after you saw it the first time no it was uh it was a uh taste it for me the first time mm. um the second time it was a toss it because I, I hold game of thrones to a higher standard i i just felt like um y- you know the a lot of the what are some other things that kind of like bugged me this episode that I didn't really like the Castle Black stuff I, I thought was really cool I like how they're kind of like setting it up to um, uh, where it looks like Ramsey and his army mm-hmm. are going to be storming uh, Castle Black uh, it looks like um, um, you know uh, Malisandra and what's the other the, the other dude that's leading. Uh, John Snow, whatever's left of John Snow's guys. Are you talking about Davos? Yeah, what? what I can't. I, I'm horrible with these names. The, the guy that's that used to be with Stannis, and is you talking about that guy? Is it Pete? Pete. I don't know. God damn it. Are you talking about the guy that wants the mutton At to the, be able to come out? Yes, that's Davos. Davos. Okay, so like him and like. Malisandra, it looks like he's gonna team up with her now, and she hasn't really, he's never really trusted her before, but now it's like he's got no, 
other choice. Yeah, that was odd. Like the whole series, he's yeah. been like anti her, and then he was like, "Well, we've got her." Yeah, I was like, "Wow." Yeah, they're going to get the wild leans. Yeah, so she's kind of been like. She her prophecies and like visions or whatever. She's been like wrong a lot. Yeah, they've almost all been wrong. You know, she like she saw Stannis still alive, and you know, and with Jon Snow, she said she saw him at Winterfell. Yeah, in and, the fire, in the she, flames. Yeah, and uh, she she may be right, but at this point, we don't we don't know yet. I really liked the Cersei Jamie stuff a lot. Um, I was surprised. I was waiting for Cersei to be pissed at Jamie. Because of the whole, you know, her mm-hmm. daughter dying and everything, but she's basically all in in the uh, Maggie the Frog theories that all her kids are going to die and didn't seem to blame Jamie one bit. Right. I thought that was an interesting turn in the story. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that, like, you know, Jamie didn't go back and try to find out anything. To about- back, back to Dorne? Yeah. Thank God he didn't go back. Well, I know, but it was like she dies and he's like, fucking like barely five minutes away from like Dorne. Yeah. And it's, I think if it was Jamie with like a healthy, you know, like Jamie back when he was healthy and had both hands. Yeah. I think he would have went back. I, I, I could see that. I, 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 but it, it just felt really weird that like he, he just, I thought, I didn't know whether he's going to go back or if we we're going to see him like, you know, visiting Cersei again. What the fuck happened to Braun too? I was wondering that this episode. Braun. He's the guy that was with Jamie, that was like training Jamie and sword fighting. Oh, yeah. And I, like, did he, is he still in Dorne? Did he come know. back with Jamie? I don't know. That's a character I really liked that just like dis a fucking peered. Yeah. I thought this was like, it's not filler episode. It's not a filler episode. There's really I, no filler episodes of Game of Thrones. No, they always progress the story along. Each episode is not like a bottled episode. They yeah. all progress the story along. I just felt like this just wasn't like a really strong opening. I didn't need everything to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't need like, oh, I got to have this. I got to have that. I just felt like there was just a lot of like just weird things going on, reactionary things to last season, mm-hmm. and like a lot of things that just didn't get answered for me that just didn't make sense. Yeah, I really did like the Brienne stuff. I was excited when she showed up. How did she get there, though? She was how, right there anyway. How did she find them? That's what I'm wanting to know. She was right around there anywhere, though. Right around there anyway, though. That's where the whole, like, she killed Stannis right about there anyway. Mm-hmm. I, well, I just, I just find it kind of like crazy that you know, that they all kind of just kind of like met at yeah. that moment. I mean, all she did last season was spy on Santa. So I didn't find that. Like, I agree right. with a lot of your points with the, how are they on the boat sure. and, and the well, dog. I'm just thing. asking. And but I, I think that one is the most plausible. Okay. I mean, she spent all last season spying on Santa. She okay. was right in that area when we left off anyway. See, and you, you probably watched last season, like right before this. One, I, did, so. I, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No, okay. but I did see that final episode a couple times. And like, she, that's where she was right there. Like that whole battle with Stannis and, and Ramsey and all those people yeah. took place right there there so it wouldn't surprise me that after she would kill stannis she would be coming back to spy on sansa again because that's what she did for the last fucking nine episodes anyway yeah so that part didn't bother me any yeah i don't know it was it, it was i mean it was okay it you know as far as like the the castle black stuff uh, mm-hmm. for me i i, I kind of thought that was cool um i it just wasn't a great episode for me it just wasn't really strong for me i think it's the dorn stuff for me, that was just the worst. Like, um, the, what's the guy's name? Uh, Arrow, t- Arrow Toe, that, the, the big, the, the big African American dude that's holding like the axe. Oh, yeah. 
he gets stabbed with a pocket knife in the back <laughs> and he goes down. Yeah. Did Yeah, maybe was, it must have been some kind of shitty poison on there or something. Well, it must I mean, must have been really fast acting cuz yeah. like he like like there's no struggle. No. Like it was just like poke, I'm down. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I know a lot of book readers are really upset about all those characters getting whacked off that way because they see it as a failure. Like the show failed to represent those characters. So they're just like writing them off. No, I, I didn't even, I, I don't even care about that because I don't even read the book. Oh, me neither. But like for me, it was just like, wow, like yeah, this guy looks like he's a badass. And then like, boop. <laughs> and he's down and he's done. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, wow, that's it. Yeah. I could see, I could see that. Like Bashir is sickly anyway, so it was no yeah. surprise that he went down so easily. Yeah, but the other guy exactly. is like a fucking brute. Right. I thought, you know, it would have been kind of cool to see him kind of like fight through that and like, you know, scream and wail as they, you know, you know, both kind of like attack him at, at that point, you mm-hmm. know? And then like the whole thing of like, you know, the people of Dorne are like, you know, that for a long time they've been wanting to, um, they haven't trusted in your leadership and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's the first I'm hearing of this. I, 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 like, did they set that up in a previous episode where all the people were upset at the leadership of Dorn? Because like this, the first I'm hearing about this is like right now in this episode. Yeah. We really haven't explored Dorn. Like they've done very little in Dorn. Like they, right. I think, I guess it, it just last like, season is the setup for the poor job here. Yeah. But there was so little exposition about Dorn. Right. But it was just it was just like really weird. Like I'm just supposed to believe this now because like after she says that, they have a shot, a panning shot of like the guards and the guards are just staring as it's happening. Yeah. And that's just supposed to be like me just going like, Oh, okay. Well the I guess these people are unhappy with the leadership of Dorne. As opposed to like if you would have shown like last season, like just people like whispering about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been, I think it would have been like, okay, here it is. It finally happened. Instead of like, I'm just like learning these things on the fly. And it's like, I'm not really, I don't know. It just seems like a lot to kind of digest. And some of the puzzle pieces they brought up made a lot of sense though. <laughs> I mean, we do know how loved they, they did have people talking about how much they love Prince Oberyn mm-hmm. in Dorne. And we do know that, um, the king, I keep wanting to call him Bashir. Yeah. But we do know that he um, didn't do anything about that. He just let Doran get killed, or Oberyn get killed in King's Landing. Yeah. And then just kind of sat on his thumbs. Exactly. You know, and I, I, I understand that from, like, especially from, like, uh, the Sand Snakes and stuff like that. But, like, I didn't know, like, the whole people, the land of Doran felt that way. Mm. And we were finding out, like, at that moment. And so it was, like, kind of like, hmm. Okay, yeah. I guess I just I'll roll with it, man. I'm with you. I didn't need more exposition in Dorne, though. Like, it, for that to happen to make that scene make more sense would have had a lot of scenes that sucked. Yeah, to add on top of the Dorne stuff that already sucked. Right. So I'm right. fine with less Dorne exposition. Yeah, to explain more Dorne shit that I don't care about. So what's happening with Daenerys, man? Oh, uh, she's going to the fucking uh, widow's home the for widow, fucking yeah. Dothraki, the Dothraki yeah. widow's home. Some temple, man. So. so that should be interesting if she even gets there. Yeah, if, I mean they might they might rescue her because they're tracking her. They found her. Yeah, they, they found where she was. So and uh, how long do you think till Jorah Mormont gets taken over by that disease from those creatures that got him last time? It, it seems to be spreading pretty slowly. Yeah. Dragging out for him because I think they're going to keep him around for a while. You think he'll be still around at the end of the season? 
Oh man, it's like one of those things. I don't, I don't, because Me he, he makes the point of saying, like, you know, I hope I'll be around to see, you know, uh, Khaleesi rule the land. Yeah. And of course, nothing ever happens the way anyone wants it to happen in Game of Thrones. So no. he'll never get he'll never get there. No. So I think yeah, he'll probably be gone this season. So yeah, both those, those Dothraki women were super bitches. Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> that was really funny to me. Yeah, and I don't know, like uh, the whole scene of like talking about like uh, <laughs> there's nothing greater than seeing like uh, a naked woman. And oh, the five greatest things in life. Yeah, and he's like, okay, uh, he, he's like, uh, yeah, I'll throw it. I guess okay, it's top five things, and it's yeah. like. Okay, I guess it's kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that Dothraki always kind of had. I saw a lot of people complaining about the Dothraki humor stuff, but that's if, if you go back and watch season one, mm-hmm. that kind of Dothraki shit was happening in season one too. They've always yeah. had that little bit of cheeky, like just like the first time we see the Dothraki, it's like it's customary for at least three deaths to happen at a Dothraki wedding and st- stuff like that. I feel like it's in the same line of that type of Dothraki mm-hmm. humor that we've always had. Yeah, I don't know, just. <laughs> It just kind of like piled onto the other stuff I didn't really like in this episode. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Melisandre. Yeah, that was the, fascinating. At the end. Um, a lot of people have already kind of like speculated like this about her character. But yes. We kind of saw it here. Um, she is undressing as she always does in <laughs> most episodes. Yes. Uh, and uh, gets naked and then proceeds to take off the, the necklace with like the red ruby. Mm-hmm. And then we get to see her true form, and she is a basically looks like a uh, nude golem. Yes, female golem. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people picking that apart too because there's been scenes in previous episodes that she's had the necklace off. Yes, and not been yes. Miss Golem. There is a scene, scene in where she's season in the tub. Yeah, where she's bathing, and yes. Stannis's wife is talking to her. Right. So yeah. So who knows? Yeah, there's a. Th- there is a theory out there that though uh, Stannis's wife, as she's talking to her, gets to see her in her true form. Yes, but I'm not buying that. Yeah, because the character is like purposely not looking at her the entire right. time in that scene and right. everything. Right. I don't know. I th- I think it's it's magic. So like looking for loopholes in the mm-hmm. magic. I mean, maybe it's not a hundred percent the necklace. Yeah. Maybe Melisandre herself. Because I, I feel like at the end of the new episode. She had pretty much had it with knowing how many of her prophecies were wrong. Mm-hmm. She just kind of let it all down. It's just weird how they. It's just weird how they did that shot then because it's like, you know, she disrobes. You see her. She takes a necklace off. You actually see her like take the necklace and like lay it down. Mm-hmm. Then, then when they cut back to her, then we see like her true form as like this elderly woman. Yes, I think the necklace aids the magic. I don't think it's a hundred percent like causing the glam of the way she looks. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I, you know what? I think it might just be like one of those things that the the writers overlooked. I still think like if the necklace was a hundred percent causing the glam, the second she takes it off, she would have flipped to that form. I think it's also a little bit of her and her magic combined with the necklace. The necklace aids the magic. Hmm. I don't or it would have just been insta fucking taneous the second she took the necklace off. Yeah, I don't, I don't necklace know. is off. Now I'm Miss Gollum. It would have been like split second if the yeah. necklace is 100% the thing causing I also the think spell. it's kind of a weird thing to even give a shit about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm fascinated by the Lords of Light. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, it's like it's like one of those things where it's like I'm not going to beat myself up over like, 
You know, because like, is there a time where she's just like gets drunk and like you know she's been drinking mead or something and she's just like flashing it on and off, you know, and like, yeah. oh look, it's a fucking uh, grainy hot chick strobe light. Yeah, you know what I mean. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in. Inter- that's that's a character that I'm very interested in. I've, the whole Lord of Light business yeah. is something that's always been fascinating to me, yeah. especially since the season two stuff where we've got the Lord of Light bringing the guy back to life for like the fifth time. Yeah. If you remember the guy with the flaming sword. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So like that kind of whole storyline has always fascinated me. Yeah. Like who those people are and where they come from and what are they capable of. Poor Arya, man. Yeah. Um, Will she be blind the entire time? God dang it. Is that forever? See, you know what? If, if honestly, like, okay, if you're asking me, man, like what I want. Yeah. No, I don't want her to be blind. Of course I don't. But as far as like the show's concerned, as far as Martin's concerned, she might be blind the entire time. Yeah, that's annoying. I thought Arya's arc last season was one of the, my least favorite things of last season. I kind of don't give a fuck about the House of Heads and becoming no one or really understand any of that shit. I was thinking like, oh, okay, she's going to get trained and she's going to come out a badass. The yeah. last thing I expected for them to do is fucking like take her sight away. I was like, whoa, okay, talk about a blind side. Yeah. yeah, they literally blindsided me and this fucking character. It still feels like they're training her though with that – her with, that with old girl with showing the girl up, showing up and giving her like the Luke with the fucking like shield yeah, blast on her head. Feels like they just watched Daredevil season two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Arya stuff is was the most disappointing stuff last season for me. So it's going to take a lot more. Like I'm excited to see more in that storyline happen. Yeah, and just more shit with her blind. It's like, eh, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. That Jagan Hagar stuff is. I he's probably one of my least favorite characters in the whole thing. Like, I think that shit's stupid. Another thing that I thought was kind of lame was, like, Tyrion and old dude fucking walking around trying to be inconspicuous. Uh. When they stood out <laughs> so much, you've got, like, a bald guy and a little person walking around. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're trying – like, they're dressing down so they can be in- inconspicuous. Yeah. And it's like – no, you guys clearly stand out. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they did. They had great dialogue that episode, though. Like, you gotta love the I drink and I know stuff. That's what I do line. Like, that was one of the best lines of the episode. Um, who do you think's watching them? I'm not sure. We saw someone was. Yeah, we did see somebody probably was not, watching. Probably the, what are they called? The Knights of the Harpy? Sons of the Harpy. Mm, sons of the Harpy. Probably those people still. The people that showed up at the uh, arena last season yeah. with the creepy gold mask and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it might be somebody from those guys. I assume more of those people. Yeah. If I had to guess. Right. I don't think it's anyone we know. I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know what it was about this episode. It just, yeah. didn't, it just didn't feel like, it just didn't feel like a strong Game of Thrones episode for me. I'm telling you, all the Game of Thrones episode ones are, are not that great. Oh, like I know. All six of them. I know. It's like, but I was hoping like, I, and I'm not saying like, like, oh, shit's got to fucking happen. Yeah. I just thought that the setup would have been way better. Like the only, like the only like storyline that I really care about right now mm-hmm. is like the Castle Black stuff. It's because it's like, holy shit, fucking worlds are going to collide. Fucking Ramsey's men, fucking, you know, Brienne of Tarth. They're already headed there. Theon already said like, and Theon doesn't even know that Jon Snow's dead. Yeah. He's like, Oh, what we need to do is we need to go to Castle Black and meet up with Jon Snow. And so of course, like, you know, Brienne's fucking, I love that part. I love Brienne of Tarth giving her allegiance. Oh yeah. Fucking, uh, Sansa. I loved that. Like that fucking got me emotional. Yeah. That was awesome. And you could like tell like, you know, like, 
you know, she, she hasn't even been in the Stark family, it feels like, for a long time, and she couldn't remember the lines. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know, always have meat and meat at my table. You know, Podrick had to, like, fucking, like, help her out with that. It's like, she's been gone so long, man. Yeah. And it's like, just to see, like, these two finally meet, like, it meant so much for me to, like, have somebody be, like, her protector, number one, which is, like, you know, Theon kind of started doing that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, see Brienne kind of, like, be that protector now. And Brienne Tarth was a badass in this episode. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. She was definitely not Captain Phasma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was a badass. She was not giving up the fucking plans exactly. just immediately. She was a badass. And just to see her, like, get down on one fucking knee and fucking give her allegiance to, you know, the Stark family again was just like, oh, shit, dude, that just hit me. Yeah. It'll be nice to see Sansa get a little bit of a break. She's just been through the ringer since basically season one. Yeah. And it finally yeah. seems like she's going to get a little bit of comeuppance. But I want to see what happens with the Castle Black stuff when, like, all these fucking groups finally collide. Yeah. Hopefully that happens in the first five episodes, too. I, it doesn't I take so. eight episodes for that to happen. Yeah, I agree. That's one thing that drives me nuts about the entire Game of Thrones season is, like, sometimes it takes characters, like, half a season to get from point A to mm-hmm. point B, and then sometimes it takes people half an episode to get from point A How to point B. How are they B. doing this fucking, like, uh, seventh season? Are they breaking it up into two parts? A lot of rumors are going on about that. Nothing's been officially announced, well, but I've the heard, word like, on the street is that we're going to get two six-episode seasons. That's what I've heard oh, well I, I i know for a fact that i've heard that the the, the last part of it's going to be six episodes none of that is set in stone no. okay they have signed no contracts we know this isn't the last season we're getting right but it's unknown whether next season will be the last right whether they're going to do that two more shortened season plan like nothing set in stone like i'm sure hbo once it's critical darling that's gotten more Emmy nominations than any other show they've ever had, more viewers than any other show they've ever had mm-hmm. to go on for longer than 12 more episodes. Uh, another thing I was talking about, like reactionary stuff, mm-hmm. like the whole, like the reason like uh, Malisandra was an old woman was kind of like, okay, you've been, you know, you guys, and I, 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 I'm fine with it. I'm really fine with it. They've been showing this woman get nude a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. But it had a payoff. Yeah. And, it, like, for those people that were just like, oh, okay, Game of Thrones is just, like, all nudity and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it fucking had a, it had a payoff here. That This is why we've been seeing this lady in dress <laughs> all this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? A little bit, yeah. I feel like ever since season one, though, it's kind of not had as much excessive nudity as ever since that first season. Well, ever since the uh, fucking old girl said she's not going to get naked anymore. But yeah. Th- there's been a lot of sex and fucking. Yeah, but I mean, we, we haven't really had any of the whorehouse since season one. That was pretty much all season one, too. I'm just saying, yeah. as far as this one character is concerned, mm-hmm. the nudity with this character. Jake. I'm saying a lot of people were like, okay, this woman undresses a lot, and yes. they show it a lot. Yes. Okay? And they did. Yeah, and her powers are very sexually based, too, from what we've seen. Right. But I'm saying, like, the payoff here. Yeah. The payoff here was like, okay, this is why she's been undressing this entire time. We're going to show you one more time. We're also going to show you what happens afterwards. It's like, haha, you've been getting your jollies from Miss Gollum there the you enti- go. for the entire last there three you seasons. Go. basically what it, is, what it is. But, I mean, I thought I thought it was cool that it wasn't just the show just like, okay, here's more gratuitous nudity. nudity. Mm-hmm. Here's just here's just more nudity just so we can get, like, our fucking, like, naked lady quote, quote, quota in here. Yeah, it was nudity episode. with a purpose. It was nudity with a purpose. Purposeful nudity. <laughs> You know? The worst kind. <laughs> That's what we need more in life is Purpose. purposeful nudity. <laughs> the worst kind. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come yes. right back with more good pop, bad pop. 
Okay, yeah, before we take a break here real quick, I'm going to read uh, Frank's rating of this episode since he couldn't be here. And I know he's a big um, big uh, Game of Thrones fan. He says, Game of Thrones premiere was not on the same level as, Walking, as The Walking Dead. Uh, this was a catch-you-up episode, but the only issue is this. When we are limited to five to ten minutes with each character, make it mean something. Aside from Brienne of Tarth kicking Major Ass and finally landing in the service of Sansa and the Sand Snakes killing... Uh, Doran Martell, not a lot happened. And people don't have to die for there to be something to happen. No, that's not what he said about the old uh, fucking Walking Dead. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, season finale there. Very uh, contradictory. Anyway, Cersei welcomed the body <laughs> of her daughter home. It was sad. And the Lannisters are furious, but that's not telling us anything we didn't know. It seems like such a waste of a talented actor in Alexander Siddick to just throw him away so quickly. It wasn't a bad episode, my rating is a taste it. It very much felt like opening with a mostly filler episode as opposed to a season premiere. I disagree with the filler statement. It felt like almost every Game of Thrones premiere to me. Mm. Where it's like, they always do that. We're just going to spend five minutes with each storyline kind of shit in the first episode. That's yeah. fine, as long as you make it count. I, I just felt like what they were setting up was just... I, I, I just wasn't blown away by it. Especially the dialogue and some of the... Plotting the plot gaps, mm. so I had problems with this episode, and I, I I hold Game of Thrones to a higher standard than than this episode. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that Frank gave it a taste. It, but for me, it was just like, okay, I just want to see. I've seen great Game of Thrones episodes, and this just wasn't one of them. Yeah, so. it wasn't a Tupperware episode. I give you that. Oh, I know. You, yeah. you high-tasted it. I just felt like it wasn't even worthy of that. I, I just wasn't like – I didn't walk away from this episode and say, wow, man, that that uh, everything clicked, man. Uh, fucking uh, Dorn this. I had you know, slight issues with this, but I had more issues with this episode than I've had with any other episode of Game of Thrones. Okay. As far as like um, – you know, I don't know, uh, dialogue as far as like, uh, setting up, uh, you know, different characters and where their stories are going to go. And I just, I had a lot of problems with it. So I don't know. We'll see. I, and I'm not saying the whole season is going to be like this. No, I didn't take it that way. It's just this particular episode and I'm hoping it improves, man. So I, I'm, I'm sure it will. All right. <laughs> Smoke. Hey, where's your scrolls at? Oh, they're on my phone today. Oh. <laughs> I didn't write anything. You this did week. all your notes on your phone? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, who wants to who wants to start off the, the the second part of Good Pop Bad Pop here? I'll go right ahead. 
Uh, how much? How much you got this week? Uh, just a couple things. All right, we don't have to do them all. Yeah. <laughs> you got two things. I got like twenty. So yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this week I watched the uh, first two episodes of the Night Manager. Night Manager. <laughs> Night Manager. That's the theme song. That is it the is. theme song. Oddly enough. Night Manager. <laughs> I am the manager of the night. <laughs> I don't think he manages the entire night. <laughs> oh, I think he does. Does he? The entire night itself. I think so. I, he's not off until sunrise. Don't worry about the night. I've got it. <laughs> it's all managed. That's when he knows he's off. It's not night like a certain time. Manager. Tom Hiddleston actually sings the theme song. Does too, he really? He's nice. a great singer, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> Reminds wow. me, like you know, when uh, Kelsey Grammer sung uh, the "Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs" song. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, hear the, you hear the night is calling. I'm managing scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's favorite show, Frasier. Oh yeah, I love Frasier. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Na- night manager. Uh, the night manager. Night manager. Night this manager. Is, uh, this is a mini series. It's going to be six episodes on AMC Tuesday nights. Mm. Um, the synopsis: um, An Englishman manages night. Picture this: Yeah, an Englishman. Okay, <laughs> he got that. It was a BBC show. <laughs> yeah, an Englishman, uh, Jonathan Pine. That's uh, Tom Hiddleston's character in this. Uh, is working as the night manager. Oh, did you guys know that? I gathered that. <laughs> I actually watched the first episode and a half on this. <laughs> he is the night manager of a Cario Egyptian hotel. Um, he gets involved. Cario. Cario. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. But Cairo, Cairo, Cairo no, Egypt. Is it? Okay. Yes. Cairo. How's it spelled, Chief? Uh, C-A-R-I-O. C-A-R-I-O? Yeah. No. Cario. Cairo right. is right? Cairo. Okay, well, yeah. I didn't write that. This yeah. is off of IMDb. <laughs> I didn't write this. Okay. Um, he's, he's the night manager of this Egyptian hotel. Um, he gets involved with a local woman who is the girlfriend of a local gangster. Through her relationship with the gangster, she has acquired information linking illegal international arms sales with Richard Roper. This is he's the evil the evil film critic Richard Roper. <laughs> yeah, Richard Roper, same name. Yeah. This is this is <laughs> Hugh Hugh Laurie's character. Um, you know him from House House MD if any of you guys have seen that. And and uh, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, which I have not seen Tomorrowland. Oh god. So my, avoid it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I did like him as House MD. Um but he's an English bil- uh, billionaire. He's also involved in this illegal international He's arms. the worst man in the world. <laughs> yeah. That's what the show says 800 times. So um, she is soon found dead, this girl that's involved with Richard Roper in this illegal arms deal. Um, I'm not going to finish the synopsis because it's already boring the fuck out of me. Yeah, me too. This, um, this, this first episode was terrible. Um, it's all set up. It's all very confusing to the to the point where would you say he's not managing like the night well? <laughs> yeah. No, he's managing it well, but he, it's it's Jay's right. This is like the slowest thing I've ever seen on television. It was so hard to watch. It's all set up. It's all trying to get the story from Tom Hiddleston's character being this night manager at this hotel to all of a sudden he's involved in this big espionage spy game. And it takes a lot of setup and a lot of explaining all the pieces, and they do it in this entire episode 
um, trying to explain how this illegal arms deal is working, who Tom Hiddleston's character is, his background. They jump a lot of time in this. They do it in the Four second. years. Yeah, and they also do it in the second episode where it goes back and forth, and it is fucking confusing. It's not intriguing at all, the storyline itself. The only redeemable thing about the show for me is Tom Hiddleston's character and Hugh Laurie. So whenever they're not on the screen, it's boring as fuck. The supporting cast sucks. I don't um, I don't care about the whole setup. The whole premise of this is that Tom Hiddleston's character is trying to get revenge for the death of this woman he meets at the hotel he manages. And I see no real like spark or connection between the two. Um, there's no chemistry between the two, and she dies off so fast that I just don't see why that is the building block of why he's going to do what he does in this season. Yeah. And they're going to base it all on this first episode. So that fell flat as fuck. The second episode picks up a little bit into more of the action spy realm, um, and they give Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston more screen time, which kind of, you know, again, that's the only reason to give a shit about this at all. So mm. overall... Um, oh, man, I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> overall, I, I am low-tasting it because of their acting. That is it. The rest of the story, I don't really... If, if episode three... Um, does something to change my mind, which, you know, it yeah. happens. It might. Jake is so raring to toss it. <laughs> yeah. He's raring to toss it, man. It may change my mind. I'm going to stick with it till the next episode. You're being, like, really, really, like, kind of gracious with your rating. Because, like, Jake is raring yeah. to toss this thing. No, I do toss it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> and, um, I mean, Jake put his finger on the pulse of it. It is... There's no hook to this show at all. There's like zero hook. Like, and I agree that Tom Hiddleston is is good in this, but the material is poor. Mm -hmm. And I thought Hugh Laurie was terrible. Like, they keep they constantly say he's the worst guy in the world, but every scene he's in, he's like a real nice guy. Yeah. Like, if he he's either signing peace trees or feeling bad about kids, and in every other scene they're they're saying he's the worst guy in the world. Like, yeah. It, well, that's his public persona at least. But we didn't see his non-public per- persona at all. We haven't seen this guy do a single dastardly thing. Not yet. And no. we're just constantly told what a terrible guy, what an asshole this guy is, and how it has to be stopped at any means necessary. Yeah. And he was like, hey, he's a nice guy. And so they're trying to paint. They're trying to make Tom Hiddleston go undercover, and apparently he has military background. Which I don't. They didn't fully explain that yet either. No, they did not. But they're trying to make him be the new, the new bad guy. He's the baddest guy on the block. You haven't heard of him yet, and he's going to try and infiltrate this uh, cabal, this arms dealing cabal. Yeah, and they talk about how Hugh Laurie's like so smart and sinister, mm-hmm. and then like Tom Hiddleston's character goes and like takes over as the night manager at a different hotel <laughs> yeah. in the second episode. Yeah, he does. And um, it, it so happens to be the next hotel that Hugh Lord, that Richard Roper, evil film critic, goes, <laughs> and, goes to visit. He just happens to be going to that one. And he's like, he, he like, he says a line about it. He's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't see you as the night manager last time I stayed here six months ago. Right. I'm like, eh, no big. <laughs> I'm going to do all my evil underhand dealings here, even yeah. even though I clearly think something fishy is going on. Yeah, and then you pop up and save my son from being kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, the night manager of the of the hotel. It was so dumb. Yeah. This is a really dumb show. <laughs> I'm out. If episode three is the greatest thing in the world, let me know. And, and maybe I'll check it out. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I, I do enjoy Tom Hiddleston in this. 
even though it's poorly. poorly. This seems so beneath Tom Hiddleston. I felt sorry for him because he's given it his all. He really is. Well, it, it almost feels like a vehicle for him. Like they're trying to show some of his other acting chops in this. Like it just feels very centric towards him and his acting. Is this a bid for Tom Hiddleston to be the next James Bond? Oh, I hope. Is this not. like a James Bond audition for Tom Hiddleston? It yeah. felt like that a little bit. Yeah, it, well, yeah, and that's that's again why I was interested in hearing your view because you're more of a James Bond fan. I don't, I don't care for that. This stuff, was like so. the slowest espionage show I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so slow and boring with just like long drawn out shots of fucking boredom. <laughs> 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 I agree. I was, I'm not. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, you. Sh- I don't think you should. It was fucking terrible. Unless you're a huge fan of those guys, there's no reason to watch it. Yeah, Hiddleston's the only redeeming factor of this, and it's not enough. Yeah, yeah. But if the material sucks, it's like why watch somebody I love do something really shitty? Yeah, it's, true. It's not. It's like, <laughs> true. It's like, do I want to watch like you know videos of like uh, you know. Uh, kittens getting hurt? <laughs> no. no. I love cats. But- I, yeah, I love cats. <laughs> It'd be more exciting than this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, check out my uh, video of uh, yeah, kittens getting punched in the face. <laughs> it's like, that's basically the... Tom Middleton's punching them. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. So. Yeah, this is a giant toss-it. Wow, sounds horrible. <laughs> the Night Manager. It's the stupidest name I've ever heard. I'm just going to, no, honestly, I've got both episodes on my DVR. I'm just going to delete, delete them. Delete. Yeah. As soon as I get home tonight and just stop recording this because it sounds awful. Yeah, save yourself some trouble. All right. <laughs> All right, Mr. Low Taste It. <laughs> well, that's just my personal, those two guys, that's enough. Low Taste It Jones over here. <laughs> he, he tossed the first episode. I did toss the first one. Okay. Yeah. The second right. episode was better to give Jake credit. But right. It's like which term turd is is better like they were both turds but one was a little bit like less peanutty (laughs) (laughs) that's true it hurt a little bit less like getting it out i want to uh let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna rapid fire some movies that i watched this week um i watched finally uh this movie came out i think was it 2000 yeah last 2015 me earl and the dying girl Ah, nice wanted to hear Uh, about this yeah it's a high schooler, Greg, who spends most of his time making parodies of classic movies with his co-worker, Earl, uh, finds his outlook forever altered after befriending a classmate who has just been diagnosed with cancer. Mm. The cast is absolutely phenomenal. I, you know, Earl, you know, the, the main characters, I've never seen them in anything, but like the, the rest of the cast, you've got like Nick Offerman, who plays Greg's dad, uh, Connie Britton from Friday Night Lights and the first season of American Horror Story mm-hmm. and fucking uh, American Ultra. Uh, she plays Greg's mom. You've got Molly Shannon in this. You've oh. got John Bernthal playing one of their teachers. Um, great supporting cast. But uh, the main actors, Greg, played by Thomas Mann, Earl by R.J. Seiler, and then uh, Rachel plays olivia cook she's the girl that gets diagnosed with cancer you have to i I wouldn't like if you're having a shitty fucking week man i would not recommend watching this movie just like if you're have if like you have to be in the mindset to watch this movie because like it is first off it's a tupperware it is it is it's a great movie this movie like just caught me like out of like out of nowhere like i just started watching it one night and like holy shit the next thing you know it's like i'm just like sucked into this movie sucked into these characters um and uh 
I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. I fucking teared up, man. There's some really emotional shit that happens in this movie. What was the other big movie with the same kind of my friend is dying plot? Yeah, it was the um, the Chloe Grace Moretz movie, If I Stay. Oh, okay. Oh, there was another one that was even bigger. I can't remember what the fuck it was, though. Hmm. Oh, shit. This was the best of the of the three? If, I can't. I don't remember what the, the third one was, um, but... As far as between if I stay and this, um, this is the best one. Oh, I know what movie you're talking about. Um, you're talking about the the movie with um, Shailene Woodley mm. uh, and um, uh, the guy that was actually in contention for the Han Solo part. That was a great movie too. What was that called? I saw that. I saw that in the theaters as well. It's uh, Shailene Woodley, and I can't remember the other guy. But anyway, um, I'd say this is actually better than that. Okay. I really liked it, man. As far as, like, the humor. Um, and then The Fault in Our Stars. The Fault in Our Stars. Great movie. But I actually I think this one kind of hit me harder. Hmm. Okay. I love the characters a lot more in this one. John Bernthal was great in it for the limited time he's on screen. But, like, I think, like, the big standout performance in this was Olivia Cook, the girl that played Rachel, the girl with, like, you know, with cancer, with leukemia. Mm. It's a powerful movie, man. It's, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would definitely rent it. What'd you watch this on? It was on HBO. Okay. Yeah. Probably watched it on the go then. Yeah. I loved it. So I'm going to give it a Tupperware. I don't know. I thought it was great. Uh, next movie I want to talk about, I went and saw Keanu. Oh, the Key and Peele kitty cat movie. Yeah, I went and saw Keanu yesterday. Um, I'm a huge fan of Key and Peele. Mm. I love uh, Key Michael Keegan and Jordan Peele. I used to watch that show on Comedy Central all the time. I'm going to give this movie a taste it. Um, it was, there are parts that really made me laugh out loud, and then there's other parts that just kind of really dragged in this movie. Um, the use of George Michael in this fucking movie, though, is brilliant. Yes. <laughs> the singer. I'm talking about the pop singer. <laughs> that is some of the funniest shit I've seen in a movie in a long time. Huh. Um, Key Michael Keegan is probably like the whitest black dude he could ever play in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, when he, when this, okay, basically, this is like a, um, they actually, it's kind of like a Taken movie with Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. and they actually leave, like, him and uh, Jordan Peele actually leave, like, a fucking uh, Liam Neeson movie, and they're just like, oh my god, that's, like, the best Liam Neeson movie I've ever seen, and then it turns into a fucking Liam Neeson movie mm. where the cat gets taken. Mm. And this little kitten gets taken from uh, Jordan Peele's character. And, like, oh my gosh, they get m- involved in, like, they find out, like, a gang took it. They get involved in gangs. They pretend to be these, um, this other gang. They have to go to, like, where this gang's, where this gang meets. And the, the strip club that they go to is called Hot Party Vixens, but on the front sign it says HPV, <laughs> <laughs> which was a funny joke in itself. Um, but I mean, uh, it's it, it, there's parts of it that are really funny, and like he's trying to like act all gangster mm-hmm. around these gangsters, and they they want to play music in the car, and so he they go through his fucking iPhone on his iPod, and they start playing his music and it's George Michael <laughs> <laughs> and 
they started talking about that one song. What's that song? A Papa was a Rolling Stone or something like that. Okay, yeah. And he's like, yeah, dude, he didn't have a father, man. <laughs> and, like, some of these gangsters didn't have a father figure and shit. So, like, these guys think that fucking, like, George Michael by the end of this is like, you know, he doesn't tell them that George Michael's not a black dude. Oh. And so, like, these guys, like, think, like, George Michael's, like, fucking gangster at the end of this fucking shit. Like, later on in the movie, some one dude, like, lifts up his shirt and he's got, like, a George Michael tattoo <laughs> on his fucking stomach and shit. Wow. Shit's funny, man. Some of the shit's funny, but it kind of drags. There's some shit that's just not funny. That just the plot doesn't seem like it could sustain a 90-minute movie. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, Key and Peele, like, they're be- these guys are better when it comes to, like, sketch comedy, where it's just, like, short bursts yeah. of funny shit. But, like, I will tell you, like, the intro of this, you have to see the beginning intro. There's an action scene where it involves, like, uh, these uh, these guys um uh, fighting this gang in a warehouse and the warehouse is full of like, you know, weapons and drugs. And as you've got like slow motion shots of like bullets hitting like, you know, fucking cocaine and drugs and all bullets flying everywhere. There is the most adorable kitten <laughs> jumping and running through these scenes in slow motion. And it is just, it's just the cutest thing you've ever fucking seen. I plan on seeing this movie. I'm not going to, it's not a theater movie for me, yeah. but it's definitely something that I'll see the minute it's available on streaming somewhere. Another thing I thought that was funny, like the gang he gets involved with are the, are the guys that got kicked out of the Bloods and the Crips, and they call them the Blips. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. The Blips. With the Blips. Last movie I wanted to talk about is I finally, you know, I talked about Ip Man. Yeah. Before I finally saw Ip Man 2. Oh, okay. Which Ip Man 3 is out, which Ip Man 3 looks ridiculous. It stars Mike Tyson, and it looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I don't even know if I want to watch it, but I saw Ip Man 2, and Ip Man 2 is like... Uh, it's a great movie, but it is a 100% ripoff of fucking Rocky IV. Oh, yeah. oh wow. I mean, you, no, seriously, watch, watch It Man 2 and then watch Rocky IV. It is a 100% ripoff, like down to everything. Wow. It's a juiced up Russian. <laughs> Uh, well, the, the, he fights a British boxer. Oh, okay. Um, and at the end, he almost gives an identical speech about like, well, if me, and yous can get along, then we can all get along. <laughs> it's like basically like the same speech at the end of It Man too. Wow. And uh but uh Master Hung in that fucking movie is a great character. And so I you know I'm gonna you know, I don't care if it's a rip off of Rocky Four, I'm gonna give it to Tupperware. Wow, nice. I wasn't I, expecting you to go there. It's great action, man. Yeah. Hold on. Rocky Four is still a fucking awesome movie i love rocky four it might be my favorite one yeah. so like for this movie to pay homage to it and then do the story justice mm-hmm. i i loved it man if you love rocky four you're gonna love fucking it man too it's basically it doesn't start off the same way as rocky four but it dude it it is rocky four wow it man too is rocky four so um, so is the is the fighting still the grounded you know, hand to hand, or do they get a little crazy. They get a little crazy. They get a little crouching tiger, hidden dragon in this one, uh, just a, just a little bit. Okay. With um, there's a scene where they're fighting uh, in order to become a master in the city, uh, and you can watch this on Netflix. Awesome. Okay. Uh, in order to become a master and teach kung fu, he teaches Wing Chun. In order to teach Wing Chun in the city, you have to uh, fight on top of a table, mm-hmm. and all the other masters one at a time. You have to fight them, and if you can hold them off. Uh, they burn incense, and if you can hold them off until all the incense is burned, then you are able to teach 
you know, kung fu, your martial arts in the city. Wow. So he's fighting on this table. A lot of the table fighting is like really like it's done with wires. Okay. So it's a lot of wire stuff as opposed to like the first movie. Yeah. Who's the martial artist that's the star of this? Donnie Yen. Okay. Who's going to be in Rogue One? The Rogue One with yeah. the, the samurai sword guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to watch that. He's he's an amazing martial artist and for for it to be compared to Rocky 4, I'm I'm cool with that. Totally. It, the story is like identical yeah. towards the end. Awesome. But you see a lot of like the characters come back from It Man number 1, mm-hmm. you know that first film? Yeah. They come back in the second movie, okay. man. Okay. It's on Netflix. The the action, it's still great, man. I still love this movie. Yeah. Like I yeah, you can like if if you want to be a critic and be like, "Well, they totally ripped off of Rocky 4." Well, <laughs> on the flip side, I love Rocky 4. Yeah. And they did it here. They totally ripped it off. It's 100% a ripoff, but you know what? I loved it. I loved it regardless. It was like they took the great stuff that I love from Rocky Four, they repackaged it to me mm-hmm. in a fucking kung fu movie, nice. and I loved it. And I walked away very satisfied from this movie. Awesome! Nice. I poured our shots, guys. Oh yeah, let's do shots. Happy three year. Yeah. Happy three year. <laughs> Speaking of three year, we got some three year gifts. We're gonna we're gonna do that next. Mm. Mm. I got more good pop, bad pop, but and I'm sure you guys do as well. But yes. first thing I'm going to talk, we got three-year gifts from some of our listeners. This is from Scott Schutte. He sends us more cigars. <laughs> yeah. So we got more cigars from Scott, so thank you. And he sends us a little note here. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see what old man Schutte's got to say. You don't know me. Oh, <laughs> he says, you dear motherfucking leftovers, you don't know me. But I wanted to say happy anniversary anyways. No need to read this on the air, but I'd hope you could all enjoy a nice cigar once you get this episode in the books. These are Cane Nub Maduro cigars, full-flavored beauties that are one of my personal favorites. You'll need a bullet cut for these fatties. Was in was in the last package, or drop a dollar at your local shop. And be careful, because they pack a punch. Uh, looking forward to sharing a premium smoke with you assholes one day. May even partake of it in the yard. But don't get up your hopes. <laughs> wow, we gotta be an old man shoot his yard. Yeah, get out of my fucking yard. Until then, here's to at least three more years of laughter, random farts from Jake, <laughs> and banning tirades from Darth Bryan. Peace. Old man shooty. Oh. So thank you, old man shooty. Thanks, man. Nice. For the cigars. I he's he's slowly turning into George Burns. <laughs> we still got the old bullet cut. Are we going to be able to pop that off? Oh, yeah. We got the bullet cut. Nice. Uh, we got another. I, you know what? Do you have a uh, maybe a knife or something that I can use yes. to, to open this? This one. Uh, I got a package here, and this came from uh, our buddy uh, Kelly Claiborne. So thank you, Kelly. We're going to open up your box next here. Ooh. And I don't, know, I don't know what's in here. That's a big box. <laughs> uh, Frank was here. He'd say, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old, Michael Scott. Jesus. <laughs> oh, paper. There you go. Thanks. Before I hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jeez. You're going to go down like that Dorn fucking bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, what do we have here? We got a letter. From Kelly Claiborne. Nice, typed and everything. All right, uh, Brian, Jake, Jay, possibly Frank. Nope. First, I wanted to express to you my heartfelt thanks for all of the free content you provide your loyal listeners on a weekly basis, damn near without fail. Uh, on a weekly, yeah. Having said that, I have sent you this box of crap. Take it easy, Jake. I know how you love your boxes of crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, this box is an anniversary gift of sorts, and I decided to fill it with as much nonsensical crap as I could find lying around my house. 
Uh, I have dived. <laughs> I have dived to the deepest reaches of the family sofa, scoured the vast expanse of the dust plains of my living room to bring you the treasures you deserve. I have titled this box the Thrift Store Donations Box. (laughs) And once you peruse its contents, you will likely know why. Certain items have been labeled appropriately. The ones that are not will entail a steel cage death match to determine the proper recipient, or you can just say, fuck it, I don't want this shit. (laughs) In all seriousness, though... I'm excited. <laughs> In all seriousness, now thank you for what you uh, for what you do. Uh, I have heard so many listeners say the same thing over and over about saving them from boredom at work, and I am one of those listeners. You truly get me through at least a day of monotonous bullshit each week. I sincerely hope you enjoy at least some of the contents of the thrift store donations box, since you guys are equivalent to a thrift store podcast wow uh, what you lack in talent and experience you make up for with explicit content and excessively long episodes uh, <laughs> hashtag pcl army strong hashtag may the force be with you always hashtag live long and prosper hashtag you don't know me motherfucker <laughs> and finally hashtag pashoo ah. love always kelly claiborne let's check out the contacts uh the context the contents. <laughs> It's going to be 85 cents and some pocket lint. Get to the canteen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have some uh, Star Wars fruit-flavored snacks. Oh, oh yummy. Nice. We can s- divide this, divvy it up amongst ourselves. Substance. Oh, I'm going to eat one of those right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, he was digging at the bottom of the barrel. We got fucking Chronicles of Riddick for the PC. (laughs) The Chronicles of Riddick game. Developer's cut. Escape from Butcher Bay. (laughs) He he even kept the fucking, he even kept like the Big Lots fucking price tag of $3.99. Ooh, look at them graphics. Look at them graphics. Wow. Wow. Chronicles of Riddick. Okay, guys, don't fight over that. I don't have a working PC, so you guys can have a deathmatch over that. Ooh, we have a Star Wars Millennium Falcon magnetic. Uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a bottle opener. That's cool. Oh, that a, is cool. It's a magnet, and you can throw that on the fridge. That's awesome. So, I think that should go to Jay when we have alcoholic beverages here. <laughs> I agree. Me too. <laughs> All right, let's see here. These fruits are not so good. We've got some Guinness coasters. No box would be complete without fucking coasters. <laughs> Guinness coasters. Uh, let's see here. Complete digital copies of the comic book Planetary with crossovers. Looks like it's on a oh wow memory so stick. Awesome. Uh, Jake. Hope it's not too big. <laughs> It's a pishoo. Is that a sock? Oh, sweet. It's a whack-off sock. There you go. You got yourself a spanker, Chief. Chief. Nice. Oh, you put a lot of stuff in here. Okay, um, I don't have a working computer. Oh. <laughs> guys, next time you're at a White Castle and the coupon expires, you know what? It expires in, uh, May, on May 15th. You get uh, This is good for one free chicken ring slider. Oh, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> We got some buttons. buttons. There you go, Jake. Jake's. Jake's buttons. <laughs> uh, we got a, what is this, a movie called uh, Cash Earn? Huh. Um, that looks freaky. It's really fucking weird. Looks no. French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's by a 
It's by a French guy named uh, Kazukiaki Kirira. <laughs> very French very name. French, no. <laughs> All right. Jay, for the after, uh, this is Jay, for after all the shit being eaten out of your ass, please don't reuse. What is this? Oh, it's some wet wipes. Medicated wipes. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> Keep it clean. <laughs> controller. It's a controller for the PC just so we can play Riddick. He really wants us to play this fucking Riddick game. We got a T-shirt. We got a, we got some T-shirts here. Uh, Jake, take a look at those T-shirts. What do we got? What do we got? Here's one for you, Jay. Yeah, it's like Captain America. It's got the ridges on it. What you got going, Jay? Oh, we got the got the Punisher. Got the Ooh, Punisher. The Punisher. All right. That's pretty badass. For Frank, my cat was pissed. I took away her favorite toy, but Frank should get as much entertainment. What is this? It's like a stick. A little, little ring in there. <laughs> there you go, Frank. It's for you. <laughs> we, got, we got a spawn toy that's already been ripped open. There goes its value. <laughs> Who's that? Who we got? Oh, nice. Uh, we got uh, Woodford Reserve bourbon balls. <laughs> what are bourbon balls? It's got real alcohol in it. That's exciting. I guess these are uh, these are balls with bourbon in them. Huh. Bourbon balls. Yeah. And Lick my bourbon balls. Oh wow! Oh holy shit! This is mine. I'm calling this. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> no, that's yours, dude. You're the one that talks about it. Afterlife with Archie. Yeah. Nine point six CGC graded. Afterlife with Archie number one. Nice. It's one of the variant covers too. It looks yeah, like it's a variant cover. Very cool. You got it. Yeah, that's I'm taking that. Very cool. Um, what is that? Brian, if you want to shave your man parts, then dry shave them like a man. <laughs> so I got some Bic razors. Nice. Dry shave. For manscaping. Uh, we got a mint oh, here. Oh, I'm not trusting that. These Star Wars gummies are sealed. I'm down with that. And, uh... Oh, wow. What the fuck is this? OJ Simpson cards? <laughs> That sounds cool. Yeah. In Pursuit of Justice cards. And there's an O.J. Simpson with Nicole Simpson card there. I have to open those up and take them. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Ah, right. <laughs> These are good. Can, okay, can I get some of those? Yeah, they're delicious. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right, we'll I'm be gonna right back. I'm going to eat one, too. <laughs> thank you, Kelly. Yeah, thank you so much. Ooh. Yeah, I'm recording again. Did you do open the bourbon balls? Yeah, they got like pecans on the top of them. Oh, Dude. These aren't expired. Dude, I, honestly, I think Kelly was just trying to unload some shit on us. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, like, he had some shit in his house. He's like, oh, fuck, dude. This Chronicles of Riddick. Like, 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 does he really think we're going to play the Chronicles of Riddick game? <laughs> no, I'm not touching that shit with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> he just unloaded it on us, man. He didn't even have to put it in a fucking yard sale. <laughs> yeah, same time. I'm taking this shit to Goodwill. Here we go. <laughs> Are you eating a bourbon ball? I'm gonna, you ready? Yeah. Mm. Is it good? Mm. Is it's it good? <laughs> I want one. <laughs> Give me one of them balls. Is there alcohol in it? Mm-hmm. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> They're delicious. I love pecans. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm fresh. Okay, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> we're back. 
Jake, what do you got? I watched the uh, the Revenant last week. Finally, finally yeah. watched the Revenant. Leonardo, you know what I watched yesterday? What'd you watch? Wolf of Wall Street. Ah, oh, nice. Again for like the third or fourth time. Do you own that? No, it's on Hulu. Great oh, movie. Nice. Is there commercials when you watch movies on Hulu? No. I always wondered that. I never watched an actual feature film on Hulu. No, there's commercials at the beginning, and then when you watch the movie, absolutely no commercials, so it does not take you out of it. That's good to know. So That would annoy the piss out of me. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? I have not. You have to watch this movie. It's like the only Scorsese movie in the last like 20 years I think I haven't seen. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's on Hulu. I'll finally get around to watching that shit. Yeah. You definitely knew why. I watched The Revenant, though, and I absolutely fucking hated it. I figured you would. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I had a feeling that it was not going to be a Tupperware. I knew that much. No. It was a toss it for me. I, it was just so fucking boring to me and like plotting. And I didn't even think Leonardo DiCaprio's performance was really all that great. I honestly thought Matt Hardy was way better. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Matt Hardy. I'm thinking about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tom Hardy. I thought Tom Hardy delivered a way better performance than... A lot of people DiCaprio. said that. And, and I mean, this has been kind of like a, an argument amongst people. But I think, like... I honestly think that... That Cap- DiCaprio should have won it for Wolf of Wall Street, personally. Mm. I think that performance is better. Um, but he didn't, and... I just think that like no actors kind of like put themselves through like the fucking hardships that he did in this, but there was there was just a lot of grunting and and not a lot of dialogue and I don't know. Yeah, it, there was like probably not even like twelve lines of dialogue from DiCaprio altogether in this whole movie. Yeah, not much. Most of the time he's by himself and everything. I disagree with the toss. I, I thought it was a fantastic movie, though. Otherwise, I mean, it was like you don't see movies like this, and this is like one of those one of those movies about survival where you don't you see survival movies, but you don't see like. You don't see it to like – they just don't make movies like this in my opinion. This is like something so different like to see like these guys like out there in these elements and actually doing these stunts and shit like that. It was just like, wow, I was just kind of impressed by that, you know? Yeah, there was stuff to be impressed about in this movie. I just thought there was way too many scenery shots and it really like took me out of the movie and kind of slowed down everything for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like I feel Jay like – Jay can't even log on to his computer sometimes because he's just like looking at the fucking like mountain view on his fucking like, – <laughs> wallpaper and shit jake was like i knew i was here for a reason to get on my internet but my god that is a beautiful mountain view <laughs> fucking windows 10 is killing it it just took me out of it I, I i thought the i thought the last 15 minutes were pretty good though yeah like when it was finally like it's time for dicaprio to get his revenge on tom hardy's character yeah i was into it like those last 15 minutes, I, I wanted to know how that was going to go down. I thought that, that, that ba- the battle at the beginning, like that whole like Birdman like one shot where mm-hmm. they, you know, where they kind of like panned around and you saw the battle. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I like that quite a bit. And Yeah. <clears throat> this just isn't my cup of tea. I, I just didn't care for it. Oh, it's definitely my kind of movie. I love movie. It kind of like uh, reminded me of like uh, when – the only movie, like, kind of like uh, Last of the Mohicans, when I saw that in the theater as a kid, yeah. it was like, wow, you know, like, you know, the, a lot of these things are like big budget and they got to do them in one shot or they fuck it up, you know, like the whole scene in like Last of the Mohicans where like they 
burn the fort down. I love Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Lo- well, absolutely love it. This is what, this reminded me of like that type of a movie, mm-hmm. like Last of the Mohicans. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I loved it though. Yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. It could have been an hour and 45 minutes and cut out all the extraneous stuff and I would have liked it a lot more. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I love the visuals. Uh, I love, I love that we're out there in the wilderness with them and everything. So, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was something different for me that I haven't seen in, in a while. Yeah, so. you don't, you just don't see movies like this anymore. But yeah, visually, <clears throat> visually, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> right. I'm not surprised that yeah. you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. It was two and a half hours. I'll never get past. <laughs> um, I've been watching a new reality show on A and E, and I don't watch a lot of reality shows. And if I do watch them, I never comment on uh, comment on them on the show. Yeah, what you watching? I am watching a show called Sixty Days In. Hmm. Uh, it's on A and it's a reality TV. Here's what it's about. Sheriff Jamie Noel wants to end crime and corruption at Clark County Jail, and he's enlisting enlisting members of the public to help. Uh, Noel's unprecedented program involves seven law-abiding citizens living among the facility's general population for 60 days without officers, fellow inmates, or staff knowing the secret. Filmed around the clock, A&E's network hour-long docuseries provides a warts-and-all view of life behind bars as the volunteers adapt to unfamiliar and terrifying surroundings. Uh, the only way to truly understand what was going on in the jail was to implement innocent participants into the system to provide first-hand unbiased intelligence, Noel says. The Jefferson Jeffersonville, Indiana jailhouses approximately 500 prisoners with charges ranging from drug dealing to capital murder. Um... I am like hooked on this fucking show <laughs> for some reason. How many episodes so far? Uh, I think they're like on seven or eight, something like that. I don't even know how many episodes it's going. I'm just watching it week to week. Um, the seven people that they have, um, they have, uh, first one is not, um, not the well-known daughter, but Muhammad Ali's other daughter, Miriam, is in this. Okay. Uh, they have a, a female police officer. Uh, we have a guy named Jeff who wants to be a correctional officer. There's a housewife named Barbara that thinks prisoners have it too easy. Uh, there's a young Afri- African-American kid whose brother's in jail, and he kind of like wants to see what his brother's going through in the jail system and hopes that it also scares him straight so that he doesn't go down that path as well. Uh, there's a teacher who's really cynical, and he thinks that this experiment's going to be a breeze and going to be totally easy. And then there's also a Marine who wants to get a job at the DEA and thinks that this will help him in that. So they're all subjected to being in this in this prison is what's going on. Yeah, they're willing participants. Okay. Uh, I will tell you that not all of them are in the program anymore. Hmm. Uh, one hmm. of them gets threatened by other inmates, and you actually see on a side camera like another inmate attack this guy. Wow. Um, you see another guy who um, basically, you know, he does something and then he is – put into segregation and when he's sent into segregation for 30 days and then when they tell him it's time to get out of segregation i think he pusses out man he makes up like i think he makes up something to get out of the whole program i think he's scared to go back into general public wow um you see other like you see other characters not other characters but like participants in this like adapt to life in prison really easily Hmm. almost too easily like kind of like donnie brasco with like (laughs) you know what i mean like they get accepted like really quickly and people like them this i i don't know i i don't know if it's staged or whatever i think i do think that there's one actor i think there is one actor in this i think there is one plant Mm. i i I think the teacher is a plant 
but I think everybody else is kind of like real and genuine. Um, you might be able to watch this on demand. It's on A&E. It's called 60 Days In. 60 Days In. Is, it, is that how many days they have to be in the prison? 60 Days in the Prison. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, for I think sure. it's fascinating. They have like confessionals from all the people as things yeah. are happening and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like all the other prisoners think that like, oh, they're doing a documentary in the prison, the prison system, uh, blah, blah, blah. They have no idea that like there are actual people in the system with them that are actually participating in this that are like not even guilty of anything. Wow. So, you know, and like one of them, like I said, like the, there's a female police officer in there. And so like, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's crazy. Like not everybody like going in, they have like their, uh, you know, preconceptions about like people in the prison system. And a lot of them change like how they feel about the prison system and how they're treated. And you'll, you'll have to watch it, man. I, I think it's fascinating. I love it. People need to see that <clears throat> for sure. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, la- last thing I wanted to talk about uh, is a – oh, no, not the last thing. But uh, one of the things I want to talk about is a, uh, a show I've been watching on Crunchyroll recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, – it's an anime called uh, Big Order. Um, and uh, here's the plot. Order, user- Order users have the ability to grant their wishes and their special power called order. Uh, IG – Hoshimiya is responsible for the great destruction that happened exactly 10 years ago because of his wish, which is why he refuses to use his power, at least until the transfer student, Rin Kurinai, makes a move on him and kidnapped his sister. Aiji's life as an order begins. Um, I fucking love the show. It's only uh, three episodes in so far. Okay, it's one of the new spring shows. Yeah. Um, it's called Big Order. I love it. Um, there's like, uh, there's these there's these characters that show up and they're called orders and they let you have a wish. And like, along with that wish, it's like you also get a power along with it as well. Okay. Um, and so like, his wish is like, as a kid he thought he, he, I thought, he thinks he like, wanted mass destruction and come to find out, like, later on, like, his power is com- – he's got, like, this power that he doesn't even know about until the end of the first episode. And his power is absolutely amazing. Um, I was blown away by his power. I thought it was awesome. Um, he's very powerful. I just don't think he knows how powerful he really is. Um, the character of Rin, um, she's trying to kill him because, like, when he – when he made his wish, he like destroyed a lot of the population and her parents died because of like his wish. Mm. So she's out to kill him, but, uh, her power is that she cannot die, which makes for a very comical scene in the second episode where when she dies, you see what's called a rebirth fire. Mm -hmm. And in the second episode, she dies like, like almost 20 times. <laughs> so like you see like this rebirth fire a lot yeah. and it's really funny. That is funny. Um, the third episode, I was like, this is getting crazy. They introduced like this rock monster that's controlled by one of the other orders. And I was like, this is nuts. But like, there's a cliffhanger at the end of the episode where I got to go back and watch this. I know I'm not doing this series justice. I know it sounds confusing. Watch it. It's called big order. It is really, really awesome. Cool. Yeah. It does sound interesting been really hitting up those Crunchyroll shows lately. Yeah, I've been watching Lost Village and that, and of course I've been watching Waka Kazaki. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's fantastic. And they I'm just like, added season one. They added season one. I'm still sticking to season number two, though. I'll go back and watch season one, but I'm like on, I finished episode seven, 
Um, man, when she put that squid in her mouth the last episode. <laughs> no, no spoilers. I haven't gotten that far yet. Man, dude, she goes to town on some squid, dude. I'm not even kidding you, man. That is hilarious. Yeah. Can't wait for that. <laughs> Jake, you got anything else? Yes, I watched another one of the uh, DC animated movies that I'm going to add to the uh, ranking list. It's the ninth movie I've watched so far. It is uh, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Hmm. Yeah. Have you guys seen this one? No. I think I have seen this one. It is based off <laughs> of the uh, Michael Turner series of comic books that they did back, I think, right before New 52 started. Um, it primarily deals with the introduction of Supergirl and mm. Supergirl's origin stories and whatever. This is one of the weaker entries into the DC animated universe for me. Um, I thought it was primarily a Superman story. And they kind of shoehorned Batman into it. To even call it Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, to give them both the billing like that was kind of silly to me. When Batman Supergirl's kind of like an evil character at times, too. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit, a little bit. <clears throat> um, but Superman is such an – or Batman is such a supporting character you in this. You get Wonder Woman in this one as well. You get more Wonder Woman you get a lot than Wonder you do Woman. Batman. Yeah. It should have been Superman Wonder Woman. I thought Woman it was Apocalypse. cool though, like how they, uh, how I love seeing like, uh, Supergirl, uh, in, uh, Themyscira. Yeah, that stuff was cool. That was awesome. I didn't like the art direction in this one as much as other DC animated movies. I thought they tried too much to emulate Michael Turner art, mm. which was a little bit of a negative for me. They all have that, like, fucking, like, uh, flippy hair thing going on that every Michael Turner character has, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't, it seemed really forced, especially for this to be a sequel to uh, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. You're nitpicky about fucking hair. <laughs> it's just it, that, it affects his fucking rating. True. Uh, it's the animation that affects style, his though. fucking rating. It does hair. affect my rating. Hair. It's that, I can see Jake, like, you know, like, writing down notes for this show. <laughs> the hair. Yeah, bullet point number one, hair. It just, every character had it, too. It was like they were forcing that Michael Turner art style on every character. Yep. And it just felt out of place for me. It drive me nuts. It did drive me nuts. I'm going to give this one a low taste it. It wasn't a complete toss it. Brian, you are correct. The stuff with Supergirl yeah. in uh, Themyscira, or however yeah. you pronounce Themyscira. it. Themyscira. That was some of the stronger stuff. Yeah. Her bonds with a lot of the other Amazonians were really interesting and everything. Right. The final battle was pretty cool and everything. The mislabeling of this being a Superman Batman movie was really annoying to me, too. I felt like you're, I was a little bit not getting what I expected they when I do watched that. it. They do that a lot because, like, Batman, Superman, Cell. Yeah. Right. So. But at least Public Enemies, though, really felt like they were sharing the spotlight. Yeah, but, like, even the Suicide Squad movie was, like, you know, what was it? It was titled, like, Batman something. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't, I forget what the exact title of that one is. Yeah. You might be right about that, though. I'm going to rate this one um, as the new number seven. So that's going to put Wonder Woman at number one, mm -hmm. Justice League New Frontier at number two, Batman Under the Red Hood at number three. Batman Superman Public Enemies is number four. Superman Doomsday is five. Justice League Crisis on Two Earths at six. And now we have at number seven, Superman Batman Apocalypse, followed by Green Lantern First Flight. And at the bottom, we have Batman Gotham Knight. I don't think Batman Gotham Knight is going to move. Yeah, yeah Bat Batman Gotham Knight might be stuck at the if bottom. I think, yeah, I don't think the needle's moving for that <laughs> animation. Have you guys seen, seen that one? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. I saw that. Yeah. I, I have no desire to now. Yeah, it's the worst yeah. by far. <laughs> it's not very good. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna watch another one of these next week. I forget what's coming up next, but I'll let you know next week. Jay, what else you got, man? Uh, just real quick, uh, uh, something that was 
kind of uh, it, it's not the norm for me either. It's it's a documentary called The Barkley Marathons. Hmm. Um, this was on Netflix. And I, I'm a runner. That's that's like my favorite exercise. It's my favorite stress relief. Um, and I kind of, you know, I, I, I didn't drink this whole week, which is a big thing for me. Um, I don't usually talk about personal shit on the show, but it was a big week for me because I did that. Um, so come Wednesday, I'm into day number three of not drinking, and I need something to kind of uplift me. I don't know what to do with my time. Uh, I'm not sure what to watch. You know, started smoking crack. Started smoking crack cocaine. Yeah, like our heroin. There we go. And that's what Barkley's all about. Right. Barkley Marathon's all about crack. Barkley. Mar- it's about this guy named Barkley. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. Thirty days. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking smoke crack every day. It's like the supersize me of crack. It's like the supersize me of crack. Right. <laughs> what will it do to me after thirty days? Yeah, he's dead after twenty eight. <laughs> but yeah, I was. I was hitting this hump. I needed something uplifting to watch. And uh, this really was great. I, I didn't know what I, what what it was going to be about until I your started dog, watching your it. Your dog growing up was Barkley, yeah, right? Yeah, it was my dog. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of it kind of like drew drew me to it. I'm sure it did for yeah. the title. Yeah, if you did, yeah. Jake, Jay's dog growing up with his name was Barkley. Yeah. that's funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the two things have nothing to do with each other. No, not at but all. It worked. It got you to start this thing up. Yeah, yeah. There's no dogs in this at all. But it's fucking. <laughs> it's a it's a hundred mile race through the the woods of Tennessee. It was started. Uh, uh, 25 years ago, and in 25 years, there's only been 10 people that have actually completed this race. Yeah, it is brutal. It's probably the toughest race there is out there. Period. And they do this over the course of 60 hours. So you you can take a nap if you want to, or you can keep going. So most most of these guys, it starts off with 50 people. It narrows it down to three. Most of these guys have slept like an hour out mm. of out of all of these days that they're completing this course. Yeah, and. Um, it just, you know, once it gets down to these... Is it in the, you said it's like in the woods? It's in the woods of Tennessee. It's like a free there's trail There's like no run. pavement. No, no. There's no trail itself yeah. at, at all. They uh, they change the course, in fact, every year. So mm. it's always a different thing. Is there flags? No. Like, no. What they have to do is find books. There's books out there with... Uh, and they have to go to the page number of their corresponding runner number. Mm. And they have to tear that out to tell the, the judge um, that they completed that, that part of the race. Okay. And so also so that they know where they're going they have these books set up so um but yeah it's really brutal and it's it's really interesting because all these people even the veterans you know they don't know if they're going to make it even though they've done it before and maybe have completed Mm -hmm. it before they don't know if they're going to be able to do it and for me like seeing these guys um at the end of this i'm not going to say who wins who loses whatever but at the end of this i'm guessing a guy named barkley comes (laughs) through no there's no guy named barkley (laughs) well yeah actually there is a guy named barkley and they explain that Uh, charles barkley they they explain charles barkley wins this is my race i I don't know just run out in the woods somewhere Charles Barkley is actually gambling on the race. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they show all these people trying and coming back and going so far and coming back and then to see kind of the end and to see people do things that they absolutely don't think they can do. You don't think they can do it watching it. The guy who runs the race has never completed the race. Yeah. He's like one of the founders of the whole race and he's never completed it. What a puss. Yeah. What a hypocrite. Yeah. But even if you're not looking for an inspirational moment, it's still very interesting. That's like Colonel Sanders never making like chicken. Or never never eating it. Never eating it. Never finishing a bucket. Or like making it. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like that's only like, using two spices. It's like Betsy Ross, like never sewing. Right. You know what I mean? Never, well, never finishing. Maybe I should have been a little more critical, or like that guy. You know, like Aquaman never like taking a swim. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That's bullshit. It is dude. bullshit. They should stop the whole thing. God. <laughs> but he's he's actually a really interesting guy, and all these people, you know, they have very interesting backstories. How they got there. This mm-hmm. is this is a very secretive thing. So like. Only certain people get into this. You know, it's kind of a secret handshake kind of situation. Or unless you've watched this documentary, apparently. No, you still can't. It's very secret. It's very selective to who they choose to do it. They, so, choo- they choose people who they How think- did you watch this? Did they come to your house? <laughs> On the deep, dark internet. <laughs> The deep, the deep web. No, the deep web. One of these guys, like one of the books, was at Jay's house, and they ran here. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, 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 was it? Is, is this on Hulu or Netflix? It's on or? Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it actually came out in 2014. Okay, and they're just now showing it. So very interesting. Regardless of if you need inspiration or not, like I said, interesting people yeah. and their backstories and their personalities coming into this. And of course, the head guy, his name's Lazarus Lake. Is the name of the guy? Sounds that, like a comic book character. He's kind of a child of the '60s, you know. He's Lazarus Lake. Lazarus, Lazarus Lake. Lake. But he used to be a free runner too, and that's why he's involved in this. Right. He was one of the most badass, you know, free runners out there, and so yeah. that's why he kind of heads it. But he's never completed it. So yeah, for me, it got me over a really tough hump, and I think a lot of people will appreciate it. You know, whether or not you're into running or not, I think you'll like it. Mm. What'd you rate it? Uh, it's a Tupperware. Yeah, nice, crazy. I mean, I don't fucking watch documentaries about running, you know. So this was. This was new and it was a total Tupperware. Nice. And then you afterwards, you, Gump could, you think Forrest Gump compl- could complete it? <laughs> I think he would die or get lost. What? <laughs> Forrest Gump? Yeah, That's crazy. So. The guy ran across the whole fucking nation. Dude, you, no. you see, after you see some of these people, they get lost in their first lap for like hours. I mean, you get lost out there. There's nobody there to help you. There's nobody yeah. along the trail. Saying, I guess Gump did have a road to follow the whole time. Yeah, I don't know if he'd yeah. make it, man. I, I mean, he's a great runner. <laughs> great ping pong player, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I watched, I, uh, guys, last week I tossed uh, the pilot episode of Dice, yeah, uh, yeah, with Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, I want to follow up. Uh, it's only six episodes. Okay. They're only half an hour. It's and only- then it's over. Six episodes. Six episodes. Wow. Yeah, for the first season. Um, I finished the first season. I was like, you know what? Let me let me give this a shot. See if I like it anymore. Um, I'm going to taste it now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there 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 are some episodes that are really really funny, really strong episodes. All of the it's what's weird about this is the odd numbered episodes. Episodes one, three, and five are awful in my opinion. It's like okay. the Star Trek movies. Um, the uh, even numbers are pretty good. Like two. Four and six are pretty good episodes, hmm. so I'm going to give those. Uh, the 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 second episode really picked up really well. It was uh, Adrian Brody, who's like a known method actor, mm-hmm. and he was wanting to pretend to. Uh, he wanted he was going to act in a play where he had to be a manly man. He thought like like the the like the the perfect masculine guy to like emulate would be Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, and so he was method acting with Andrew Dice Clay, <laughs> and to watch. Two dices on the screen was actually really funny. Awesome. Adrian Brody was great in that episode. Uh, the third episode was horrible in my opinion. Uh, it was with Chris Angel. Oh, uh, I hate him. This anyway. takes place in Las Vegas. Chris Angel is a total prick. Yeah, and a tool. I don't yeah. like him in the episode. Uh, the only redeeming part of that episode is Wayne Newton dropping an f bomb, and <laughs> that was really funny. Um, the fourth episode was great. The fifth episode, yeah, and then the sixth episode I thought was a lot of fun. I, um, I'm going to taste this overall. It, it, it's really trying to do what Curb Your Enthusiasm does for Larry David. I see. Mm. Lots of guest stars throughout. Lots of guest stars. But see, the thing is, it's like I don't think it does it as well as Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, Curb Your it. Enthusiasm sets the bar pretty high. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Dice Clay, 
he's good, but this is no curb. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to taste it. So it's not as bad as my initial toss it, and I still stick by that first episode being a toss it, but it does get better. Episodes two, four, and six, if you want to watch those episodes, watch those because okay. they're really, really funny. Can you watch any episode and you don't need any continuity? Yeah, I don't think you really do. Yeah. I don't think you really do. Yeah, I mean, there's some, re- you know, like he's got like his wife and like his buddy Milkshake who are like reoccurring characters. I guess if you want to know them a little bit more, watch the other episodes. Mm. But definitely the Adrian Brody episode, episode two, I think it's a must watch. It's really, really, really good. Best Um, of the six was two. Best of the six. Mm. Best of the six. So there we go. You guys ready to move on to the pop culture leftovers news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's the leftover news and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. Gangster as fuck. Yeah, it really fucking is, Jake. <laughs> I believe it. I believe so it. Fucking goddamn gangster, this fucking news. We're going to be reporting fucking gangster fucking ass news. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Wow. Yeah, drop to the ground. There could be a drive by <laughs> as I'm reading this fucking news. Oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Interesting news coming from THR this week. Uh, Alicia Vikander. Do we know this name? Yes, we do. She is the robot, the female robot from a movie that we loved called Ex Machina. Nice. Uh, she is signed on to star in Tomb Raider for MGM. So not Daisy Ridley, who had been previously reported to be signing on as Lara Croft for uh, Tomb Raider. But now we got Alicia Vikander. Uh, the Hollywood reporters learned this. Uh, the movie project, which has Roar Uthog on board to direct... What the fuck kind of name is that? Roar Boothard? No, Roar. Like, 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 yeah, like Roar. Like, I'm a fucking lion <laughs> and I'm gonna roar. So apparently, they, that's a good name for a kid, his parents thought. <laughs> and his last name is Uthog. Oh, man. U T H A U G. Roar Uthog. Sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. It sounds like, yeah, it's, well, and it sounds like what he does. Like, oh, here's the Uthog. Let's hear his roar. <laughs> Don't, uh, guys, be quiet. You don't want to upset the youthog. <laughs> Roar! Yeah, oh, there he oh, is. Oh, fuck. Oh, a Tomb Raider reboot. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Roar Youthog. <laughs> so here we go. It's supposed to be a story of a young and untested Croft uh, fighting to survive her first adventure. So it looks like they're going the whole uh, Daniel Craig James Bond route mm-hmm. with this one. She's not going to be an experienced Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Um It'll be your first tomb. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Will it? (laughs) Where do you go from there? I mean, do you guys have any thoughts about this other than... Oh, God, Tomb Raider reboot. I'm happy about her being cast. I mean, You're really happy about an actress that you really enjoyed being cast in a fucking video game movie. I'm happy about her being cast. I'm not happy about the movie. I'm thrilled. I hope hope it sinks her career, too, Jay. (laughs) I'm not happy about the movie itself at all. I don't want to see another Tomb Raider movie. I want want to see her cast in, like, an alien. 
Aliens film or something like that. And I don't want to see something I give a fuck I'm not, about. Yeah, I, I'm not happy to see somebody cast in a fucking Tomb Raider movie. I'm not. I'm not jumping for joy. I'm just saying I think it's a it, it's a good casting. I, I'd be. Uh, it's almost better for her actually to be in an actual tomb <laughs> than actually in this movie. I, she, she'd be better off like like it would preserve my memory of her for her to actually actually die and be in a tomb than to watch her in a Tomb Raider movie. I'm not saying I want to see this movie. I said, no, no, you said, said, no, said you are. I'm, ha- I'm, ha- I'm happy for her to get this role. I'm happy that they cast her. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's all I'm happy uh. about. I can be happy about one thing and not no. like the appreciate. No, no we're crucifying no. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously, I don't give a fuck about Tomb Raider. I don't give a flying shit about Tomb no, Raider. No, don't get upset. Don't get upset. I'm just saying, like, if you like the actress, I'm not excited about her being cast as Lara Croft, a movie I don't care about. It's almost like um, I, I can't. I'm glad you got cast in a movie that's set up to fail. It, <laughs> yeah. it, that's that's what it is. Well, yeah, true, true. I mean, it may, it, you know, yeah, if it gets off the ground, I'll be surprised. But, yeah, at least, at least they pick somebody who's a good actress. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but why do you want to see, like, a good actress flounder in a horrible franchise? Oh, I don't. I mean, if if, if this looks like it's going to suck, I'm not going to watch it just because she's in it. Well, I'm just saying, like, the the... What, what we've seen from video game movies is, like, none of them have been great. I agree. Especially so, the Tomb Raider ones. So it's like, I don't see anything changing here. So it's like, you're taking an actress who I think, like, okay, Danish girl and an ex-machina. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure she's going to get a great payday. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I don't think this is going to be the next Hunger Games. No, it won't. So it won't. it's like, great. You know, it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm worried about her in the future. Um... As far as her career goes, if she's locking herself into like you know two or three of these you know right, right. crappy tumors, I, I agree with that. Ugh, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking forward to less: the Assassin's Creed movie or the Tomb Raider movie. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I agree. Too. Video game uh, movies are a fucking curse, in my opinion. They just they don't they they never get off the ground. And it, and it does suck for the people involved generally. It puts a bad is, mark on them. I mean, this is like Daisy Ridley's not in this, and it's apparently thank, God. It's, thank you. It's for a reason, right? Right. And it's like you know, like let let the um, what's her name, Brad Pitt's wife, let let her, Angelina Jolie, yeah, let the Angelina, <laughs> let, the, let the Angelina Jolies, the Megan Foxes, mm-hmm. let them do stuff like this. Right. Alicia Vikander is a good actress. We don't need to see her in a Tomb Raider movie. Right, right. And there's going to be people that are in their 20s listening to this podcast right now that are thinking we're stupid. Mm -hmm. Mm. I love the Tomb Raider games. What are you guys talking about? Right, right. They're thinking we're idiots. But the thing is, it's like these video game movies are not great. No. They're not good. No. Mm. Across the board. 90% of them are terrible. Yeah. You can like the game. Separate that, though. Let's be intelligent. Mm-hmm. Separate the game from a movie. Separate it. I love Prince, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Mm-hmm. Love that game. Movie sucked. Yeah. Yes. For sure. It's you terrible. Know, I like the, the first Lara Croft Tomb Raider game. Those movies sucked. Both of those movies sucked. Ah, the second one's even worse than the first, too. So it's like just because you like a game – doesn't mean that, like, oh, I'm excited for the movie. Right. Because, like, I enjoyed playing Doom. The movie was – there's parts in it that it was like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's not a great movie. No. no. Street Fighter, piece of fucking shit. Exactly. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Giant fucking waste of time. 
Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> the only one that I really enjoyed when I was a kid was probably Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I love Mortal Kombat. So. Just for the theme song alone, I like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they were fun. I'm, and I'm a huge fan of the Resident Evil movies. Love them to death. Yeah, I like those too, just for what they are. I mean... Just good popcorn fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next, this is huge news. 20th Century Fox has pulled out of San Diego Comic-Con 2016. Hmm. Um, that means that there's going to be no trailers for uh, Assassin's Creed, mm. X-Men, Deadpool, Wolverine 3, Aliens, any movie from that studio. No trailers, no actors, no 20th Century Fox presence for their films at all for San Diego Comic-Con 2016. Um, Are they going to hold their own press conference? Fox, basically, I don't know, but Fox feels like if they drop a trailer that they want it to keep it, they want to keep that trailer under wraps, and they feel like once they drop that trailer at San Diego Comic-Con, that it gets leaked moments after on the internet. Which is true. Um, Now, there's also a rumor coming from the wrap that Disney and Marvel are also going to take suit and pull out of San Diego Comic-Con 2016 as well. That's oh. just a rumor. But with them, we know they do have their own events, like their D20s and their and their stuff like that. I they- never expected any Star Wars news to come out of this. Yeah. Um, and we saw limited presence last year with Marvel mm-hmm. because they Kevin Feige had their own event and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they've never officially pulled out. Yeah. So... Um, Basically, all I'm saying is I I feel like San Diego Comic-Con 2000 – San Diego Comic-Con, I think the hype is kind of over with. I think it's going to not be as big of a deal as it was. No. I think the studios want to have their trailer release at at its own time. They don't want to be in the muckety-muck of like 20 other trailer releases. They want the 2 billion YouTube hits because they're the only thing out there for that week. They don't want to be one of like – 15 fucking trailers hitting that week. I mean, I, that's definitely, I feel like, what Marvel and, and Star Wars and Disney are doing is they want they want an isolated event for their properties. They don't want to just be part of the mix. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see DC going that route yet. No, but the, I mean, San Diego's been big business for Warner Brothers and DC. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they, they announced uh, Batman v Superman there. They showed, like, the, you know, the... First Wonder Woman pictures there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had Cavill and Godot and uh, Ben Affleck on stage. They didn't show any footage, but they showed them on stage together, mm-hmm. you know, the, the previous year. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm i not really upset by this news, to be quite honest with mm, you. Me neither. Me neither. I'd rather the companies like that have isolated events anyway and not have it just all be at San Diego. It just means, like, for our San Diego Comic-Con show, mm-hmm. just less news for me to cover. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking greedy like that, but that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, too, that, you know, I feel like after that, it's always this, you know, it is a huge cluster fucking news coming out of that, and you're trying to lock down all these trailers and see them before they get pulled and all that stuff. I would rather they come out at a certain pacing to where I can enjoy them on their own merits. I'm not... You know, falling into the hype of what the crowd thought of Comic Con or anything like that. I want to see it on its own merit at its own time. So, I think that's a good strategy. I mm-hmm. don't, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I agree. So, you think the big poll from San Diego this year is going to be some kind of Warner Brothers news thing? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, what does Warner Brothers have to offer us? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like more, more. I don't know. Like a Wonder Woman trailer, maybe. I, yeah. 
I mean, because uh, announce a new director for Flash. There's there's nothing to show from <laughs> Justice League. They only started filming two weeks ago. Mm. So they started filming Justice League two weeks ago. The only thing that they could really show us is, I mean, and 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 at that point, you're like two three weeks away from the Suicide Squad premiering. Mm, mm. All they really could show us is like a proper Wonder Woman trailer. So maybe that's what we'll get. Yeah, mm. yeah, that'd be big business if they did that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think if anything, that's probably what we're going to get from Warner Brothers. But uh, maybe some announcements. Maybe we'll finally get like you know solid announcements as for like what they're doing with Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Hmm. Um, part of me is going to miss those days where it was like Marvel would show up and like they, you know, I remember like when they first did like the the Iron Man trailer. And oh it, yeah, trying to find that. Uh, you know, it was kind of fun, like getting on the internet and trying to find that trailer right afterwards, and then like watching that Iron Man trailer on somebody's grainy cell phone footage. Yeah, yeah. flipping the fuck out. Yeah, it was fun. That shit was fun. Like being the person that found that footage like mm-hmm. first and sending it to your friends and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's kind of kind of sad that those days might be over, but. You know, I uh, sure I want the studios to be able to protect their their movies. Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll move it. on. We'll move on. Uh, let's uh, actually let's move on to some DC news for this week. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina, and now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news. You fucking pieces of shit. All right, guys, this is the best fucking news I've heard all fucking week. Yes. Uh, the Flash movie has lost its director. Yeah, yeah it did. I'm <laughs> sorry. I got to give it a fucking uh, standing ovation here, even though I'm not standing. <laughs> Seth Graham Smith is leaving the Warner Brothers project due to creative differences, uh, the Hollywood reporter has learned. Graham Smith, the author and screenwriter of such works as Pride and Prejudice, and zombies, uh, yeah, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, and Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, yeah. was to have made his directorial debut on the project that was based on the iconic DC Entertainment Scarlet Speedster superhero. The project will retain Graham Smith's script, which he wrote working off a treatment from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, the Lego movie duo that were once eyeing it as a possible directing vehicle. Flash already has a release date of March 3rd, 2018, and an actor who portrays the classic hero known as the fastest man alive, Ezra Miller. There's plenty of time for the studio to find a director. Um, I, for one, I've kind of already voiced my opinion. Um, creative differences. I honestly, I'm, I'm hoping that the studio woke up because, like, as soon as they announced this, I was like, this is fucking, this is one of the worst fucking directors that you could ever have. Like this guy, he's done Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Uh, he wrote the Dark Shadows fucking screenplay. Yeah, he's never even directed a fucking movie. This he, is- he's directed a TV show. He directed two episodes of MTV's The Hard Times of R.J. Berger. Oh. <laughs> uh, he he uh, directed an episode called Deadliest Crotch. Oh, my God. And another episode called Saving Dick. Which I want to thank Warner Brothers for saving us from this dick. <laughs> yeah, because man. honestly, like I, I, uh, I was bummed out. Like you go from Christopher Lord, uh, Phil Lord, and Christopher Miller to this fucking asshat. Yeah, it's a big jump. So I'm happy. I don't know who they're going to get to direct it, but it can't be worse than this guy. No. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That maybe this will be one of the big announcements at San Diego Comic Con is who our new Flash director yeah. is. Yeah, it could be. 
It was good news. I, I kind of jumped for joy a little bit when I heard that and got excited about a mm. Flash movie finally. I, I love the character, but there's nothing about this movie so far that had me excited. Oh, I was excited when they announced Phil Lord and Chris Miller on this bad besides boy. Their, yeah, it besides. does hurt to know that they're working off a screenplay that the guy that wrote Dark Shadows wrote. Well, he, it was a, tr- a, a treatment from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, mm-hmm. and then he... Did the script? I'm sure it'll get another rework too. Once we get our next director, I surely hope so. Yeah, I surely hope so. (laughs) This movie's going to be one of those written by and like six people are going to come up on the screen. It's unfortunate, man. Yeah, because I think this could have been a great movie under Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I agree. I'm also hearing that James Wan might be dropping off of Aquaman. I've been hearing the same thing. Yeah, Uh, and I don't know what the deal is there. Uh, I don't know if it's creative differences again, but um, I don't know. I'm actually not happy about that. No, James Wan is great. I think James Wan would be actually really good for that. It sounded like he had some great ideas from the pre-visuals and stuff that I heard about. Mm. And I think he was, yeah, I think he had a good idea of what to do that's interesting. It's not confirmed yet. Okay. This is just a rumor. James Wan has not officially dropped off the project. This is just rumblings that people are hearing. Do you think Flash was because they're realizing how important that character is? Finally, or is it something else you think that I think I think Seth Graham Smith came in there with his own shit Mm -hmm. and he's not used to working with um, like a property like this where you have like mandates from like, you know, DC coming down and saying like, this is what you can do with our character. And he's like, well, I want to go in this direction. And DC's like, well, no, that's not going to work. Right. I honestly think that there were a lot of – I don't think this was like a one incident. I think it was like multiple incidents where he was writing the script and he would hand in his notes to DC and he'd be like, okay, can we do this? Mm-hmm. And they'd come back and say, no, we're not doing that. I need. We need to change this. Yeah. So he reworks it again. Reworks it again, submits it again. They come back with more notes and problems that they have with it. I honestly think like this is such a long process yeah. of just trying to him get his way and then them saying, no, you can do this and you can't do that, that he either got fed up or they're just like, you know what, this – no, we right. can't work with this guy. I agree with you 100%. And we'll, we'll, we'll call it creative differences because we don't want it to, we don't want to turn this into a Josh Trank situation. <laughs> yeah. Because we saw how that happened last year with Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Number one, we don't want to hurt this guy's career. Yeah. And then number two, it's like we don't want to look like an incompetent studio. So we'll call it creative differences. Yeah. I honestly think that this was just a grueling process for both DC and Seth Graham Smith of just like, this guy submitting shit that they keep rejecting yeah. and them wanting him to – do you guys – I completely agree. Right. I completely agree. And I honestly lean towards the fact that it was probably the Warner Brothers that let him go. Yes. Just yes. They, and then calling it creative differences yeah. and not making it look like, OK, this guy, we just fired him. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I think more often than not when it's the other way around, that's when you see less uh, clean – ways of leaving that's yeah. when you get a director that that'll that'll say what really happened yeah. yeah so i don't i don't think he wants the bad publicity either agreed so yeah i lean towards warner brothers just being like okay this is the fourth treatment we've read and you're still not obeying the fucking 20 guidelines we set out for yes. you 
And you, if you don't go by these guidelines, then this doesn't work right. because we have to tie this into our whole cinematic universe. And the movie doesn't come out until 2018. They got plenty of time. And I think that, that that's what they're like. I think it's like, okay, we either got to shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you know what? we're going to get off the pot with this guy. This is not working. Yeah. And I think you called it with the, the Trank situation. Like that's, that's what will happen if you're just like, okay, we'll try to make it work. Yes. And then we let it go until 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and then, then we, everyone's temper fucking boils over at, right. at the end. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So um, I don't know who they're. I, I don't know who they're going to get in there as a director. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Just this is another obstacle. I think they just avoided another. Curve. It can't get much worse. In it my can't. Opinion. It really can't. <laughs> no. It really can't. Like you get this, Alan Taylor in there, and you're doing better off than, <laughs> than you were with this. Asshole. I will take. I will take the Thor: The Dark World director any day of the week over <laughs> yeah. this guy. It'll be passable at least. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> Sad when you're hoping for Alan Taylor. Yeah, so that's kind of good news, I guess. Yeah, yeah celebrate good times. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't bring up in news. What did you guys hear that the Ghostbusters trailer is the oh the most thumbs down video really? on YouTube of all time? Yeah. Is that where we were going with yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, I read that. What's the basis? What they're, is the basis? They're women, Jay. I want to know the and basis. that's stupid. Yeah. God. <laughs> Do you think that's the real reason? No, no, no. I, the same people. The same people that were that the same people that were saying. Um, the same people that were hating this before they saw the trailer, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's funny. The same people that were hating this before the trailer came out, now that the trailer's out, they've already – now they're like, oh, no, I never hated it because it was women. Uh-huh. I hate it because of that trailer. Uh-huh. But they're the same people that were hating it before they even saw the trailer. Right, right. They're raping our childhood, Jay. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, thumbs down just for that. <laughs> right. They were this hard on Transformers, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that was a bunch of bullshit. I read that article. Yeah. A bunch of fucking haters. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing to hate about that trailer. <clears throat> it's not perfect. No, but it's, it, not, yeah. it's not the most thumbs it's, down it's trailer not, of all never, fucking time. I will never agree with that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I've seen plenty of shite trailers <laughs> that are way worse than this piece yeah. of... Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, check out this uh, article that I uh, read from comicbookmovie.com. Part of the massive world building in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice was a shot of an encased Robin suit in the Batcave covered in graffiti and featuring a broken staff. It's heavily implied that the Joker killed this Robin. In the comics, Batman, A Death in the Family, is a story arc from Jim Starlin and uh, Jim uh, uh, Apro, uh, which featured the Joker killing the second Robin, Jason Todd. It's unclear if the first Robin, Dick Grayson, exists in the DCEU, but Warner Brothers may have given indication that the suit in Affleck's Batcave belongs to Todd. Um, the below image, and they posted an image of that suit and Ben Affleck looking at it from the movie uh, th- uh, to the official Batman v Superman Instagram account. It was posted on April 27th. In the death in the family, the Joker killed Jason Todd on April 27th. Hmm. Is this an extreme coincidence or a meta message from Warner Brothers to its longtime comic book fans? Hmm. There's no way it's a coincidence that they put it out on the same day. Right. Like a one in 365 chance that yeah. they put it out on the same day that, right. that it happened. Like there's no way that was an accident. Yeah. 100% no. Is it misdirection though? Yes. 
You I think, think it's misdirection? I do. Well, I, I mean, do. it could either be that or it could be misdirection. I mean, we don't, we won't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't think they just want to spell it out for us. Right. No. Oh, it's Jason Todd. Let's just give it away now. Yeah. I mean, it could be misdirection. I mean, they, they know how to fuck with fans' heads. True. I think they're mostly just honoring the anniversary of the Starlin Apero stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Is all they're doing. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, and it's a it's a dead Robin regardless of what Robin it is, so it still pays homage to it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It could go either way. Yeah, don't read too much into it. No. You know what I mean? Never read too much into it. Yeah, I don't want to know. I really don't at this point, but it, it is a definite nod to that. Yeah. yeah. All right, next story. Wonder Woman room, uh, movie rumors uh, that are coming out of comicbookmovie.com. Jay, you had actually mentioned this in a past episode, and I thought you were fucking high when you did. <laughs> I, it might have been allegedly. You said, uh, <laughs> you said, will the Wonder Woman movie uh, – you, you said Wonder Woman uh, – there could be Batman in this movie. Right. I remember this. And I, I thought you were fucking Yeah, you went crazy. Well, I did. I yeah. mean, it doesn't make sense. Does, does no, it? no, I was with you. I backed, I remember backing you up on can this. Can you, like, no, seriously, like, you can hear that rumor all day, and it yeah. sounds fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's it's a Wonder Woman movie, which is a which which is a time period movie yeah. set in World War One, mm-hmm. and you're saying Batman's going to be in the movie? Yeah, I'm going to raise my voice on that. <laughs> that sounds fucking ridiculous. It still does. So let's well let me let me kind of. Uh-oh. Hey, where'd you go? There yeah, you. I don't know. I, I'm back. Uh, let me kind of break this down <laughs> for you. Uh, the, t- the title of this article was, Will the Wonder Woman Movie Travel to Gotham? Uh, here it is. A new set photo from Warner Brothers' ongoing Wonder Woman production indicates that Diana Prince uh, will be taking a trip to Gotham in her solo movie. Will she be visiting Batman, or does this take place before the events of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice? Hmm. Why would it take place before? He never met her before. Yeah, that's no. weird. Unless she's just in Gotham, like like checking him out, but he had never met her before. In the trailer, in the in the movie, she's like, "You've never met a woman like me before." Yes, right. yes, they never met. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. If, if they're together, it has to take, the events after. have to take after. Yes. Okay. Yep. The latest from BatmanNews.com has Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman visiting Gotham in her solo feature. An interesting development, considering all the confirmed information on the Amazon Princess standalone feature, has led fans to believe that the film takes place during World War One. Of course, Gotham existed during that time period, so she could simply be visiting during that era and not necessarily visiting Ben Affleck's Batman. However, the bank truck featured in the photo, which I'll post the photo on Facebook if I remember. I have it on my computer, uh, which has a Wayne Enterprise logo on it, is pretty modern for the early 20th century. Hmm. There's there's one more possibility as well. Filming is currently taking place in Paris, France, and it's very possible that a global corporation like Wayne Enterprises has offices located around the world. All right. So... um, Thoughts on this, and there's also a theory I'm going to throw out here in a second. I wish they could just leave Batman the fuck out of this movie and let it stand on its own two feet. Like, I, I just, I hate it. That, that's classic Jake. <laughs> yeah, man. that sounds it, familiar. It, doesn't it? <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, but in this in this scenario, it's been proven that everyone flipped the fuck out for the Wonder Woman stuff. It's the Wonder Woman stuff that held up the Batman v Superman stuff. Sure. So it, it's just like, come on, let's just make oh, a fucking Wonder Woman I'm not, movie. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> Makes you want to hit my head. All right, before bef- 
before Jake has an aneurysm, I'm going to read this. There are theories on Reddit uh, that Wonder Woman could be recounting her life story to Bruce Wayne mm. in this movie, which reminds me of Interview with the Vampire. It reminds me of Iron Man fucking 3, where the whole narrative is fucking Tony Stark telling his story to fucking Bruce Banner. Mm. Like We've seen this already. I'm thinking more of Interview with the Vampire. Like, you don't find out about Bruce Banner until after the post-credits. Yeah. Right. But we I'm, see the dumb stuff with Slater and Cruz right from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. that's. I'm saying, like, this is kind of like Interview with the Vampire. Like, she's sitting down and she's telling Bruce Wayne about her life. Yeah. And okay. going through that. I'd be fine with that. That's okay. That's not so fucking... It doesn't make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> You get so pat. No, I'm you know I, I, no. I'm one of those guys that I raise my voice and I get passionate about shit. I'll let you get passionate and fucking just make the goddamn thing. Wonder Woman movie. We'll all come see it. We don't need fucking her sitting down telling Batman this shit. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. Uh, I actually like it. Uh, if that's it, if they do the interview with the Wonder Woman, I'm down for it. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. It, it connects it. You know, it's still connecting the universe. I think, like, you, st- to, in order to get, like, in order to, like, tell that story well, I, I, not well, you don't have to, but I think, like, you know, they show her and they show, like, you know, like, uh, in the movie, you can get a really, you can get a good feel for World War One when they put in, like, a different filter. Mm-hmm. So, like, you see, like, you know, like, it looks kind of like Batman v Superman, like, through that, like, lens and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. It's modern and stuff. But, like, when she starts telling her story to Batman, they can use, like, kind of like a, a different filter mm-hmm. for the movie and give it, like, that old-timey feel. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm kind of down with that, man. I don't I don't mind. I mean, that. I love that idea, but I don't think they need the, the Batman thing to be able to use the filter to... I think people are stupid. Um, <laughs> I do. I think people are stupid, and I think... I think, and sometimes you have to have it spelled out that she's like, okay, here's my past. Because, yeah. like, some people that watch this movie, it's like an origin story, and they're like, well, I saw Wonder Woman in the last movie, and I didn't think that it took place in World War One. Well, you put a big fucking number on the screen, and you have it say World War One, yeah, and, and then, then it has a filter. Two, you got two dickheads talking to each other at the beginning of the movie, and they, they're, they're missing that, because some... Fucking asshat dropped his popcorn. Yeah, and so they're like <laughs> trying to pick up whatever's popcorn's left, and then they lift their head up and they're like, "What are we doing here? Is she time traveling? What's going on? No, why? Why are these? Why is this? Look, so I, I don't know. I just think like just people are stupid. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the best argument you could have. <laughs> but I don't. I don't I'm not going to sacrifice what I want because people are stupid. I'm just saying, like, Warner Brothers is also not stupid, and I think they're a little scared. I think they're a little scared to not have a movie with rumored Batman in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it'll be Batman. I think it'll just be Bruce Wayne. I just yeah. think it'll be Ben Affleck sitting down talking to her. But on the flip side, that's all it is. I don't give a shit. That's right. not so bad. It could I'm be not. way worse. Yeah, it's like I don't want to see him, like, teaming up with her in this movie. No, no. sharing fucking hard drives. If she's just recounting her story with him, I think it also will kind of, like, strengthen the relationship between those two characters by the mm-hmm. time we get to the Justice League. So it's like, okay, now we've seen a little bit more interaction between these two, and now we can have more believability that, they, that they're talking to each other on this level. Because that's all we have now. Because we, you know, like uh, we've got we've got Wonder Woman and Batman. That's our Justice League right now. Superman's dead. Right. Yeah. Spoilers. He's dead. He died. I saw the dirt move. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
I don't think he's ever coming back. <laughs> I think he's coming back. He might, one can hope. He might He might come back as Dirt Man or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think it's a good way to keep the connectivity ball rolling, and that's what they want. They want ball. people to remember that Wonder Woman and Batman are friends, and they do want to build that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that's the point you made that's it's the just best. A, it's just a rumor, though. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is even going to happen, this interview with Wonder Woman. Right. But. But if it did, that yeah. that wouldn't hurt. Interview it. with an Amazonian. Yeah. I don't think it'd be hurt. It's not like they're fighting crime together. It's going to fucking ruin the movie. <laughs> Maybe for you. I I, I, so. I, I'm, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, and also, uh, according to Heroic Hollywood, the rumor is that Jeff Johns and Ben Affleck will have 100% quote, complete creative control over the Batman solo film for Warner Brothers. Hmm. Not shocking to me. Me either. Yeah. Uh, they're they're gonna let Ben Affleck. That's why that was why they how they got him in the first place was promising him this kind of shit. Well, and then also the mixed reviews for Zack Snyder's anything. Yeah, yeah. nice. They should say we're 100 percent not gonna have Zack Snyder involved. Zack Snyder free. Movie. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. All the people that hated that, maybe they'll <laughs> appreciate this. Maybe it will pull out all the stops and be something excellent. You know, all the way around for Batman one, one can hope. Yeah, well, it should be. If they're going to do another Batman, they better do it right. You know, if it's going to be a solo I'm excited film. for that. Yeah. I'm excited for that news if it's true. I like Jeff Jones. I like Ben Affleck. You like Jeff Jones? Jeff Jones. I like Jeff Jones, Sorry. too. I like Jeff Jones. <laughs> in my I like mind. John Jones, the Martian Manhunter. I like Jenny Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Big surprise. I, I like Tom Jones. Tom Jones is great. <laughs> it's not unusual yeah. to be loved by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Big nice. fan. Big but yeah, fan. I, I I like everything he's done, so I, I don't see a problem Tom Jones? with that. No. Well, Tom Jones sucks. Man. Oh, Tom Jones is great. To be honest, Tom Jones sucks. Tom Jones is <laughs> living, killed it in Mars Attacks. Living legend, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back with uh, more news about Jeff Jones. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> nice. And then, and then Marvel. Is there really more move about John Jones? Jeff Jones. Jeff Jones. Tom Jones. Johnny Jones. <laughs> I'm jonesing for some more Jones news. The, the Counting Crow song, Mr. Jones. Uh, what is that? Jones Soda Company? Oh, yeah. Jones yeah. Soda. Jones, Jones Brothers Jewelers. <laughs> that's kind of localized. Oh, come on. That's localized. Give me that one. People don't know who that is. That's lo- That's like local central <laughs> Illinois. Not going to give it to you. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> yeah. Indiana Howard. Jones. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have nothing. Barnaby Jones. Uh. Barnaby Jones, why not? <laughs> Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read. But their listeners can... So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers and on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. All right. Hey, we are back. I just am so... 
so excited this episode. Oh, me too. Me too, man. I'm just ready for Civil War. I, yes. I'm, not, yeah. I'm just not feeling it. I agree. It Civil War, sucks. man. That'll be yeah. fun. To, whether it's good or bad, it'll be yeah. it'll be something to talk about. Yeah. Guys, and uh, let's move on to some, uh, some fucking Marvel news. This will get you pumped. Oh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Control yourself. Marvel news. Marvel news. Hilarious. All right. <laughs> Guys, in uh, Marvel news, the quick news this week, uh, in a segment on uh, Captain America Civil War that aired on ABC's Nightline, Robert Downey Jr. said this, I feel like I could do one more. Hmm. Yep, yep. What do you guys thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man four. Oh well, no! Well, Iron Man four coupled in, coupled in with the rumors that John Favreau said he's not opposed to coming back to Marvel. Do you think it could be a reunion? I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes too. I, I am saying one hundred percent yes. I'm thinking Iron Man four. John Favreau comes back, gets the, after the success of the Jungle Book, yeah. which was on top again this weekend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the box office. I'm saying Marvel's gonna uh, Marvel. They, they've already they, he's already come back on as a producer. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that they're gonna give him directorial. They're gonna give him directorial like uh, complete directorial control. Yeah. Over I agree. Iron Man Four. I agree. I heard he's going to be producing the other movies too, the the Avengers movies. Yep. So that's pretty cool. The yeah. Infinity Wars. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's good news. It's nice yeah. for him to come back around and do that for sure. Like he gave us Iron Man and right. gave us a great vision of Iron Man. Is this kind of is this telling? Is this is this a little bit telling about the whole split up between uh, Ike Perlmutter and then the the creative team? Is this, I think it very well could be. Yeah. Do you think? Well, do, do you think? Yeah, like, why did he leave? What? Mm-hmm. Well, well, not necessarily. I don't know what happened with Favreau. <laughs> I know that like Iron Man Two was not what everybody wanted it to be. I don't, no. It's not even what Favreau wanted it to be. Yeah. But like, who do we blame? Who do we blame? Who let's, do we? Blame? Let's blame Ike. He's an easy target. Yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> likes to blame Ike. Yeah. <laughs> that fucker. <laughs> All right. In other quick news, actor Ty Sheridan, the actor who's uh, playing Cyclops in the upcoming X-Men Apocalypse movies, has been signed on for two additional films. Hmm. So this uh, says that either the next movie will also take place a few years after the events of the film, of this next film, X-Men Apocalypse, or we can expect some time travel for these characters going forward. Okay. Because we're sticking with Ty Sheridan. Right. So it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like, okay, we're going to jump ahead another 10 years. We're not going to make Ty Sheridan look like he's, you know, know, 10 years older than he is. Right. This is total speculation, but could he also make an appearance in Deadpool 2? Hmm. With with another Summers in the movie already with Cable in there. Hmm. Could could Ty Sheridan make an appearance in Deadpool two? Could that be one of the additional films? I'm not cutting it out. Yeah, I'm not cutting it out either. Just and with the cable inclusion, it really makes me think there's a strong possibility. I'm not counting it out. Yeah, if they're going to explain his character, you have to. You you almost have to explain where he's where he comes from. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. Like I think it would be great. Yeah. Hey, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you see, like you see, either you know, like uh, like Ron Perlman or like uh, what's the wrestler's name that everybody's saying? Uh, oh, Diesel. Oh. No, not Diesel. Yeah, that was his name, Diesel. 
Kevin Nash? Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash. Yeah. Oh, that was same his, guy. Sorry. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, same guy. Kevin, I was thinking Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, Kevin Nash. Like, say it's Kevin Nash or Ron Perlman or one of these guys. You mm-hmm. know, it's like here's here's your dad. Yeah, hey dad. <laughs> you know, that's 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 funny. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that would play well. That would play well. And it'd be a fun way to introduce who Cable is, where he comes from. And we get to see, like, a different side of, like, Ty Sheridan Cyclops, too. Yeah, sure. he gets to do a little bit of some humor chops, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, That would be nice. So, yeah, if if one of these additional movies that he signed on for is de- the Deadpool sequel, I'm I'm all in, man. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about this last X-Men Apocalypse trailer that we saw. Did we all see the last yeah. one mm-hmm. that came out? I don't know that I did. It confirmed huge news, Jake. You didn't see it? I don't think it's so. It's the final X-Men Apocalypse trailer. Do you want to pause and watch it? Yeah, I don't think I've seen this. I'm sorry. Let's do this. All right. So, yeah, you got a chance to watch it now? Yes. All right. Yeah, so it confirmed uh, what we all thought could be possible. Looks like we're going to get Wolverine. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. I heard rumors that we might get him in a fucking costume in this movie, too. We've been hearing that forever. Yeah. 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 Well, the deleted scene in uh, Wolverine, the Wolverine, would like lead us to believe that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if they were going to have him in costume in this one or if they were going to do it for Wol- James Mangold's Wolverine. It's mm. a good question. With that being the whole Old Man Logan thing, though, it almost feels like it'd be better served here. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I can't see it in Old Man Logan. No. I, do, you, do you think this is going to be a reintroduction of the character? Do you think this is going to be a Weapon X program Wolverine that we're seeing like right here in this scene? I don't know. The way Cyclops refers to him, it almost seems like everyone knows who he is. Okay. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm just wondering because the, the setting the, almost seems. The timeline has changed, too. True. From the last movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wolverine's timeline has changed. I don't know if he's gone through Weapon X yet. Okay. Ha- has he? Has he gone through Weapon X? I think he has. At the end of the last movie, when 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 he was tied up to that fucking wire mattress or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I I'll have to watch Days of Future Past again. Yeah, I need to see that scene because is that where he starts in this? Back in the program? Did did or is he coming right out of Weapon X? Yeah. After that. So he is. He's he's already gone through Weapon X, is what you're saying. What, I, I think so. I I don't think it erased the timeline. It just changed some it, things. Yeah, and and now we're starting. No, off. I, I know. Yeah. I'm saying like the whole the whole. We can forget about what happened in Last Stand, is what I'm saying. Right. Like yes. That that whole Striker movie with the, yes, that's done with. Right. I'm saying like he's gone through Weapon X. It's just the, the timeline's changed a little bit. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is is. And I'm just wondering where that scene is, what the setting, because it does kind of look like a Weapon X facility type. It could be type situation, and maybe that's where they run into him again or something. I don't know. Maybe he's brainwashed. Who knows? You might not remember anything either. It doesn't seem like this movie is going to be like a set piece for Wolverine, though. Like um, Days of Future Past, pretty much was. No, 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 no. He was not there for the majority. These were mostly reshoots, getting him in there. Right. Mm -hmm. These are all reshoots. Uh, of putting him in there. So, like, most of the movie had already been filmed, and I think they brought him back in. Hmm. And they should probably explain, too, <laughs> why he's not a horseman. You know, if you were Apocalypse, wouldn't you go after Wolverine as one of your, your four horsemen? You know, you went after Magneto, who was easily corruptible. Well, Wolverine's lost a lot, too, you know, and he's gone through a lot of shit, so why not convert him over? I think that's a lot to ask of this movie, though, to explain that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we will see, maybe we will see Apocalypse try to get Wolverine on his side. You yeah. would think he would, just, I don't know, based on how powerful he is, so. Yeah. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm excited to see him again. I'm excited to see this movie, um, you know, go back into that universe again. It looks awesome. Yeah, so. it does look great. It was a great trailer. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Entertainment Weekly broke some news this week and uh, confirmed what we all saw coming. Uh, Netflix has ordered a Punisher series. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's the article. John Bernthal will reprise his role as vengeful military veteran Frank Castle, who brings his own lethal form of justice to Hell's Kitchen. Uh, writer and executive producer Steve Lightfoot from Hannibal and Casualty will serve as the showrunner. Hmm. Hmm. Any timeline on that that we're getting? No. I don't know. Probably start filming. I mean, it's been announced. It's got to happen after Defenders. You think after Defenders? Yeah, I okay. think so. I mean, I mean, with Defenders filming at the end of this year, they're going to start filming at the end of 2016 with probably a release in maybe mid-2017 mm-hmm. or ended. I don't know. I don't see this starting until sometime in 2017. So what's the timeline? We're getting Luke Cage next, we're getting Iron Fist after that, and then we're getting Defenders? No, I think we're getting Luke Cage next, okay. then Defenders, and then Iron Fist. Really? I might. I think they're introducing Iron Fist in... Or they're introducing Iron Fist in Luke Cage. Yeah, kind of like how Jessica Jones introduced. Yeah, but I'm hearing conflicting things. I'm I I have heard that 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 the Iron Fist series might come after Defenders. Okay, Hmm. interesting. Yeah, I was just kind of out of the loop on what the timeline was on these series. Yeah, so we're not going to get a Daredevil season three before Defenders. I don't believe so. Okay, or a Jessica Jones season two. uh, Daredevil season. I mean, Daredevil season three. I mean, we got the first season in April of last year, mm-hmm. and then this second season. I, I don't see us getting Daredevil season three at least until next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like if it goes as planned, the Defenders might be in the slot for for Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. They could. I mean, they could do three se- series in a year, though. Yeah, they could be like, okay, here. Well, Defenders will hit. We'll do that first, and our summer event is Daredevil. Mm-hmm. So, and then like coming up in the fall, then you'll get whatever series comes after that. Okay, but I don't know, and we're still getting Jessica. It's it's very confusing. It's super confusing because we're gonna get a Jessica Jones series season two before Defenders. No, I don't think okay. so. Okay. That, that's the thing. It's like I don't yeah. know the timeline. Hmm. That's why it's confusing. It it's is like, super confusing. You've got all these other, and then. Put Punisher on top of all this. True. Yeah. Yeah. Will Punisher be in the Defender series? Do you think? I don't think so. No. <clears throat> I think it, I'm. I'm a bit concerned. I did like him in Daredevil, but I'm concerned about him as a solo character in an entire series. I think he works well with Daredevil. I think he works well with other characters as kind of a background guy. But I don't. I don't know if I necessarily need a whole movie or a series of him. You know, just killing people. I don't know. I, don't I agree know. with Jay 100% here. How are they going to work that? I'm not entirely... I've seen most people just flipping the fuck out about this. Oh, news. I know. Me too. But I don't know. The Punisher, to me, works best as an auxiliary character, too. Yeah. I didn't even really care for him all that much in Daredevil Season 2, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. 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 So... Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of John Bernthal, except for, like, the, the grave scene was amazing mm-hmm. yeah that, that was good yeah and like you know some of the stuff at the the carousel was awesome yeah i thought the him having matt murdoch tied up on the roof scene in episode three was the best stuff mm. he had some good dialogue yeah. great great with him but his yeah i don't see him being by himself I'm in the minor- I, I think i'm in the minority here like i wasn't like the biggest fan of john bernthal's punisher mm-hmm. but i'm in the minority i know a lot of people love it and are 100 behind this and but yeah, like I agree with you too. Like him carrying a series, I'm not really. I mean, we'll watch it. 
Yeah. Of course we'll watch it. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm not like itching for that series on the flip side. So. No, yeah. no, me neither. Um, Low taste it. Who's the villain going to be? Jigsaw. Got to be Jigsaw, right? Yeah. I don't know who else they would introduce as even an aux- auxiliary bad guy. Yeah, but it's where do you do you have a second season? Where do you go from there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Do they keep Jigsaw around? I mean, I, I, I was hoping with Jessica Jones they would keep Purple Man around, and they yeah. didn't. I think we'll get a microchip introduction in Punisher series. I one. do, I do, because like I think they're really going to want to uh, amp up like the weapons, different weapons True. that he uses. So I think we will. True. That's a fun character. Yeah, I almost like that character more than the Punisher. I hope it'll humanize him a little bit more too. Yeah. That would help. That would help his character out. And the, and the villain's going to mean, you know, you can't keep using Kingpin in this thing. You yeah. Know? I mean, you could bring him up, but there's got to be. And I don't want to see some generic gang that he's going after either. Yeah. So You think Kingpin, Kingpin will be the main villain of the Defenders? Mm. I have this weird feeling that that's what we're leading up to. Mm. If yeah, I mean, if Daredevil can't get to him. If, well, Kingpin has shown up again in season two. Uh, I'm trying. I was kind of trying to think of like a common thread of like a villain that was going to show up in all the series, and I'm not seeing that because we didn't get anything from Kingpin out of like Jessica Jones. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It very well could be. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to want to go with their most popular villain, you would think. And uh, right now, that's D'Onofrio. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So <laughs> uh, let's guys, let's move on to some Star Wars news for this. Did you guys talk about the Nathan Fillion stuff last week? No, we didn't. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I toss it. <laughs> Nathan Fillion is Wonder Man? Yeah, I love I, Wonder Man. I hate Nathan Fillion. I don't think it's going to be that big of a role. I hope not. Well, I mean, look, look, I think it's, I can't, I think, I think it's like Sam Raimi, give, get, Sam Raimi's cameos with Bruce Campbell in the Spider-Man movies. Okay. I think that's what this is. A, a second Nathan Fillion cameo. It sucks that they're, they're wasting such a great Marvel character with that part, though. I don't think it'll have any ties to Baron Zemo, anything like that. Yeah. Because, you know, Baron Zemo created Wonder Man. And yes. Even though Baron Zemo's in Civil War, I don't think it has anything, to, no connection there. I don't. <laughs> I agree. But especially with them showing up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. So. I agree. I just think it'll, I honestly just think it'll be a cameo. I don't think that we're going to get like a larger story between Wonder Man, the witch, uh, Scarlet Witch, and Vision or anything like that. And you don't think like Wonder Man is becoming part of the Guardians of the Galaxy? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. I'm just no. throwing this kind of shit yeah. out there. I've seen a lot of people speculating that. No, I don't. I don't. I think this is just another cameo appearance with Nathan Fillion and it's just a kind of like a fun little thing that James Gunn will do in his Guardians movies. Yeah. Just a nice nod to a character you can't really use. Well, and well. him just using his buddy. Yeah. yeah. His buddy Nathan Fillion. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you're right. All right guys, moving on to um but I, but I do think that Vision's going to die. Mm. Or be depowered. I think that I think that that in order for the gauntlet to be at 100% capacity, mm-hmm. Thanos has got to rip that gem out of his fucking forehead. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've said it before. It's mm-hmm. got to happen. Maybe Vision will just be attached to the gauntlet the whole time. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> great special effect. <laughs> the imagery is really great there. <laughs> Josh Brolin just whipping that guy around. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to move on to Star Wars news. What's a Misa saying? You're supposed to be here with me, listening to Pop Culture Leftovers Podcast. That's not true. That's impossible! 
All right, guys. Earlier, we talked about James Wan possibly leaving Aquaman. Mm -hmm. The rumor is that James Wan might be leaving Aquaman to direct a Rogue One prequel called Rogue One. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in. Tupperware. Yes. <laughs> it's so meta. <laughs> He's the director and his it's name is the title. Spelled Rogue W A N Rogue One. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, that's a speculation. Looking, <laughs> looking forward to Rogue One. Uh, anyway, real Star Wars news this week, guys. Mads Mikkelsen, who is starring in Rogue One, uh, recently was asked by a reporter what it was like to be approached by Disney to do a Star Wars film, and he basically told us a lot about his character. Here's his response. Mm, a little scared. I mean, I wasn't really sure whether I was wearing a Stormtrooper outfit or anything like that at that point, and I wasn't sure I could fit into that. I read the script. It was very beautiful, and Felicity is playing this lovely, young, strong woman, and I play her father. Mm. Wow. And that was too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what he said. He gave it away, man. The cat is out of the bag. You're fired. Number well, number one. I mean, this guy had already kind of like written down his character's name on a on an autograph that right. he gave somebody at a convention. What's what is his name? What was that character's name? I don't remember the name. But yeah, that was a big James Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name, of the, but he did write it down. Uh, and then, uh, now again, he's kind of slipped up and he is going to be playing the father of Jen Erso. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, they're gonna, they're gonna fucking find him a shit ton of credits for that. <laughs> the thing, the thing is, like, we've heard the rumor that, like, her father, and I don't know if it's true, that her father did work for the Empire. And that's why they recruit her, because she knows a lot about the Empire because of her father. Mm-hmm. It's hard not imagining Mads Mickelson, is that how you say it? Mads Mickelson. Not playing a shifty character. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't buy it. Well, yeah. He's, he's not playing a 100% wholesome character. Well, he's played Hannibal, and he's also played a Bond villain. I think yeah. you're on the right track there, sure. Sherlock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying. I know, I yeah. know, I know. It's like it's pretty obvious. Yeah. So I, I think what you're saying is correct. That, that that the rumors to him being involved in the Empire yes. are very likely. Very, very much likely. Makes for another interesting story with with the main character being connected to somebody in in the Empire and kind of showing maybe how she gets into the Empire. You know, infiltrates it. You know, that'll be interesting to see, you know, her kind of play against her dad in this and, you know, more of the family element that they always have. Yeah, but what kind of role is he going to play in this? Is he still, like, heavily involved with the Empire? Is that going to be is that going to be part of the story? I don't know. I, I feel like he might. And maybe that's why that, she is rebelling. Yeah, that she's actually rebelling against her father and the Empire. Yeah. Hmm. So she's gone rogue not only from the Empire but from her family. Oh man, instead of calling this like Rogue One, a Star Wars story, it should be called Rogue One. Fuck you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. It's all about fucking Dad. You ain't over. the boss of me, a Star Wars story. You don't know you me. You don't know me, a Star Wars story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know what we've been putting off the last two weeks? Oh, God. You didn't do emails last week? No. <laughs> you fuckers. I, I'm sorry, dude. That's why I took the week off. <laughs> I begged people not to send them this week, and you know what they did? They still fucking sent. They them. doubled down. Yeah, Are we done with Star Wars news already? We're done. I, there was not a lot that came out this <sighs> week. Fucking emails. Right. Let's get them. Let's get them done. Let's do it. I'm I'm being very fucking short with these people. 
Not that. Oh, one. Christ. It's already bad enough. We're just shoehorning this in. Oh, crap. Motherfucker. Crap, motherfucker. Pop culture leftovers. Knocked out again. Son of a bitch. There we go. Oh, nice. Fucking asshole. Fix it the old fashioned way. Like Fonzie. I just Give hit it. Give it a smack. Yeah. Hey. All right. Oh, fix the oh. TV. Why do I sound like, yeah. Why is Fonzie Andrew Dice Clay now? <laughs> that happens a lot. Oh. Hey. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, hickory dickory duck. Uh, this mic can suck my guts. <laughs> Findeets Creek. I've been holding off on this fucking email. Hey, Leftovers. Someone last week brought up some anime recommendations, so I thought I would add some uh, that I love. Uh, as he said, uh, Death Note is a Tupperware. Uh, it's an intricate plot, cast of characters, and great twists make it incredible. Um, I can't, you know, it's hard to take Finn seriously sometimes. Death Note's good. Nah, hold on, hold on. Just let me, let me, let me spit this out here. Like, you know, it's hard to take him serious sometimes. It's the same guy that fucking, he liked Fantastic Four. True. Mm. Finn, Finn, upon first viewing, loved Transformers Age, uh, Transformers uh, Age of Extinction. Oh. Like, here I am, he's telling me about a fucking anime. I'm supposed to fucking, like, take his advice? (laughs) Yeah. Finn, if you want, seriously, you gotta think about what you say sometimes. When you want people to take you seriously, <laughs> you start fucking, you know, just going willy nilly with fucking like ratings and loving fucking movies like Fantastic Four and Age Age of Extinction. Yeah, You're just going all willy nilly, just saying you like shit, man. People aren't going to take you seriously, Chief. Yeah, and then when you're trying to tell people to watch like real quality shit like Death Note, yeah, they're like, eh, maybe yeah. I won't watch that now. Yeah, like I won't even watch this anime version. Hell, I won't even watch the fucking Charles Bronson Death Note movie <laughs> at this point. Mm, that's a shame. I know. Anyway, he says, uh, I also recommend Future Diary, Attack on Titan, and Hunter x Hunter. Uh, I think that Future Diary will be the most up your alley. It's only around 13 episodes and is captivating all the way through. (laughs) You also need to get caught up on Sword Art Online Season 2. The first half of Season 2 is a Tupperware, while the second is a Taste It. Uh, Jake has very good taste when it comes to anime. Uh, been recommending. He's kissing your ass there, Jake. Yeah. I was thinking of an insult for him, too, so now I feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always thinking of an insult for Finn, even when I'm not reading his emails. I was thinking- like, if I got, like, a spare moment at home, I don't care. Like, if I'm fucking, like, eating crackers on my couch, I'm thinking, like, what can I say to fucking ruin Finn's day? What, what can I say to fucking make this 16-year-old kid cry like a bitch? I was thinking, dear future diary, I hope in the future there's no more Finn emails. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Tupperware that, my friend. <laughs> now I feel like a dick. He says, been recommending the podcast to a friend, and he really likes it. <laughs> hope, hope he's listening. His favorite part is when he rips on Finn, probably, so uh, we're cool. He says, the podcast gets worse and worse every single episode, <laughs> and I couldn't ask for anything more. Uh, your loyal, scrawny, throwable, last-minute emailing listener, Finn. Yeah, yeah there you go. <sighs> <laughs> One down. How many? How many more to go? A hundred. Oh, Next no. <laughs> Where's this Ant Man bag? Are you gonna puke in it? I'm gonna suffocate myself. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't fit over the headphones. I can't take the headphones off to suffocate myself. Jake is gonna. See you later, Jake. <laughs> 
been good knowing you, buddy. <laughs> Next email comes from Wayne Brunius. Oh, this guy. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the late email. I just got home from my second viewing of Orphan Fight. and uh, What? Yeah, Orphan Fight, Batman v Superman. Oh, <laughs> and uh, Trek to a closed Chick Fil A. You must have went on, must have went on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I have to say that even though I knew everything that was going to happen, in the, uh, and I have to say that even though I knew everything that was going to happen in this movie, I still cried when Superman died. Uh, I what think, a puss! I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know anyone that cried. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't admit that, man. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start sending Wayne some dick pics because apparently he's got a big fucking pussy in between his legs. Dear future diary, <laughs> Wayne Brunius is a big puss. <laughs> All right, I think I love this movie even more after the second viewing, and even though uh, I get where some of the critics are coming from in regards to this story, uh, well, I just wanted to update you on my boring life. Now I'm off to watch the episodes of Lucifer that I'm behind on. I love it how he just tells us, like, little bullshit stuff in his day. day I went to, to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. They were close. They were close. I went to fucking Chick-fil-A. They were fucking close. No waffle fries for me. Can you I, believe it? Yeah. There's a shelf in my bedroom, and it's kind of loose. And so, like, <laughs> I've got to go, and i got to get that. What's that, Gorilla Glue? i got to get that, and i got to, like, dude, this guy is, like, giving us, like, his fucking chore list and shit. <laughs> Glad we could be an outlet for that. Wayne, I'm betting you're single, man. Yeah. Join the club. Yeah. I like to bet, but I'm not taking that one. Uh, he says, P.S. Jake sucks for hating on Zack Snyder. Uh, just suck it up. There's a, there's still at least two more DC movies from Snyder coming up. Oh, I'm, I'm willing to acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> I acknowledge their presence. Yeah, I acknowledge Are you acknowledging that you suck? No, I'm ex- acknowledging that there's two more Zack yeah. Snyder movies coming, possibly. Next email comes from Buddy Thomas. Hey, Buddy. Is it, is is his name Buddy Thomas, or is he like he's our, he's our Buddy? He's Thomas. our Buddy Thomas. Hey, it's Buddy Thomas. So it's Buddy Thomas. He says, "What's up, penis wrinkles?" <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's aggressive. This guy. It's aggressive, dude. You know nothing about my penis. <laughs> You don't know my fucking penis, no, dude. Bra. No, dude. I've been <laughs> I've been getting Botox injections, uh, Botox injections oh. into your penis, into my penis, oh. and it is like smooth, <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. I have to try that. Ten there, years younger. There's <laughs> like it, like the shaft. It looks like I don't know, man. It's like it's like a like a like it's smooth like a straw or <laughs> like <laughs> smooth like a straw. You know, like a straw. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Like a smooth tube. It's a bit like a very smooth tube. Yeah, there you like a go. brand new pipe. If you can picture that, you know. Uh, I stumbled upon this show looking for good info on Star Wars, uh, and you guys were perfect. Almost 15 hours of random talk about The Force Awakens. Now I subscribe and listen all the time. Some random info on Batman v Superman. I read that Adam Driver got offered the Lex Luthor role, but turned it down for Kylo. I couldn't imagine that, but seriously. Hmm, I never heard that. Is he being serious? I never heard that either. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. No, we heard the Adam Driver for Nightwing rumor. Yeah, that's I never heard I mean. the Adam Driver for Lex Luth- Lex rumor. Oh, I saw, I saw stuff on that, yeah. Wow. That's it's an fucking, odd choice. Is I Buddy was, saying that he's surprised he turned that down? He says, I read that Adam Driver got offered the Lex Luthor role, but he turned it down for Kylo. I couldn't imagine that. 
But well, seriously. Wow, you can't, I, you can't imagine that. I'm glad he did. Yeah. <laughs> I would never fucking... He was probably like, who's making this movie? And they were like, Zack Snyder. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do the Kylo thing. (laughs) 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 How the fuck do you not get Cranston for that role? Oh, he says, but seriously, how the fuck do you not get Cranston for that role? Bad punctuation, buddy. Uh, Did Zack not watch Breaking Bad? Enough on that topic and movie. You know, honestly, it's like I never watched fucking Breaking Bad. but um, And I was never like, oh, God, they got to get Cranston. I had like a couple other guys in mind. But like after what we saw with Jesse Eisenberg, Cranston, I don't – he would be a welcoming – Yeah. I would welcome that any day. I don't know. No one can shove a Jolly Rancher into someone's mouth. Like, fuck. That was fucking the dumbest thing I've ever seen, dude. Like my favorite scene in a movie. <laughs> Put this in your mouth. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Uh, see here. Enough on that topic in movie. I can't wait for Civil War. I'd pay uh, over $100 to watch it tonight. Like I just like that random fact. Okay. <laughs> How much would you pay to see Civil War tonight? <laughs> nah, oh shit, man. I can wait a week. I can wait. Yeah. I'm already spending like 18 bucks to see this thing. Jeez. In IMAX. Fucking IMAX 3D. I guess I'll be spending that much money too. Well, I did mine on Fandango and they charge you that bullfucking shit. Oh, why do they? Yeah, why do you do that? Because I get to reserve my seats uh, from home. I don't have to drive 45 minutes away to the nearest IMAX for me. That's a good reason. And buy a ticket. I can just save that two dollars uh, that I was gonna, you know, spend on gas driving up there to, you know, get to. Because like I could at an AMC theater, you get to choose your seat that's right nice. there from yeah. the app. That's, like a, that. that's a good reason. And yeah. AMC goes through Fandango, huh? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Uh, let's see here. I don't see it. I don't see any way it's not a Tupperware after Winter Soldier. And I'll be excited to hear all of your thoughts on the movie as well. Thanks, guys, for filling my time, Private Buddy Thomas. Nice. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, bud. Thank you, BT. <laughs> PBT. This is I'm going to call him PBT. Private buddy Thomas, PBT. <laughs> Thank you, PBT. All right. Anyway. That email was okay. Was it? Low taste it. Mm. Better than the previous time. <laughs> That's saying a lot. <laughs> All right. We got, a, uh, we got a listener named Key. Key. Yeah. Oh, nice. He sends us an email. I've been listening to you guys for almost, uh, for about two years now. Oof. And really appreciate all of the great content and discussions the show brings every week. We got a name, a guy named Key. Hmm. Listening for two years, and I didn't even heard of this dude until yeah. like right Out of now. the woodwork. Yeah. Out of the woodwork. What dumb shit is he going to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He says, I'm a straight man, but if this show were a cock, I'd be tempted to touch it and perhaps even provide a gentle stroke or two. Uh-huh. That's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, your hand would be sliding right off my Botox. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, a, that's one fucking it's, smooth, slippery cock. It's hard to get a hold of, man. <laughs> you don't even need to spit on it. You're I, thought it was, I thought it was a great idea until I realized like the wrinkles are there to actually give you that kung fu grip. Yes, yes. <laughs> because, like... Everything serves a purpose. No, even like when I pee, dude, it's like all over the fucking place. Oh. I have to piss in the tub, man. That's terrible. That's yeah, terrible. like the whole tub is like my toilet. It's like a lot of unnecessary bathtub Exactly. Cleaning. It looks beautiful. Like it's a glorious looking cock. Like seriously. But the bathtub's another story. Like if fucking like the angel Gabriel came down from heaven and like dropped his fucking drawers, yeah. you'd see this dick. <laughs> But on the flip side, that fuck, he's got piss all over his goddamn wings. Yeah. Did the ends justify the means, though, is the question. It's, it's, it was a horrible decision. 
I wish I could go old school on my cock again. Does this shit wear off, man? I, don't ask me. I, I got to talk to my doctor. <laughs> I, don't, I did it in like a fucking alley, dude. I don't, oh, I don't no. even know if it was like legal. <laughs> Most alley surgeries are not. Jesus. I just thought, you know, I, he, I thought we were just like meeting at a convenient place for him. I thought he had like, he told me he was going on vacation to like, you know, the Bahamas and shit. And he's like, just meet me here right. down this alley. And he had his hand. He had his hand on my dick for a long time. He <laughs> <laughs> smoothed out the wrinkles. <laughs> just checking I don't, it. I don't even know if it was. I don't even know if it was Botox. <laughs> it, it just looked like a Vaseline jar yeah. that he ripped the label off of, <laughs> and he was just rubbing it on my cock. <laughs> and this went on for like an hour. Wow. <laughs> Jake, did I make a bad decision? <laughs> I gave this guy like five hundred bucks. Oh no! <laughs> what did I do? I like, like it's like hitting me right now. Like I think I just went into an alley and had a guy jack me off for like an hour. <laughs> you paid him. <laughs> I paid, I, did you I, actually? Did he actually finish the job? Did he finish the? No, did, no I didn't go there to come. <laughs> but did you? No. Oh, okay. Good. No. No, I just I went back there. Just I just wanted like a, a smooth. smooth dick. I wanted a smooth fucking like Botox cock. <laughs> wow, that's too bad. I, I I don't know what to say. So you should consult your friends next I time. I feel like no. I feel like I've been ripped off. I think you have. I'm gonna go back for a second session. <laughs> Get this all figured out. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm telling. I'm only paying three hundred this time, yeah, though, Jake. There you go. I'm, no, I'm not giving him five hundred bucks this time. You need to like take Jay with you or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to check this guy go, out. Go with a friend. <laughs> uh, get a second opinion. I'm interested. Yeah, Jay will go with you. <laughs> He's just two for one cock. Yeah, hey, hey. work for Brian. It's gonna work for me too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need the buddy system on this on this thing. All right, he says, uh, here we go. I, I'm a little older than you guys, but I've been watching anime for over 30 years, and I was happy to hear Jake share some recommendations lately. Since Brian has started checking out more anime, I wanted to share some of my favorites that I don't believe have been mentioned on the show yet. Oh, the anime brought him out of the woodwork after two years. Exactly. Uh, all of the uh, below are either streaming on Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon. Henner, uh, Hunter x Hunter. I, I heard it's like called Hunter Hunter or Hunter x Hunter. I don't yeah, know. We were talking about that the other yeah. week. Yeah, I've always called it Hunter x Hunter. He says this show is like crack. Don't let the long episode count deter you as it is definitely worth your time. Uh, it's about a badass named Gone who is on a dangerous quest to obtain a hunter's license and find his father. Yeah, it's like Pokemon, but like badass. Hmm. Not like all chintzy stupid. Right. Agent. Uh, Luther Shaver actually recommended this one too. Oh, really? Agent. A J I N. Agent. Oh, fuck Luther. <laughs> Bad- <laughs> he says it's a badass show about the immortals. About immortals. Hmm. Uh, Tokyo Magnitude 8.0. Uh, about two kids trying to get home after a devastating earthquake hits Tokyo. This one made me cry thug tears. <laughs> Claymore. Uh, Claymore. Uh, about a guy who goes into a back alley and gets jacked off. <laughs> <laughs> well, this sounds familiar. It does. <laughs> he paid $500 for it. $500. <laughs> 
thought he was going to get a smooth cock. <laughs> totally innocent reasons. Well, you said you got the smooth cock. No, it's, dude, I do. I, it's a smooth cock. Yeah. It, like, it's, I, I feel like, like, when I'm, when I'm trying to, like, piss or, like, jack off or anything, it's like I'm trying to, like, like, grab it like, a, like an oiled up pig. <laughs> it's like, it's like all over the place. I feel, it's, no, it's a workout. It's a workout. Like, I have, like, really strong forearms now <laughs> just from trying to urinate, try to get a hold of this thing. Oh, no. Wow, I'm not watching Claymore. Uh, Clay- <laughs> Claymore is about female warriors fighting shape-shifting creatures. A fun watch with lots of gore. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Gantz. Uh, this one is batshit crazy. Uh, about a guy who gets jacked off in an alleyway. <laughs> no, he says that's a popular anime. <laughs> Actually, the next three of them have to do with this. Uh, he says it's about a guy who gets forced to hunt down aliens. Very violent, and the design of the aliens is very unique and memorable. Hmm. Um, if you want your five hundred dollars back, you must hunt down these aliens. <laughs> yes. Sounds good to me. Uh, two more that are not streaming but are definitely worth seeking out are Devil Man. Uh, I watch this every year. Some of the best and goriest fight scenes I've ever seen. And Berserk, not the three movies that recently came out that I believe are streaming, but the 1997 series. Uh, great story about a mercenary, about mercenary groups, violent rise and fall with some supernatural elements. Uh, thanks again for all the great work. Key. 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 Nice. nice to hear from a new listener. Yeah, yeah it is. That it we is. don't totally hate yet. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, and Key, it's nice to hear from you, but it doesn't mean that we have to hear from you every week. Yes, yes, <laughs> lay down the rules. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. So, keep that in mind. Next email comes from Michael J. Borelli. Oh, We've this guy. Heard a lot from this guy. Hey guys, I have been loving the last few episodes. I'm sure you didn't like this one. <laughs> yeah. Time for all streaks must end. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the worst. Oh man. Hey, do you like hot garbage? <laughs> episode, this episode is terrible. It is. It's bad. <laughs> Just admit it. I'm I'm with you. I don't. I'm usually the guy that's like, no, Brian, it's not that bad. It's bad. This this one fucking. It's hot garbage. (laughs) This is bottom five. Um, (laughs) I have been loving the last few episodes. Like a good soldier, I followed orders and added the comic slobs to my subscription list. I have to say that I do like Ryan and the gang, even though Ryan. Oh man, plug in comic slobs. Uh, yeah, Borelli, you better send them an email and tell them why you like the leftover art. <laughs> Next email. Plug in those guys. Jeez, we hear it every week. <laughs> I have to say that I do like Ryan and the gang, even though Ryan has a horribly misguided view of Age of Ultron. Mm. I am bummed they don't agree with him. It was a shit movie. Oh, I, well, yeah, what was Ryan's opinion on that? He hates it. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I am bummed they never talk about Valiant Comics, though. Uh, I actually like him better on Pop Culture Leftovers than on Comic Slots. Ooh. Burn. <laughs> Hopefully he continues to be a regular guest. Uh, I am only a few episodes into Daredevil Season 2, and I have developed a serious man crush on John Bernthal. Uh, that staircase fight scene, Jesus, it was like old boy on crack, not the shitty Spike Lee one. They continue to do insanely long take fight scenes that are just exhausting. Um, there's way too much good TV now. Trying to catch up on Shit's Creek. 
Rick and Morty, Bates Motel, and other shit. There's just not enough time. Yeah, way too much good TV. Watch The Night Manager then. <laughs> <laughs> Put a stop to that. <laughs> you'll, you'll never want to watch TV again. <laughs> you might even throw yours out the window. Oh, man. Oh, man. Actually, I think this is The Night Manager of podcasts. No, this episode. It's not that bad. This episode is The Night Manager of podcasts. Yeah, we don't even have Tom Hiddleston to, like, at least go, what? Bail us out. At least Tom Hiddleston. Good. Just talking that British voice, Tom. Yeah. Bail us out here. Sing your night manager song. Right. You've got to be a hardcore pop culture leftovers fan to listen to this episode all the way through. Agreed. You've got to be fucking hardcore. Yeah. This, this, these, this email is, this is the best part, though. The emails? Yeah, this so, episode? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Shit's Creek, man. That was a show that I recommended. I wonder if you started watching it because of me. You think? Do you think? I never heard about it until you mentioned it, so I don't know. Yes. The Eugene Levy show? Yes. Yeah. I'm wonder, sure he did. That'd be that'd be cool. Let me know. Uh, but n- really, none of that matters. I have my IMAX Civil War tickets already bought, and I can't wait to hear you all talking about it. Keep them long and full of passion. Talking to you, Jay. Oof, we failed this one. <laughs> yeah. This episode fucking sucks. <laughs> There's no passion. <laughs> I don't know. I think this... This fucking like I wasn't excited about this episode anyway. This always happens on, right before a big movie. Yes, yes, that's what I was going to say. That episode before episode before Star Wars, episode before Civil War. It's a, it's a hard. One. It's like ugh. we're just looking to the future right now. Well, that and like there wasn't a lot of news that that really came out this week that like blew me away. Like oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about fucking Tomb Raider movie and shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Jay was kind of excited. (laughs) Don't get me started. Jay's excited about ruining a promising actress's career. I just wanted to go down flaming, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't wait for her to have the old sophomore slump. I'm going to celebrate it. Really excited for you, Alicia. Yeah. Oh, really excited for your career to tank. It was really nice when people liked you. Yeah, nice knowing you. Going going from the X Machina to Danish girl to to fucking Tomb Raider. Yeah. Here you go, crash and burn. Mm. <laughs> Next email comes from Jacob Harmon. Oh, this guy. Hey guys, it's been a bit since I've written in. Aside from my drunk tweets. I know I shouldn't drunk tweet you guys, but it's either you or my ex, and I like you guys better. <laughs> we have been getting some drunk tweets from Harmon lately. Yes, it happens. It does happen. Um, my thoughts on Batman v Superman. I didn't waste my money on a ticket and watched 89 Batman instead. Tupperware. There's always talk about the comic book movie bubble bursting, and for me, I think it's burst. Aside from some Marvel movies, namely Civil War and Guardians 2, I'm not too excited for the movies coming out. Although X-Men Apocalypse will probably be dope since it's set in the 80s, a.k.a. the best decade ever. <laughs> Suicide. Does Harmon even remember the 80s? Was he even... <laughs> yeah. were you, like, what year were you born in? You don't even remember the 80s, dude. <laughs> Fucking poser. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping on the 80s bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad looks lame as hell. Uh, uh, wow. Yeah, I know. You're fucking out of your mind, Chief. Yeah. Uh, the look of the Joker makes me sad inside. Uh, can't say that I was happy with it, but I'm willing to see what happens in that movie. Yes. Mm, yeah. So, uh, last week you talked about movie moments that made you cry. Uh, there's only one for me. And I'm surprised none of you mentioned it. When, oh, 
when our tax is sinking into the swamps of sadness in the never-ending story, uh, that shit still gets me. Um, I don't know, man. I've not seen that movie in a long-ass time. Oh, it's sad, dude. You're just like seriously just like watching this beautiful white horse sink into quicksand. Mm. It, it is sad. Mm. It is sad. Have to watch that again. Mm. Never-ending story? It's a great movie. Come on. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The second one's terrible, though. We're not talking about the second one. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those things where, like, the, it, the second one made me not like the first one. Was it, was it the second one? Was that Jonathan Brandis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did one, the second or third one. I think it was the second. And he ended up killing himself. Yeah. Jonathan. that movie. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, he, he dived in with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Let the rock biter eat him. <laughs> <laughs> Dive in with the horse. <laughs> Wait for me. <laughs> he, got, he got that same five hundred dollar dick surgery, but his went horribly wrong. <laughs> Made him sink faster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, most importantly, this year's uh, record store day has some awesome pop culture vinyl releases, soundtracks to John Wick, Joy, How to Train Your Dragon. I tried to train my dragon. <laughs> Told you about that. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Night, the guest, most, but most importantly, Nosferatu. Hmm. I love the uh, Judgment Night soundtrack. That's a goodie. Is, is that the Emilio Estevez movie? Yeah. Judgment Night. The soundtrack's great, though, because it's, like, um, it's like every song is like a rock band and a rap band, like combining on a song and everything so you got like sonic youth and like cypress hill doing a mm. song together and I, i'm thinking of the right movie jeremy piven yeah yeah correct okay. yeah it's got a great soundtrack yeah i love that movie it's a good movie it's a great movie i'm gonna look that shit up on spotify right now <laughs> uh he says uh congrats on breaking the top 10 on itunes that's really awesome and i'm proud of you guys much love from Harmon. Thanks, nice. Harmon. Thank yeah. you, Jacob Harmon. Thanks, Harmon. Talk to you next month. He always asks us our thoughts on Power Rangers stuff. And I it's like, don't I thoughts. don't have any thoughts, man. No. I'm sorry. I'm just not, I don't care. Not We're my not, bag. We're not as passionate about I, you could ask me. You could ask me about Rescue Rangers before asking me about Power Rangers, and I could give you thoughts, man. Yeah. I just don't have any thoughts on Power Rangers. That shit was like, I was just too old when that stuff came out. Yeah, for us it was Voltron. I mean, that was the closest, oh, yeah. closest thing we had to that. Yeah. So that was just kind of like, I already saw Voltron. Oh, uh, yeah, Slayer and Ice-T together. That's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get through these emails, Jake? <laughs> yeah, I guess. You can look at that later. Let me okay. save this to my Spotify. Thank you. Uh, next email comes from Ryan Feely. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I was wondering how you might weigh in on this issue. I am conflicted. I'm thinking about having Botox injected <laughs> into my... Don't do it! <laughs> it's a guy in a back alley. Yeah. No. Uh, I am conflicted. Does Hollywood need to rethink how they release trailers to the world in the future? On one hand, as a customer, I don't want to see the whole plot laid out in a trailer for an upcoming movie, i.e. Batman v Superman. On the other hand, I can see the value in getting the public fired up about seeing your movie by showing all the money shots. I wish for once one of these mega blockbusters would release a trailer that states, we aren't showing any clips for this movie. (laughs) 
I mean, that's that's never going to change. Like an yeah. old crotchety man. Can, can you imagine the anticipation and excitement that would be created if a movie like Star Wars Episode Eight were to make it to the release week with almost no leaked footage? I think that would be so much more intriguing. We would all be on the edge of our seats wondering what we were going to see. And it would probably create more ticket sales because you would go back two and three times to see what you might have missed. Yeah, because no one saw Star Wars three times. (laughs) Think about it. Opening night to a huge Marvel DC Star Wars flick, and you have no clue what you're about to see. Uh, obviously, this would only work for big blockbusters. The smaller movie should still stick to the standard model. Uh, he's got a PS here, but we'll tackle this wonderful question first. Yeah, he's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Eight. We aren't showing any clips for this movie. <laughs> I mean, oh. I think Star Wars does a pretty good job of it. I, I think, like, they don't really ever show you a clip that's well, that, longer than like 1.5 seconds. Let's, let's move on to Marvel and DC. Yeah, well, DC definitely needs to fix their model. Well, okay, DC, here we go, Justice League, and then we aren't showing any clips for this movie. Yeah, how about we aren't showing any Act 3 clips for this movie? Mm-hmm. Well, is the model they should They don't even to. need to actually say that in the trailer. <laughs> I, 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 they could say it at the end. None of these I, clips were Act 3 clips. I think that's stupid, too. I do, too. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I just think that, like, no, I, I think, like, if if I was watching a trailer, like, oh, you're just your average, just to spend money, spend money for fucking, like, airspace on a, on a, on a channel just to tell people you're not showing any clips It's fucking dumb, number one. Mm-hmm. You need to let people know that the movie's coming out, and the only reason, the only way people are going to get excited to see a movie is if they do see clips. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I'm going to Justice League. You're going to Justice League, and you're going to Justice League. We're all going to go see Justice League. But you know what? Uh, Fucking uh, Mr. Jackwagon that lives next door. He might not go see Justice League until he sees a clip of the movie. That's true. That's true. But I do think with like Batman v Superman as the example that it, it, every Johnny who gives a fuck was going to see Batman v Superman, and we did not need to see like all the Doomsday shit. No, 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 no. I I agree with that. I don't think we should have seen any of the Doomsday stuff. Yeah. But I also don't want to see a fucking trailer no. for Batman v Superman where it says. We aren't showing any clips. I completely agree. For this, movie. this guy's way too extreme. Very extreme. But there do there does need to be kind of a middle ground, I think, in between the it's just gonna tell you we're not showing you any clips and we're just gonna show you fucking every fucking act. Well sure. Movie. Yeah. So if I, you're that worried about it, don't watch any trailers anymore. Yeah, because that's real easy to do, Jay. Yeah, just well, just don't. You don't have to click on that button to watch the trailer. Because when when you go see a movie every week, well, if he's seen a movie, if every you week, no, it's it's very easy to avoid trailers. Even if you go to the theater, show up ten minutes late, and if something does pop up on the screen. Just step out for a second. Yeah, but I don't have an AMC Fandango, so I show up late <laughs> for an IMAX movie. I'm sitting in the fucking aisle seat with the fucking crooked 3D vision. You can, you know what, if you pop your headphones in, listen to something in the meantime, put your head down in your lap and s- stroke your fucking Botox guy. <laughs> I'm not spending $500 just so I can not see trailers. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, like, there, like there are people that avoid the trailers, yeah. but like for me and you, like, yeah, going to the theater as much as we do, it's virtually impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? I don't want to avoid him anyway. Just show me. You know, I guess. Yeah. Well, I just think that yeah, he's an extreme case. I'm not saying a normal person should do that, but if you're that extreme about it and it's bugging you that much that what you're seeing is too much, then just don't watch the trailer. <laughs> I, I, I think Marvel has had a problem with it in the past. I don't think with Civil War they've had a problem with it, but I think mm-hmm. like I think Marvel had a huge problem with it with Age of Ultron. I felt like we watched most of that Hulkbuster fight in the trailers. I agree with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I expected that fight to be like fucking 15 minutes long with how much footage we'd seen in the trailer yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i agree with that uh p.s movie that always makes me cry is armageddon when bruce willis stays behind gets me every time <laughs> <laughs> uh, cue the aerosmith music get this guy crying <laughs> don't want to close my eyes i don't want to fall asleep okay thanks <laughs> i miss you babe and I don't. Okay, thanks for the work you do every week to bring us our fix of pop culture leftovers. Ryan Feely. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. Why, why, why'd you go there? I'm very jaded. What did he do? He, he sent an email. He sent an email. Okay, fair enough. It was a dumb, like, a trailer should just say we're not going to show you any footage. I know, it's ridiculous. What do you guys think about that idea? <laughs> yeah, I think it's idiotic. <laughs> and then we spent like 10 minutes talking about that pile of dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could spite you. Next email comes from uh, Scott Hustis. Um <laughs> love the podcast, but not as much as I love that hot Japanese actress on Waka Kazaki. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Rina Takeda is her name. Mm. Uh, for your information, she's also a black belt in karate. Pshoo. Oh, damn. That's hot. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. It's just a, added to that. It's a great email. That, already, <laughs> that was the best. That was the best email so far. Excellent. Excellent. See, listeners, that's all you have to fucking do. <laughs> you don't have to fucking drone on. Like this next email from Adam Feely. Oh, Christ. Adam Feely says, hey, Leftovers, my name is Adam Feely. I got that when I... When you you open the email. When I open the email. I first started listening to the podcast around your Guardians of the Galaxy episode, and I have been coming back every week since. You guys were my first podcast and never failed to keep me entertained, except for episode 136. (laughs) (laughs) When you're listening to you don't listen heads up <laughs> this one's awful you guys are my first podcast and never fail to keep me entertained and well informed on the goings on in the pop culture world i got the urge to finally email you guys after i heard you start reviewing anime and i have a suggestion from my personal favorites that i think you can enjoy if you haven't already seen it you know what i think a lot of people have been coming out of the woodwork <laughs> with this anime stuff yeah i'm done with anime <laughs> No I'm, not, I'm done. I'm done watching anime. I'm out too. Because like everybody's got like now everybody's got their own like fucking anime email. <laughs> I think I opened up a. You know what I mean? Yeah. I opened up a fucking Pandora's box that I can't shut now. <laughs> but goddamn, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Look, I made Kirby's mouth fall off. Ah, oh, Jake. <laughs> Did you rub it off? Yeah. That's how cheap that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Anyway, sorry. The anime is blue, is called Blue Exorcist. Oh, uh, that's a goodie. Here's the synopsis. Saya, the realm of humans, and Gehenna, 
the realm of demons. Normally, these two dimensions would never intersect. I'm guessing they do. Oh, shit. Guys, I don't know. I don't know where he's going. Hey, I don't know where You're he's... You're full of shit. I don't know where he's going with this, but my money is, like, somehow in Blue Exorcist. Uh, it happens. They're going to intersect. You might be right. It happens. Hold on. Let me find out. <laughs> but the demons are now intruding on the material world. Oh! Shit. Holy fuck, dude. You called it. You fucking kicked me in the dick. <laughs> Damn, you just paid $500 for that dick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Slipped right off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kick-resistant. <laughs> Essentially, the main character, Rin, is raised by a pastor <laughs> along with his younger brother, Yukio. Uh, he is kind of an outcast and a screw-up, and nothing really works out for him until uh, his call to action when it is revealed that his pastor-slash-adopted father is an exorcist, and he is the son of Satan. That's not enough. <laughs> he gets Botox injected oh. into his cock. No. What? You've seen further than me. If that's not enough, he has a badass sword that engulfs his whole body in blue flames whenever he draws it. I found myself totally hooked after episode two. You can find it on Netflix and Crunchyroll. Thanks for reading my first email and keep up the nonsensical crap. Your loyal listener, Adam Feely. Again with the name drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blue Exorcist is great. Is it? Tupperware, for sure. It's really good. How many seasons? Really great animation. I believe there's three now so mm. far. I've read the first four volumes of the manga, actually, yeah. and only watched the first season of the uh, cartoon. But yeah, it's really good. I should check it out. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Dude, how many episodes? Have you watched any more Lost Village? No. Keep watching it, dude. I will, I will. Shit's fucking nuts, dude. I will. Has it gotten really R-rated yet? Not yet. Uh. Not yet, man. I'm like waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. But dude, it's fucking crazy. Uh, next email comes from our buddy Jake. Daniel Hapner. Oh, Hapner. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy. Very cool guy. Very cool guy, dude. We we met him at C2E2. Fantastic dude. Hey, guys. Just dropping a line to cover a, quick, a few quick things. First... I hope you all checked out the Godzilla Resurgence trailer that came out last week. Did you guys see this? No. no. It's uh, it's the new Toho Japanese Godzilla movie coming out this fall. I have seen it. Mm. Um, it's definitely, it's not like the American. Like, right. Oh, yeah. You said Toho. I already know what to expect. Yeah. it's Well, Toho was kind of involved in the American one, just mm-hmm. kind of like as consultants. But like this is like strictly like this is toho yeah and it, it definitely looks like that classic japanese you know godzilla movie yeah uh, the directors have done lots of work in both the anime and tokusatsu genres tokusatsu is stuff like godzilla power rangers power rangers ultraman etc mm-hmm. uh, i thought the song that plays over the length of the trailer instead of any dialogue is a bit haunting and i like the tone without knowing any of the plot the Godzilla, yeah, because we can't guess what Godzilla does in a movie. What's going on here? Hey, man, I get this, man. <laughs> I don't, why is what's he, he trying to do? people with his breath? What's up, uh, yeah, what's up with that, uh, with that <laughs> breath? It's almost like it's atomic, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Is he, is he stepping on people? <laughs> I'm not sure, man. Why are people running from him? I don't understand, man. <laughs> 
Man, crazy movie, man. Crazy mysteries. All right. The Godzilla design has been controversial, though. I personally like it as it makes him look like a victim of an atomic bomb rather than being empowered by it. Hmm. The scars and missing skin and gangly limbs is rather zombie looking, and it's a bold choice. Other quick things. Wow, he's just going through a whole fucking grocery list of bullshit this week, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Happner. Other, <laughs> other quick things. High taste Doctor Strange trailer. Uh, Toss Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 trailer. Uh, hashtag Team Crossbones for Civil War. Uh, want more Zemo, but no, we won't get it. Uh, Sword Art Online is still awesome. He started watching Sword Art Online because of us talking nice. about it. So that's awesome. I know man. he watches a lot of cartoons. Uh, Waka Kazaki is a Tupperware. He says, I actually have seen it before Brian talked about it. Oh, wow. What a freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a lot of the drama section on Crunchyroll. I, dude, I'm going to start watching more after I kill fucking Waka Kazaki. Yeah, let me know. Uh, anyway, I've gone on long enough. I'm down for Six Flags if I'm not working that day. Let me know and I can buy us all more drinks. Yes, I love this Hopner guy. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, leftovers. Lieutenant First Class Daniel Hopner. Yeah. So, yeah. Dude. I salute you, sir. <laughs> hey, Vin- hey, Vincent Jankowski might be joining us and we get Hopner there, dude. We'll, that's like that's like two members of the Army. <laughs> wow. <laughs> dub- double down from last year. It's I like know. two members. It's like two members, man. <laughs> Watch out for Vincent. He'll fucking like jackknife power bomb your ass and shit. I'm going to blow your fucking mind with this next fucking email. Oh, yeah. That's a high promise. New fuck. I don't know what the fuck is going on in this one. All right. It's from Masood Ali. Okay. Okay. And it fucking deals with nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's surprising. No, this is no. This is fucking crazy. All right. All right. This one came into comments at popcultureleftovers.com. This is not like my personal email. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Masood Ali says... Some of it's in caps and some of it's in lowercase. It's oh, all over the place. Wow. I am the one that don't weigh a ton, don't need a gun to respect up on the streets. <laughs> what? I'm, like, it. I'm liking this so far. So far, that's it, man. That's the whole email. That's fucking email, man. That's genius. That's the best email we've ever got. Thank you. Read it again. I am the one. Don't weigh a ton. Don't need a gun to get respect up on the streets. That's nice. That's nice. Nice. We share a lot in common with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's on topic. That's uh, my kind of people right yeah. there, man. Yeah. Me and, me and Masood Ali. I like that. Up yeah. on the streets, man. Yeah. Together. Yeah, in the back alley getting fucking... <laughs> get a Botox rubbed down on our cock. Getting that bow While on While you're man. crying gangsta tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the one. Don't weigh a ton. Don't need a gun to get respect up on the streets. That's a real fucking email I got this week, guys. That's... <laughs> That's all it said. It was sent from his iPhone. Awesome. So <laughs> apparently, yeah, Masood is fucking like I don't know what he's doing, but he's you know you know he's not on his PC. He's right. he's got you know he's got shit to do that day. Right. Yeah. Masood, he's the kind of guy. He's got he's got things going on. But he's not on the run. He's not on the run. Right. He don't weigh a ton, but he don't need a gun. See, that's the thing. He he. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break this down. Let's. Put, Actually, I think this guy's an idiot. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Let's 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 be honest with ourselves. This is no wilderness, John. This guy's a fucking moron. Yeah. (laughs) I miss miss wilderness, John. I hope I didn't piss wilderness, John. (laughs) Oh 
All right. Yeah. No, seriously, though, Masood, I I don't know what's wrong with you, but thank you for that email. I hope we get to hear some more. I hope you bust some more rhymes for us. Yeah, for sure. That was fun. You're not an idiot. (laughs) Keep them coming, Masood. I like emails that have nothing to do with anything we've (laughs) ever talked about or ever done on this show. Just random bullshit. You just thought you'd just like, hey, whatever. Fuck it. You know what? (laughs) I'm going to reach out to these guys. I'm going to reach out to these guys. He's like, who the fuck is Dr. Strange? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck is episode eight? Episode... What's a Wonder Woman? <laughs> I, I am the one. Don't weigh a ton. Don't need a gun. Yeah. To get respect up on the streets. Man. Building a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. That is sick. It, it makes our gangsters fuck news look like little bitch. Yeah, it does. It, really it makes our news look like a bitch. <laughs> you put things into perspective, Masood. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ali and Andre Garola sends us an email. Hey, I was listening to this last episode and you guys were talking about the Bill and Ted and the script and how you didn't want to go to how you didn't how you didn't want to go to a streaming service because the budget might not be there. Uh, well, as of recent, uh, as the last two film festivals, the Tribeca and the one before Netflix and Amazon, were the two highest bitters on the most of the movies there so netflix or amazon just might be what they need Hmm. that's kind of what we were saying i thought yeah we were we were pro bill and ted being on netflix yeah 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 if the budget's there then why not Hmm. yeah definitely on netflix Mm -hmm. yeah uh scott shooty uh evening did i read this one already old man shooty no, nope, I already read this one. I read this one. Um, yeah, I read it last week. Chris Ahola, um, the wife and I were arguing about who was a better actor, Henry Cavill or Stephen Amell. Uh, I say we let the leftovers decide. Oh, and Jake, thanks for getting me addicted to Big Brother Canada. Oh, no problem. I think Cass wins the whole thing. That is all for now. You don't know me, motherfucker. Chris Ahola. Who's a better actor, Henry Cavill or Stephen Amell? Amell. I'm going to say Cavill. I'm going to say Cavill. Yeah. yeah. The few things I've seen Cavill in, I still think he outshines Amel by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Amel in anything. You haven't? No. Okay. <laughs> and you're already and yet him. you're picking him. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. It's not surprising. He looks great in that Turtles trailer. <laughs> Casey Jones. He did a good job on the WWE last year. Jake is the one. He don't weigh a ton. Yep. <laughs> he don't need a gun. <laughs> I don't need a cavil. To get respect up on them streets. <laughs> <laughs> Special Kale. I wonder who, who I wonder who thought who on that one. Special Kale again, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna say Cavill. What, what, what did you say? I yeah. wonder. I wonder who. I wonder who was backing which horse between uh, Chris and the wife. Who gives a shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. not a big deal. I don't care. Don't even let us know, Chris. We don't care. <laughs> I want to know. Let me know I, on the side. I don't care. I don't want to know. <laughs> Special Kale. Hey, leftovers and company. So I just saw the news about the Jumanji remake featuring The Rock. What is it with The Rock getting all these remakes? Yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. It's like remake recipe. Get The Rock. Just throw The Rock in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the go-to guy. I grew up loving Jumanji. I'm also a big fan fan of Dwayne Johnson. Uh, That said, I tossed this news. I don't see the need for a reboot, and I don't know that I'm comfortable having The Rock step in to Robin Williams' comedically oversized shoes. 
Uh, it will probably be good enough with The Rock driving the action and comedy and the updated special effects. I'm just not excited about it. What do you guys think? I'm not excited either. I don't care. I don't care about Jumanji remake. I, the original was fine. Yeah, the original was fun too. I enjoyed it, but I don't need a new Jumanji, especially with The Rock. I am going to tell you that I am excited to watch Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart. That movie looks hilarious. I, I haven't seen anything about that. Yeah, I mean, it's coming out soon. Um, the trailer, the ex- the new extended trailer that came out looks mm. absolutely hilarious. I laughed out loud many times. It looks really funny. Um, as for like Jumanji, like yeah, I um, the first time I watched Jumanji, I actually had my girlfriend over at the house and I was actually probably just trying to put my hand down her panties that night and yeah. I didn't really pay attention to it all that much. <laughs> Did you roll double sixes? Huh? Double sixes. That means you're getting them in. Oh, my fingers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was trying hard. <laughs> I guarantee I tried really hard. Kept coming up snake eyes. <laughs> yeah. Watch the movie, Brian. Fuck the movie. <laughs> she really liked that movie, look, too. Look, there's elephants. Yeah. yeah. I learned after that, like, rent bullshit movies. Ugh. Yeah. That yeah, that way they're not... Because she really liked it. Because, like, the next week when we went out, she's like, do you want to watch Jumanji again? I'm like... Not that. Fuck, why did I introduce her to that fucking movie? (laughs) Just want to diddle your fucking bean. Jesus. (laughs) Try to get in your panties. Get a clue. (laughs) So anyway... I don't know. I, I, I enjoy Jumanji. I think it's a great movie. But it's like I I think that it's gotten to the point with like some of these movies, like everybody's like uh anything that Robin Williams was ever in, mm-hmm. I think people like are up in arms anytime anybody talks about remaking anything he was ever in. Yeah. And I think with like I can understand that with like a movie like let's say they wanted to remake like um Good Morning Vietnam. That's what I was trying to think of. Good morning Vietnam. That makes sense. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, well, let's come out with a new Mork series. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. But as far as, like, Jumanji... Yeah, Robin Williams wasn't really the cell there. It's a game. Yeah. The, 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 the cell is not Robin Williams himself. It's the actual game. Like, it's almost like, oh, let's not let John Favreau do Zathura that in the same style as Jumanji because mm. it's, it's just... You know what I'm talking about, yeah, like yeah. that sci-fi Jumanji game. Mm, yeah. But it, it, like for this, it's just like, okay, if I'm not excited about the casting of The Rock doing it in a Jumanji movie, but I don't think it's beholden to – I don't think Jumanji is beholden to Robin Williams. I agree. Does right. that make sense? I 100% agree. Yep. Like if they announced – like if they said like, oh, okay um, – Charlie Day is going to be in a Jumanji movie. I'm fine. I'd be like, okay, cool. The hook to Jumanji is the game, the game and what it does. Right. It's not like Robin Williams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It seems like a vehicle for multiple actors to take Agreed. a stab at. Agreed. Agreed. The hook is the game, not Robin Williams. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, and like a lot of people were upset about like the whole Aladdin thing with the genie and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I mean, before Robin Williams was... Mm-hmm. The genie, Aladdin existed. Yeah, we had a Dan Castanella Aladdin movie. Yeah, that's true. But even before that, I mean, the story of Aladdin existed before there was a character yeah. called Aladdin that had a lamp. And, you know, it's it's not – I don't think it's all beholden to, like, Robin Williams. I think, like like you said, Good Morning in Vietnam – Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, Mork, and I'm trying to think of some of the other roles that are just like, oh, that's just Robin Williams. Only he can do that role. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, he. But I'm not excited about it. No, yeah, not at all. Yeah, he added. He gave his own. He gave his own flavor, like you're saying. But it's not like, like I could see another actor taking the part of Popeye. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. I'm Even sure it, we will see that. Oh, that movie bombed. I don't know if the studio will ever want to make another Popeye movie that's not like a cartoon. Yeah, because they're doing like the CG version of Popeye. At least they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. But I don't know. Like that movie bombed so much, <laughs> and this and it cost a lot. Oh yeah, Popeye mm. cost a lot of money, and it really bombed. Um, let's see here uh james silva hey guys james silva here i'm a brand new listener you guys are my first and probably only podcast i'll listen to until i listen to episode 136 <laughs> wow that was a fucking shit storm mm. yeah i tend to agree <laughs> he says i heard about you from the instagram page beyond the comics not sure if one of you guys take care of that account but it's awesome no we don't but I do want to thank our buddy Basil Terabishi, who we've mentioned on the show before. That's his page. Cool. cool. And he plugs us, man. So thank you, Basil. Yeah, thanks, Basil. Fucking awesome. Uh, they have the name of your podcast on their description, and they mention you guys sometimes on their posts. My brother, best friend, and I decided to try you guys out, and I got to say, we are no longer podcast versions. Uh, <laughs> LOL, you guys are awesome. Funny, vulgar, down-to-earth geeks. Such an entertaining and hilarious podcast. Please don't ever change. Uh, the Leftover Army has just got three brand-new loyal listeners. Nice. That's awesome. It's a great email. Fucking, uh, and i got to thank Basil, man. He does that Beyond the Comics Instagram page. Um, and I actually just visited it the other day. And, I mean, this guy's got, like, over like 17,000 followers. On wow. Damn. Damn. He's killing it. Yeah, he is killing it. That's great. Yeah, nice to hear from new people. I mean, that's you don't hear a lot of that lately. Yeah, exactly. We hear from the same old fucktards yeah. we hear from every week. It's refreshing. It's refreshing to hear from new people. Yep. That I'd like, oh, here's Finn again. <laughs> we have a smoke. Let's have a smoke. Yeah, we'll take a break. <laughs> Greetings, Leftover Army. Pop Culture Leftovers is the people's podcast. They're always looking for new writers and YouTube reviewers to join the team because they themselves aren't talented enough to write them. In all honesty, they're not even sure Frank can read, but their listeners can. So send your reviews to popcultureleftovers at gmail.com, and if the leftovers like it, they'll contact you, and you could see your article featured on popcultureleftovers.com. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Leftover Army. You should follow the leftovers on Instagram at instagram.com slash popcultureleftovers. And on Tumblr at popcultureleftovers2.tumblr.com. If you get a few shots of vodka in you, it's almost as sexy as my voice. That's gangster. <sighs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Are we recording? I can't. I can't. <laughs> All right, guys. Next email comes from Jason Kanakis. We don't have another Finn one. That was a joke. What did I did I say we had a Finn email? Yeah, right at the end of the last one. I thought that's when I was like, "All right, it's time for a smoke." You're hallucinating. <laughs> I swear, I swear, play, play it back. No. <laughs> I was talking about Finn Jones, uh, the okay. new actor for Iron Fist. Okay. I was talking about. Finn from The Force Awakens. Yes. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> cool fins. Cool fins. Cool fin. <laughs> <laughs> Not throwable I was fins. talking about Ian Ziering's character of Finn in Sharknado. Oh. An even cooler fin. Oh, that, that was a real deep cut there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Let's see here. Jason Kanaka says, hello, Leftovers. I hope this doesn't arrive in another batch of enraging emails. It did. Yep. <laughs> uh, I wanted to reach out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to reach out with regards to your statements during the last Luke Kylo discussion. Jay, this was our discussion. Oh, okay. Uh, in the old days, would Kylo have been, uh, would Kylo have even been taught by the Jedi's? Anakin got the boot from Yoda, uh, when they interviewed him despite his powers because he was a bit of a mental basket case with his family issues and deep feelings for his mother. And mostly his age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was too old for yep. the training. Yeah. Only Obi-Wan's stubbornness made Yoda agree to him being trained. By Luke, who is learning to teach without the Jedi Academy to guide him, taking on the task of training someone we all agree has mommy-daddy issues combined with powers. How can he not be at least partially to blame? Uh, the Jedi Order always warned against attachment and the danger it posed to losing your way. I think the only reason – I'm going to stop right there real quick. Like I think the attachment's the only thing that fucking uh, saved Luke at the end of Jedi. Yeah. Agreed. They may have taught against taught, – uh, we'll talk about it. With Luke taking, his challenge, taking this challenge on, not fully qualified to be a true teacher, and perhaps uh, that danger is posed to losing your way – I just read the same sentence. I'm sorry. Uh, with Luke taking this challenge on, not fully qualified to be a true teacher, and perhaps that feeling conflict to help his nephew deal with his powers, did he roll the dice on ending up where he did? Perhaps Luke's hubris that he could ta- that he could take on this challenge successfully does put at least some small blame for Kylo's path on him? Question mark. Uh, he says, Han and Leo were definitely not good parents, which scarred Kylo and set him up to be the basket case he became. If they had given him a head start uh, of a good family, perhaps he could have been a better uh, better guided by a new teacher such as Luke to avoid the temptations. Anyway, great discussion by you guys, and I can easily see uh, see your points as well. Keep up the great podcast and discussions. So is Luke to blame? I think a little bit. <clears throat> I, I think a little bit. I think even if he's not to blame – I think he'll take some of the blame. He'll miss. T- That's what I said last episode. That Luke's blaming himself, but I don't blame Luke at all for for Kylo turning. I don't blame him at all. I think he was just being a great uncle, and I think he was just trying to teach this kid after Leia came to him. But I don't think anything that Luke taught him could make him turn to the dark side. I think Luke is uh, was the best teacher he could have been. I agree with that. I agree. That's with that. what I'm saying. But I definitely think Luke will. will shoulder the blame that's what i said last episode that luke that's why he's isolated himself mm-hmm. he's on act two he's probably looking for answers to maybe even bring back kylo for all we know but i think like he isolated himself because he considers himself a failure for letting him down that's what i said luke is such a good guy that he shoulders the responsibility but i don't think anything he taught kylo I don't think Luke could like just teach anybody and like, oh, okay, now they're susceptible to the dark side because of Luke's teachings. Right. Because Luke is not, uh, he didn't, he, he, he's, I think, I think every Jedi 
man, I, I, I think I think like every Jedi has their own path, and I think that Luke, when he teaches somebody, I think he's just like I think he teaches them about the Force the only way he knows about it, mm-hmm. the way he's been connected to it. Right. Yeah, it looks like maybe I should have left out all those awesome powers you get on the dark side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it, this is all my fault. What are you thinking, Jay? Are you still, I mean... No, I, I definitely lean towards the Han and Leia being the ultimate ones at fault. I definitely lean towards that now. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think Luke really had a choice. You know, if, if she's coming to him with this kid that is powerful doesn't understand his powers, doesn't know what to do with them. Maybe he's acting out at home with that shit. And she's just like, can you please do something? Of course he's going to. No one else is going to be yeah. able to do like, anything. Fucking Han's like, you know what? Hey, I want, you know, you're not going to the Tashi station. Yes. Yeah. Next thing you know, fucking Kylo's choking out fucking Han. Yeah. <laughs> always the Tashi station. I'm going to the Tashi station. Kylo's fucking force choking his dad out. Yeah. <laughs> Telling him, no, bitch, I'm going to the Tashi station. And what's Luke going to do? Say no to Han and Leia? Exactly. About, yeah. No. But I don't think it's Luke's teachings that, that, that made Kylo go down that path. I think it was, I don't, I don't care who taught him. I think, I think Yoda could have taught him. Mm-hmm. I think Yoda could have taught him. I think the underlying problem was the fact that Kylo was resentful towards his parents. Yeah. And the, you pushed off, you pushed off your son. On to the uncle. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with him. I've got mommy's got to work on the resistance. Daddy's got to go out here and be fucking Mister, uh, you know, smuggler and shit and yeah. do his own thing and hang out, you know, pal around with Chewbacca. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd, I'd resent that too. I, you would. Yeah, you yeah. would. I mean, so I, I blame the parents here. I think like if there would have been like the and and and, and, and he's a kid. He's going to act out. Just because he's just because he's got just because you see that oh he's got too much Vader in him no that's it. he's a fucking teenager <laughs> right yeah what right? teenager doesn't have mood swings exactly yeah. yeah he's a fucking young kid yeah and you you got to wonder too at, at which point did Snoke come in and say hey let me tell you about your grandfather you hate your parents but let me tell you about your powerful grandfather yeah you know I think that was that played a key role in that too and mm. turning it wasn't all Luke's fault. I don't think any of it's yeah. Luke's fault. I think Luke was the only one that was stepping up to the plate yeah. and trying to do anything with this kid. And now he blames himself. And now he blames himself. When Han and Leia kind of blame themselves. Don't get me wrong. I think Luke's going to be a little bit crazy in this next movie. Yeah, for yeah, sure. A little bit crazy. Being gonna in be, isolation. He's going to be in, in isolation. Yeah. Probably see him talking to himself. You know, it might be he, he might be talking to Yoda. Might be talking to Obi Wan. Yeah. But I think he's going to be a little bit crazy. I agree. But I don't. I don't. I don't want to blame Luke for this, man. Like I, I told Jay last week, I said everything that we've ever saw from Luke in every other movie does not lead me to believe that that, that Luke could be susceptible to the dark side. Now, anything that's good that's ever happened in Luke's life has has happened because he followed the light side of the Force. Yeah, he never gained anything from the dark side. Exactly. Of the force. Everything dark side of the Force was bad for him. Now he he'd been tempted by it. Mm-hmm. He'd been tempted by it, but. Not not falling susceptible to that, and not not falling into that trap. Good things happen because of that. True, like the force led him to Obi Wan Kenobi. The force then led him to his sister. The force led him to uh, you know uh, Han Solo himself. Mm-hmm. The force has given him everything good. He met Yoda. Everything good that's ever happened in his life has happened because of the force. I can't see at this point in this guy's life. 
like, oh, okay, now I'm going to turn. Right. <laughs> or now, now teach about the dark side. Now I'm going to start teaching things that, you know, yeah, these are a little gray. <laughs> no, I think that Luke's going to teach him everything that he's learned. Now, whether the story group goes in another direction, that's up to them. If Disney story group goes in another direction, that's up to them. Do I agree with that direction at this point in time? No. You've got to really convince me that something something makes Luke turn. Yeah, in those 30 years that in we those, didn't see. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. After overcoming his own father. Like, right, that right. Was, that was huge for him. Right. So, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right on that, I think. I don't. I think, think it's an interesting story. Like, oh, Luke turns to the dark side. It's an interesting story. The comics dealt with that before sure. they were thrown out. Like, Dark Empire is all about that. Right, right. I think we're gonna see. I think we're gonna see a kooky, kind of weird Luke Skywalker. But I don't think we're gonna see a Luke Skywalker that's going to be able to, teaching his uh, his nephew some questionable things. Right now, I think Kylo could either turn good, and hell, I still think Ray could fucking turn to the dark side. Yes, those yeah. things could happen. I agree. Mm-hmm. We could see. We could see a flip here, a flip flop. We could see fucking Kylo good and fucking Ray turn bad. Yep, that's still up. Yeah, that could happen. I agree. I don't disagree. It's not beyond possibility. Uh, let's see here. So that comes from Jason Kanakis. I, yeah, man. I, I just, dude, I cannot blame. I can't blame Luke. I gotta blame mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. And JJ Abrams has pretty much all but done that already too. Yeah, blamed Han and Leia in interviews and stuff. Well, even Leia blames herself. Mm-hmm. She says, you know, she's like, I shouldn't have sent him away. Yeah, I shouldn't have sent him away. Looks like I shouldn't have trained him all that dark side shit. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad idea. I thought it was cool now. He's like, like ah, looking back on it. Yeah. He had a midlife crisis and yeah. he went to the dark side. Shit. <laughs> I shouldn't have trained him how to force choke people. Like yeah. I even gave him those fucking practice uh, uh, the red contact lenses. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. That was a bad idea. Bad move. Bad move. Dude, oh man, those look dope on you, Kylo. <laughs> look at bad <laughs> I look stupid in this robe. Look at you with your fucking My Chemical Romance see, t-shirt I can and understand. those red like, eyes. Yeah. Jay was like, you know, there's rumors we talked about last week. We talked about the rumors of like the new costumes that are coming out in yeah. episode seven. We talked about Ray's costume and what it looks like. And it's very reminiscent of uh, of uh, Luke and A New Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but we also hear that, you know, Luke's going to be dressed all in black. Right. But, I mean, he was also dressed all in black in Jedi. I, I, I don't know. I, is it misdirection? Yeah, hard to say. I, I just can't say, like, okay, Luke, oh, I'm dressed all in black. I'm going to be evil now. I'm right. a real bad. I'm I mean, a he was, Yeah, he was dressed all in black in Return of the Jedi. Yes. I mean, he was hardly evil. He was exactly. the most good he's ever been. Exactly. Exactly. He may have been tempted, but he didn't succumb to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see him joining that team. There's no reason for him to join that side at this yeah. point. It doesn't doesn't make any sense to the story. Unless he's going to infiltrate, like in the comic books, infiltrate the Empire. No, but matter, I don't see no matter what happens, dude, we're getting more fucking Luke Skywalker yes. in the next movie, yeah, guys. Exciting. That's exciting. exciting as hell. I want to see him, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy fucking shit, I want to see That's Luke Skywalker. Just as exciting as it being started all over again yes. in the first place is to see Luke again. To see Luke again. Where is he at? Like, uh, how powerful is he? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing Harrison Ford again, but as far as characters go, we all wanted to know what the fuck happened with Luke. Yeah. Like, Han, yeah. we kind of, 
just assumed like what had happened dude, with him. Dude, what if that Star Wars episode eight, like if they wanted to keep this shit going and like the whole fucking two hours is just like her like holding that lightsaber out. <laughs> and it's like spin 360 spin around like, What's he thinking? <laughs> it's like <laughs> I would toss that movie. Yeah. We're all like, will he or won't he take it? <laughs> it's a con- mystery. To be continued. Could be a twist here. <laughs> like, like like there's like even like there's even like like I'd say like forty five minutes in, like R two D two like actually just like pops his head up there <laughs> just to check out and see what's going it on. It's like no. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, he doesn't they, move? They, they don't even acknowledge okay. R2. Like, we just see, like, R2, like, R2's just, like, dude, like, R2, like, he's beeping, and it's, like, it says on the bottom of the screen, like, these guys have been up here a long time. <laughs> just making sure everything's okay. <laughs> and then he just goes back down. That's the dialogue leak. Yeah. <laughs> We've heard some dialogue. <laughs> and it's from R2-D2. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael Glenn sends us an email. I, th- I don't think I've ever heard of Michael. Mm-mm. No. New guy. New guy. Well, welcome, Michael. He says, good day, Brian. He's Australian? <laughs> yeah, he spelled my name wrong. He spelled it brain. Uh, I'm going to say it like he's a good day, Brian. Good day, Brian. <laughs> good day, Brian and all the pop culture leftovers crew and Frank. <laughs> I've only been listening to the podcast since your Batman v Superman show. And now I am hooked. He is Australian. I'm okay. not, I don't think I, I don't. I don't want to keep up the Hugh Jackman the entire time. Right. You know what I feel bad about? I'm going to have to find it. I did get a Wilderness John email, uh, and I, I don't have it on here. Oh damn! Uh, I'll try to find it here next week. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you love him, uh, only been listening to the podcast since you uh, since your Batman v Superman show, and now I am hooked. Even left you an iTunes review, five stars. I never listened to the Comic Slobs podcast, but reviewed them too, uh, only talking about the leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Awesome. That's great. Groans. Hey, send that email. Yeah. Comicslob at gmail.com and let them know, Michael, how much you love our show. <laughs> All right? And what you love about our I show. Want, yeah, I, what you love about our show. I just want to hear, like, wh- I want their next episode to be just one giant groan. <laughs> <laughs> So do that for us. Uh, I've slowly been working my way back through the older podcasts. Is there any way to get to the first up, the first shows? Um, yeah, for some reason, like it only gives us a hundred episodes. Um, the way it's because of the way I publish it. I don't publish it using our podcast host. I publish it using a something called uh, WordPress. I use our website to publish it. So in order to actually listen to the old episodes, you actually have to go to our website, popcultureleftovers.com, and in the archives section, you'd have to go all the way back to 2013 and start listening to those episodes right off the website. So that's the only way to do it. Um, I will uh, post eventually some pop culture leftover classic episodes probably like on a week like like let's say we have to take a week off mm-hmm. like but the next one i'll post will be the iron man 2 episode cool so wow way back then yeah that was our second episode wow uh he says i uh, i i guess you're gonna be talking about game of thrones this episode uh what the crews thought and theories on what's going to happen over the next few episodes and season uh, can't wait for the next podcast, Michael from Melbourne, Australia. He's awesome. from Melbourne. Melbourne. Good old Melbourne. Good old Melbourne, Australia. Shrimp on the Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a knife. All right. <laughs> I'm done. Fishing with dynamite. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, what movie was it? Was there was it Ford Fairlane where there was a koala hanging from a fucking? Uh, I don't know if it's Ford Fairlane. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a koala hanging from like a fucking like ceiling fan, swinging around and the shit. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Let me see if I can find this fucking. Wilderness John email. <laughs> Just for you, Jick. Yes. <laughs> yeah, now you're excited. Look, I broke the stress ball. You fucked that up, man. Are you stressed? Yeah. <laughs> let me see it. What'd you do? I destroyed it. Oh my god. Don't let our sponsor hear that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't it wasn't capable of the amount of stress I had. <laughs> <laughs> the emails destroyed it. I know. <laughs> One Okay, uh, yeah, I found the final last two emails and we're done. We're going to put this fucking, uh, I'm going to fucking put this podcast to rest like old Yeller. <laughs> just gonna, wow. Yeah, I'm going to blast this bitch in the face. Talk about crying at a movie. Jake, our sponsor, <laughs> sent us that. I, I was going to take pictures of this shit and put it on the web, oh, on no. the fucking Facebook. Well, they show a picture of it on the card. <laughs> <laughs> This was also included. Jake, you just, we are going to lose our sponsorship. You destroyed it. I didn't mean to. It's a stress ball, and Jake has just ripped it in like four pieces. I'm working on four. All right. Now, uh, next email. <laughs> next email comes from. Uh, holy shit. Uh, yeah, here we go. It's the last email. I don't have two more. I got one more. Yay! And who's it come from? Wilderness John. Wilderness John. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, turds? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm not going I'm not gonna attack Wilder's Jeff. You don't know Jay, motherfucker. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins absolutely needs to ride in every single fucking week. <laughs> Jay's reaction was fucking amazing. I love you, Jay. Thanks, man. Leroy's email was like music to my ears. <laughs> I am going through a divorce right now, and it fucking blows, but listening to Mrs. Jenkins pissing, <laughs> pissing and moaning made me feel great. <laughs> I'm finally done with that shit. Leroy, you're fucked. <laughs> Can't wait for your next email. That's awesome. <laughs> Joshua Gutierrez. Your ex-fiance can eat my fucking shit <laughs> out of my fucking ass. Nice. We're all here for you, Josh. Thank you for sharing. I hate stupid fucking selfish bitches right now. <laughs> I'll keep on fucking them, but I'm definitely never marrying another one. My ex started to change just like yours did, and then pow, stabbed me right in the anus. <laughs> <laughs> Great email. I hope you're feeling better. Sounds like he is. At least you're not Leroy fucking Jenkins. <laughs> Seriously, Leroy, keep writing in. <laughs> the best part about Batman v Superman was Andy Babcock's email. <laughs> Clearly an idiot. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I think it's a great high. I think it's great that you guys have a sponsor now. I'm not worried about selling out because I know you'll never change the content of the show for a stuffed Leonardo doll and <laughs> a pair of fucking shoelaces. 
<laughs> Jake will just rip the shit to shreds on our show. <laughs> you have just destroyed that. I put it back together. <laughs> Stressful. <laughs> oh my god. First you took the face off. <laughs> yeah. And then you just fucking ripped it in half. <laughs> Four quarters. Huh? Alright guys, yeah, remember to go to one upbox one upbox.com, <laughs> use the code pop culture. You can tear shit to shreds too. <laughs> I can't wait for one up box to pull their sponsorship. <laughs> just just like I pull out of bald eagles. <laughs> Just kidding. I never pull out. You don't fucking know me, Wilderness John. Oh, yes. Wilderness John is onto our plan. <laughs> Love it. I was missing him, man. I was missing him. Were you? Yeah, I'm glad, yeah. glad to hear from him. I was missing him, too. Yeah. I was poo-pooing the idea of that email, but I, I was wrong. Yeah, you were wrong. That was a great email. Yeah. Well, when I, said it, when I said there was two more left... That's when you were like, shit. <laughs> but when I realized it was, it was one, just one, and it was, that and it was Wilderness John, you yeah. were like, all right, I'm on board. That was good. Way to end on a high note. I got to get out of here anyway. I got to I gotta, I gotta meet my doctor. <laughs> Jay's coming with you. <laughs> Buddy system. <laughs> we'll make sure this happens the right way. I just want to make sure that, like, I don't want to, I, I feel like I've been had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just want I I want you to go there and I want I just want to know if this is like on the up and up right. like it's like is this normal Yeah right right uh, Yeah we need to check this out for sure Right we need to go back Right <laughs> I also thought like I thought I was gonna get like uh like like a prostate exam too Uh huh And the guy just started like sticking his finger at my butthole Right <laughs> well, and I was like what is this Does this is this how this is how it works uh-huh. It is how it works It is <laughs> yeah. Apparently it is, yeah. So I feel like I feel like you know one out of three things ain't bad. Yeah, no cancer. So, <laughs> right, yeah. You know that's good. So you got a finger no, up your butt. Too. No cancer. Now you got a so, Botox dick. Yeah. <laughs> and no friction. <laughs> but this time I want you to double check and make sure that it is his finger. Right. <laughs> I will. Because he kept putting it in repeatedly. Yeah. I'm going to investigate this shit. That's yeah. worrisome. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how many times you got to put your finger in my asshole, dude? <laughs> Is anything wrong? <laughs> and why can I still see both of your hands? <laughs> he just said something about him being a big fan of the amazing Kreskin, and I was just like, okay. <laughs> This guy likes I his like math. This guy likes his magicians. Oh shit. I think I got raped, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say I that. I think I paid a guy five hundred dollars to rape me. Oh man, that's we'll, terrible. We'll definitely find out though. So <laughs> we'll check I'm it out. I'm a little worried. Yeah. And you're gonna go back. Yeah. Hey, it's like I have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go do that. Something was a little off last time I was here. I just yeah. want to just make sure you're on the up and up. Oh man, if this guy has a cult, I'm joining. <laughs> oh god, Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> All right, guys, this is episode 136. Thank God it's over. Yeah, yeah. been awful. <laughs> Next week, Captain America: Civil War. Yay! Woo. Yay! So maybe maybe we can gain gain back some listeners that we lost after this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. There'll have to be new listeners that yeah. never that never heard this one. Right. 
<laughs> I think like Michael Glenn's like, yeah, I've been listening to you since the uh, you know Batman v Superman episode, and uh, stop listening after one thirty six, <laughs> and I'm out. I didn't get very far. All right, yeah, I made it like four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Their host got raped. <laughs> Admittedly, <laughs> I didn't know it though. Oh, I know you were. Hey, man, anyone could have made the, that mistake. It's the worst kind of rape. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're just trying to do. Like, I just like figured like this shit happened like fucking weeks ago. Yeah, and like I like come here, just kind of putting it together. No, it's like you one of those like, like once you press memories. Well, no, you say it out loud. Yeah, you say it out loud. Like you know, it's like, dude, I just wanted to get some Botox in my cock right. and have like this shiny motherfucking cock. You Who know what I mean? <laughs> this fucking like, I don't anymore. This shiny cylindrical sucker, right? You Which know? you're still proud of. I'm. Well, now that I'm thinking. <laughs> now that, Buyer's remorse. <laughs> it's it's real. It's like now that I think about it, I, the guy just rubbed Vaseline on my dick, and then I think he raped me. <laughs> so wow. I'm not really proud of that fact. You're like a regular Santa. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Alicia Vikander is going to feel like after she does Tomb Raider. <laughs> Jay's going to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> of course, yeah. All right, guys. Rape is not funny. Guys. No, Come it's on. not funny. A little bit. When it happens to me, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, and just like all good leftovers say in their doggy bags, thank you for listening. And yeah, whatever. Yeah, buy one up box. Buy one up box. Use that code Pop Culture Leftovers. You can get a you can get shit. You can destroy it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> <No>, watch this. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a t-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like seven million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat, but it's all been done before. And we don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carryover, counterculture, pushovers. Pop culture, leftovers. And we're the uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture, leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft. And we're the shaft, the crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good at
toxic turn it, taste it, do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hate it, race it, let's embrace it, Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftover. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftover. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture leftovers. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say has already been said, leftovers. Pretty sure the only talent is the band that's singing this, pop culture, leftovers.